Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I am the Spoiler Tron 3007, and I am here to warn you that if you haven't read this week's DC Comics, you may want to before listening to this podcast. Somewhere between the nonsense and the ridiculousness, Jim and Eric will be talking about the books including the twists, turns, and reveals. You have been warned. It's the new Star Wars lightsaber from Kenner. Inflation required, batteries not included. You can pretend you have powers when you switch on Kenner's Star Wars lightsaber. Ready to feel the force? Switch on your Star Wars lightsabers, close your eyes and go. I got it. Me too. Zach, you passed the test. The force is with you. The Star Wars lightsaber, new from Kenner. Balloons not included. It's time for the podcast that Snyder lovers hate because some piece of shit gave Batman number 44 a 4 out of 10. Fuck it. Episode 36, Weird Out Loud, America's Sweetheart, Eric Shea. Uh, and I'm Jim Werner. <laughs> Is that when yeah, I come in there? Yeah, Is that my, my time coming in there? Where can these fools find us? You you okay? No, I'm not okay. You feeling okay tonight? No. No. Boy, you are down. You know where they can go? Well, if they want to come to the website and bash you some more, uh, the <laughs> website is Weird Science DC Comics Blog at blogspot.com. Dot blogspot.com, right? Yeah. I don't know. Our email address is Weird Science. Now you got me down. Weird Science DC Comics <laughs> at gmail.com. We're also a proud member of the Comic Podcast Network. Woo! And Eric, I'd like to say that haters going to hate. And I know that that upsets you. I, I know. But you know what? It was bound to happen, Eric. You have been America's <laughs> sweetheart for so long. But uh, this week you did your Batman review, like you said at the intro there. Yeah. And you didn't like the book. No. And then all shit broke out. And I, I'd like to quote former Alaskan Senator Ted Stevens, who once uh-huh. said, Eric, the Internet is not something you dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's a series of tubes. <laughs> <laughs> See, that got you, right? <laughs> That's what he said, Eric. Oh, a goody. series of tubes. Let's just get a last off tubes, the goddamn. I think in those nah. tubes, you're, the tube leads right. I don't know. Does it lead right to your mouth and the shit just went? Yeah, I don't know what. It's happened. a human centipede, is what it, it is. It was a shit storm going on on the site, and this happened obviously this week because of Batman Forty Four. Yes, it is. And um, again, we're going to talk about that obviously later in the podcast. We're going to talk about the book, and I'll tell you a little spoiler. Uh, I like it a little more than you did. Yes. Unfortunately. That still wouldn't have been, in my mind, what I will give the book later, will, would not even get close to the lowest other review. Now, uh, again, uh, Mr. Anonymous and Unknown on the site. And if you want to go to Eric's review on the site, I'm not trying to clickbait, Eric. Uh, but if you went there, you'll see a lot of crap going on and people defending you, defending yeah. me, me getting mad. Uh, usually what happens is when we get these uh, quote-unquote trolls on the site, uh, you always tell me to to lay low. Just let it yeah. go. I, I couldn't this time. This time there was just too much, and it. it I don't mind. Like somebody writes, uh, "Hey Eric, uh, you, you write like a two year old who is retarded." I can understand that's that. Even, that's not even nice. But they, <laughs> they said that. Oh boy, I'd laugh. I'd sit there and laugh, <laughs> and, the, and then I'd stop laughing. And go, I can't believe they said that, Eric. But, you know, I, I think <laughs> to it's my funny. Face. Actually, I just keep <laughs> saying it to you and laughing. And then during the day, I do, hey, they're two-year-old. But this this was more, like, we don't care if anybody 
will bash us like that. Or somebody can say, hey, Jim, you know, yeah, it's obvious you went to West Virginia University. You stupid. Yeah. That's fine. But when they actually start to um, question the integrity yeah, it's uh, some bullshit of, right there. of America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, I, I actually got upset. And I did respond a couple times. It kind of went back and forth. Now, the funny thing is, uh, the first thing that happened, we got, well, I think there was an anonymous that was like, oh, you know, there we go. Everybody gives it a 10 and Weird Science gives it a 4. Well, you know, whoop de do. And I thought, you know what, that, that's, oh, you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. And that seems to me, it's like, okay, well, they've, they've seen some of the reviews. Well, you know, they don't like us. I, that's fine. People, anybody like we say about the email, uh, you write us an email, we'll read it. We do not delete comments on the site. We yeah. leave them up, and they could be as cantankerous as, as they want to be. And uh, then we get another one, and it's like uh, they start getting uh, ridiculous. The and, floodgates open. Yeah, and what was the one? You, you have that one. You said it uh, oh, earlier shit. to me. Uh, if you don't, but it was, uh, it was a quote, and you clicked on it was from an unknown. Quote, Hold on, unquote, I got it here in a second. Okay. Well, what happened is then I was eating dinner. And you sent me a note, and you're like, oh, this guy unknown just, just put this. And I clicked on his name, and now I know who it is. And it is a guy who runs – the guy's name's Jared. Again, I, I said to you earlier, should we really talk about the person? Fuck him. Uh, screw it. It's a guy who runs the site Doom Rocket who came on the site as an underco- like undercover, like freaking – I don't know – they, they, he's a ninja, Eric, <laughs> but unfortunately not a very effective one. He came on the site, bad-mouthing the site, and I said to him, I put I got a, the quote a, if you want. Okay, yeah, give me the quote. Perish forbid a DC superhero comic took a moment out of all the numbing bombast to be topical, moving, and different. Yeah, so they put that in a bashing Eric because Eric, basically in your review, you said, uh, you know, uh, what happened to the regular story going on? And we have this issue. You didn't like it. No. And so this guy badmouths you but under the guise of just being some you know just a guy who happens on the site but he ends up being a guy who's the uh, owner and editor of the site doom rocket and to me that is i i, I don't even know how to say it dick that, move it's, well yeah it's a dick move but it's worse than that because you're a person who's also a fellow reviewer. You have a site. I was always camaraderie. Told, I was always told there was a brotherhood, Eric, <laughs> and I've, I've never seen it. Now, again, I thought to myself that this would be something that I would think to myself I'm going to do, but I, would, I wouldn't even do it. No. I'd be like, no, that's a dick move. And then uh, I, I have a bunch of things here before you go on. Uh, what Basically, what I've learned from the people who have put on the site, and then, again, the best part is, is there was an anonymous guy who might have been an unknown, and I think he started talking to himself. He's like one know. of those guys that want to make it seem like he, there's like ten guys. I think there's like this Jared from Doom Rock and some other guy doesn't like you. So whoop de doo But what there's I learned, course. Eric, is that you're stupid. Yeah. Uh, your review was clickbait. And oh, yes. that when people see an absurd score on Comic Book Roundup, uh, it gets traffic to the site. Ooh. I also learned that the entire point of your review is to be overly negative, to get a rise out of people and thus gain traffic. Wow. Okay? Um, the other guy also said, I think we all know the real troll is the dude who gave this a four. <laughs> that was you, Eric. And the last one, which is the best, he said that you were intentionally controversial for business reasons. I'd like to know these business reasons. And I, I, I sent back to him about that business reasons. Uh, here's our business plan. Hey, Eric, I'm going to start a business. You want, you want to join in with me? Oh, yeah, let's do oh, it. Oh, yeah, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a business where we have no uh, revenue. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> we, we, because, because we're not going to have ads on the site. We're not going to uh-huh. try that. Um, we're gonna, that sounds too hard. No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting ads, that's, that's a bunch of bull. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll come home from work uh, after working 12 hours uh, yeah. that day and then work another six hours on a site for free. Are we talking about like an everyday day, kind of thing? Oh, every day. Oh, and shit. not only right. that, it's not just free, but you're going to have to pay money into it, Eric. All right, that all is right. my business. Are you in with me? Well, yeah, that'll put me in the red, right? And the red's the red. a good thing, right? Okay, uh, yeah, yes. yeah. I heard that being in the red is a good thing. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's basically we do this site for no reason. We have a podcast. Where, what episode is this? What milestone? 36, 36. milestone. How many times have we said any sort of, well, you wanted to last week. You were trying to push Imaginex as if they were a sponsor. <laughs> do we have sponsors on this podcast? No, we do not. Yeah, no. Uh, patrons? We, uh, I don't even know what the hell that is. It's Patreon. people who pay for the I'm, well, I'm going I'm yeah. to talk about that a little later. Yeah. Uh, do we have uh, a um, guy on a rickshaw that just hands us money? God, I wish we had a guy uh, on a rickshaw hands us money. And again, I'm saying this. I'd love this. Where's Grover Cleveland right now. now? Where, where are they? Where's freaking the Duke of Wellington? Yeah. That guy had a lot of money. Uh, we do this because we do it. We, we put reviews up. Um, again, like this guy. Oh, you want trash? What does – say that um, – your Batman reviews usually get you 10,000 views. Uh-huh. What? And then you write this and you get 11, 11,000. <laughs> what, what, what are we doing with these views? I, the last time I checked, I went to Burger King tonight with my son. Yeah. I, I tried to pay in views. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't allow it. I couldn't Is that why buy, you had a bad experience? I, yeah. I, could, I said I want a double Whopper uh, meal and then um, another double cheeseburger and a, a medium fry. And they said that would be eleven fifty. And I said, well, actually, I have 11,500 views. And the guy looked at me and told me to get the fuck out of there. And they called the police, Eric. I don't yeah. know why they do that just for that. I really was. I don't know. I've been to that Burger King. It happens. Yeah, they're, they're not very nice. But, yeah, well, and, uh, I know my, my rent, uh, rent, my mortgage is coming up. I might be able to pay with those extra views. I'm so glad that you did that, Batman, uh, and got those controversial views. Because I'm, I'm using those, I, I might even, I don't know. I, we can ride a rickshaw with those, right? I'm going to light <laughs> my cigar with the views. Yeah. I, again, I don't know what these people, I, I get the, I don't get the point of these people. I don't know what they're after. They, yeah. they come to the site. Is it the, it, are they like the dick who wasn't invited to the party and they show up and then want to just ruin it? Are they? Is it like they're the equivalent of a cock blocker? I don't know. <laughs> it seemed like again we had a couple other people. We had a, people agree with you. Some yeah. people didn't. But that's the thing. I even said the first time that's one of happens. these guys said they said they wanted like oh this is ridiculous. Everybody's giving it a ten, and I wrote well, what would you give it? How about you say you know what I would have given it a seven because I really enjoyed Jock's art and I liked the pacing of the story even though it wasn't part of the the deal. Of the regular run, I really enjoyed seeing Bruce again. Give give us something. Yeah. This guy, all he's doing is quoting uh, comic book roundup. Well, everybody did that. Well, they, who cares? <clears throat> like I said, if if we gave everything a ten, then and again, integrity gone. Well, and again, we're a joke. We give everything a two. I said to you, the way I explain it is, yes, that is a short term plan. You give something a two, or I'm going to be. Oh, we're, we go into it. Hey, Eric. We're going to make a site. We're going to be the, we're going to be the curmudgeons of the internet. We're yeah, the hard asses. Everybody loves everything. We're going to give them all ones or twos. And that'll yeah. be traffic. That, that it's fool's gold that disappears <laughs> quickly because it, it's a, it's a one shot, uh, one trick pony. 
Yeah. They go, oh, this guy hates this. They go, again, I often think that I get a little worried about the podcast because when we come on the podcast, like we said, I could have given a book a nine, but when I reread it for the podcast, I try to find, you know, little nitpicking things and things that I find are funny. And I even get like, oh, maybe we're a little too negative or whatever. But in general, I, I think we're pretty positive. Uh, I like to be. And... Very, I like these superheroes. Not, I don't I want them to not yeah, like a book. Like that's what I'm saying. We go in positive, uh, and I would hope to say that we are um, legit, or you know, we yeah, have too legit to quit. Or, I got you. Uh, when, if I don't like a, an issue, I might like. And I, again, here's what I was looking at. What did you give the last Batman? Do you remember? No, I have no a idea. A nine. Was it it's, a nine? Yeah, a nine. The okay. last issue of Batman you loved. Yeah. And unfortunately. That well, the way we do it, and I'll, I'll mention Reggie and his uh, segment, The Recklessness, last week. Uh, even though he badmouths us all the time, Eric, he <laughs> seemed to be like making love to my ears nice. during that segment. He kind of gave us some compliments about the reviews and said, No, he, he you know, he knows, he knows we ain't half stepping. <laughs> or we, if we like an issue, we're going to say we like it. If we don't, we don't. We don't have any sort of. Um, vendetta against anybody but we yeah. also don't have the you know i love say i love howard porter yeah my probably my favorite artist him and brett booth two of yeah. my favorite artists uh this week we'll talk later uh he does the backup art kind of a backup at the end of action, action Comics. yeah i put in the review and it, it actually does it hurts me to say in the review that i, oh, that I, I don't like it and i put his art, while I usually like it, does not fit this book, and I got a, it was a little confusing. I did again. I love Howard Porter. Howard Porter's very nice. Howard Porter yeah. actually talks to us uh, occasionally, uh, sends us messages. I give and him stuff, a tug and uh, does that. But I'm not gonna. And I hope that he would know that. Hey, these guys, you know, they're not just giving me because then when you give a good review, a bad review, it, everything gets out of whack. And and when you're not legit, you're not legit. That's right. And at one point, Eric, you wanted to just stop the site and, and end it all. because I know. I've said all this shit just really got me down because it's just people come on and they start throwing all these things at me and pretty much tell me, you're stupid if you don't get this and you don't like this. And like uh, Wednesday came around. I had four books this week. I planned on getting them all done that night. Yeah. I did Batman. I did Earth 2 and I got done Earth 2 and I saw all these comments coming in. I'm yeah, like, they started right away. I got discouraged and I'm like, you know what? I'm just putting the laptop down. I'm not dealing with this shit no more tonight. And then You're Thursday. You're still not done. I'm still not done. Thursday came along. I started my Starfire up. Yep. Shit, more comments going on. I'm like, I got done Starfire. I was like, I don't want to deal with weird science anymore tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And there's me toiling away. Yeah. Toiling away. I'm still not done either. Exactly. Uh, but it, more because I'm spending too much time sleuthing. Around trying to find where people are and what they do. And again, uh, I'll go back. Uh, Jared from Doom Rocket, we talked then on Twitter and, and kind of I, I explained to him. First off, uh, we're two people. Yeah. Two lovely, sexy, sexy people. That's right. Uh, but a lot of times, and people who listen to the podcast will, will say, yeah, we don't agree. We don't agree a lot of times. Yeah. And again, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wouldn't give this Batman a 10. But no. I like it a little more than you. And when we talk about it, I will. But again, I, I, it's, I hate when people are like, oh, weird science. They're jerks. They're hateful. And then I look and I'm like, I just posted a 9.5 review. Yeah. How have I, you know, and then I'm like, I'm not Eric. That son of a bitch is ruining everything <laughs> for me. My big business plan. Yeah. You know, and I just, it, it's silly. 
It really is silly. And again, you, people out there, Reggie's trying to calm me down at one point. I wouldn't get involved in that. And I get so angry. And again, it's, you want to see what the, the, this guy, oh, it's clickbait. You just want traffic on your site. Well, first off, it's a little late for that. We, yeah. We've been a site long enough. And unfortunately, and again, I don't like to get, it's almost like talking about um, how much you get paid. Right. Something like that. And, but, you know, I'm not going to, oh, we get this amount and we get that amount. But uh, legitimately, uh, in the two years, there's only been one month, I think, that we actually had less views than the month before that. It's gone up every And, you know, it, it's easy to go from five to ten, yeah. Eric, or, you know, 15 views a month. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's not, and it's not, it's not shock value. No. And again, I think that what happens is the people who actually come in and kind of digest the whole site and get like, oh, there's Eric. He's a little more, uh, he's a little more picky with this, or you know, kind of get the deal. I, this anonymous guy, first off, when I commented, commented back, I don't think that he has ever been to the site. No. Didn't know anything. And had no idea, not that I'm, you know, I'm not America's <laughs> sweetheart, so how would yeah, you're you you're know? the Quaker Town comic. like, oh, you'd be not. I'm like, do you realize that not only do I know Eric, I'm standing right next to him right now while I'm <laughs> commenting. And I'm telling you, if you came into me, and again, I wish that people would realize that this whole thing with this clickbait and stuff like this, y- you want to point a finger at somebody who would be more likely to do that. That is me. Yeah. That is pure me two years ago. Uh you would never do that. You, you're an idiot with integrity. Yeah. But it, I'm telling you, if you said to me, you know what, I'm going to give Batman a, a four because I want to get – I'd slap you right in your fucking face. <laughs> Again, you message me on Twitter. You're like, uh, and it, it even seemed to upset you. You're set like, yeah. I've got to give this a four. This is a four in my mind. And again, we, we talked about it a lot of times on the podcast, and we talk about it all the time, how we review – books and it's not exactly a tit for tat uh point system it's more of a gut feeling yeah we we have a basic general idea of what we're going to do and then it always goes down to your gut though yeah and we talk like i didn't like the art i didn't like this i didn't like that i like this i didn't like that and uh sometimes it does come off like i could say an issue oh my god boy jim's gonna give this a 10 and i end up giving an eight and what the fuck is he doing but it's a gut feeling yeah for the most part I would love to say that we are with the common man, Eric, that a lot of people, and it seemed a lot of people didn't like this Batman. Unfortunately, reviewers love um, the shit I'm, out of it. And I'm not going to say integrity-wise or whatever they're doing, that's their own business, but there are certain books that it seems like people are afraid to give bad reviews. And just because you gave a bad review, first off, doesn't mean that I would. Doesn't yeah. mean that maybe the next time, you know, you might read it two years from now and think it's the greatest thing. Yeah. Once you're separated from the the whole arc, that it, you know, yeah, maybe that, who knows? those stupid issues you have with it, but it just, <laughs> it, it, I know, it just upsets me. And and I, it's, we no. st- we started the site not to. What did we start? It? Why the fuck do we do it anyway? We don't do it for any reason, but we like to read comics and we like to review them. We like and to bullshit talk to with people. each other. We like, yeah, we were talking to each other. That's basically the podcast all week. We talk to each other and, and say stupid stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got some stuff lined up. I just want to get this out of the way so we don't have to bring it up okay. here in the Batman review, though. All throughout, like, all these, like, uh, blurbs to reviews and shit like that, and most of the comments that we've been getting on the site about mm-hmm. it, everyone keeps using this term topical. Yeah, topical. When talking about topical. Batman number 44. And 
before we recorded this tonight, like a few hours ago, I saw on uh, Newsarama, it's been up for a while now, I guess, but I just saw a couple hours ago where they had an interview with Scott Snyder, and he's going on and on about this Batman number 44. And a lot of what people are saying seem like direct quotes from what Scott Snyder said on this goddamn interview. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. But anyway, yeah, I, didn't read I just don't get it. The stuff that's going on now is the same kind of stuff that's been going on for as long as I can remember. Just because Snyder says it's topical doesn't mean it is, and it shouldn't mean that we have to stop the goddamn presses to get the whole different kind of Batman story out of it as a response because Snyder decides and, it's and, a too important right. You're with me. This was an issue that he had written before with Brian Azzarello as a like a you know placeholder when when Greg Capullo can't. This wasn't. It, oh. Well, he, even on the interview, he's talking about how yeah, this is so yeah, like, yeah. Um, uh, like uh, Black Lives Matter and shit like that. Yeah. And I understand. Like, I agree. I've always agreed with that. Everybody's yeah. life matters. Yeah. But like, uh, nobody said shit in Detective Comics during the Anarchy story when Lonnie Macon got shot. Like, he was unarmed, got shot by Detective Yip. And it's probably because Bucciolato Manable didn't come out and say, you know what, this is some topical story and shit again, we're doing right here. This whole thing, again, this is like, it reminds me of, like, I can go on Twitter right now and I'll tweet out, you know what, everybody matters. Yeah. It's this, that's clickbait, Eric. And right, that, so- that's, it's so generic, like, that generic, like, that there's people that, again, it's, it, the guy gets shot. It's in the book. That's, yeah. That, you know. People get shot, and yes, it, it's it's a problem, and it's happened. I said, but what about um, you know, Superman punching a cop? Yeah, people getting upset about that, but not only a couple. Or how about um, we we joked about it on the podcast last week. How about Batman, robot Batman, Gordon, uh, punching the shit out of Joker's daughter? Yeah, uh, basically for me, a teenage girl. Yeah, where are the people that? Why isn't that topical? Where where are the, the you know? Just be, like you said, just because Scott Snyder says it's topical, and yes, it, it is. It, it's something that's in the news. But it's also, to me, this is a, if it's topical, it's generic topical. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, oh, this, this has happened all the time. Uh, in the book, do, do you end up with, oh, my God, you know what? I'm going to change because I saw that. No. no. And you know what else? I, I'm sick of. I'm sick of comics. Not sick of comics. I don't. I get so angry with this, <laughs> but I want to have fun, Eric. Yeah, I know. I want to have fun and read a comic, and you get a chance. I think that first off, people got Gaga over uh, Bruce being yeah. back for a little. And again, I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to get a Mr. Bloom back up, our uh, origin story. It's going to tie into the book. It's going to expand that that deal. No, it wasn't. We'll get more into this. When uh, we get I to got. The actual I got a quote here from Snyder from the interview. Okay. All right, I'm going to play off this a little bit. Okay. He says, nowadays I feel like there are different fears and different sort of concerns. Some of those concerns are less about urban decay and more about larger national system, uh, systemic problems that have to do with race and class. And I, I saw this. I'm like, I see this and think to myself that this has been going on forever. I don't know if this will shock you, but most terrible things that are done to people are about race and class. No. The Watts riots, Rodney King, just because people say that this is a topical and means something right now doesn't mean it does. You know what I learned? I learned that I do not think Scott Snyder is very fun at a party. No. <laughs> These things like have always guy. meant something. Well, I, I told you. Oh, hold on. Imagine nine okay. issues down the road when Snyder is probably undoubtedly doing another Joker story, and then we stop that story because Batman has to go to Syria to bring back some refugees in the middle of it. Because yeah. that's topical, you know? Yeah. Nonsense. I, I think that uh, they're going to leave the book soon. We said they, they're contracted. The it's a 50, issue 50, I believe. 
And when they leave, the next person who comes, I, I really, it's the worst thing to come in after something like that. Like yeah. This. But God forbid if the next person just wants to have some fun. Agreed. Girl, girls just want to have fun here. And, I got another quote. Well, I'm going to just one thing that's, I, I was talking to you today, and I think that, again, we're going to, uh, it's bashing Scott Snyder, and he hates us, so who cares? He seems to be a guy, and I told you this today, to me, he seems to be a guy who's almost embarrassed to be writing a comic. So he has to make it something bigger and something smarter so that he can tell everybody that he's not – he doesn't make the funny pages. He's doing something that means something, and this is the new – I just – again, I just want to – this week, Catwoman, I loved a hundred yeah. million times better. You know what? Nobody cares. No. Nobody's reading. Well, and that's the thing, a book they should be reading. I'm not, I don't even want to do Snyder bashing. I want to do bashing on people who seem hypnotized by oh, him. No. Like, I'm telling you, they are just pulling exact quotes from him and using it as their own for their own defense. It's very odd to me, but here's another quote. So this issue is largely about Batman learning that instead of scaring criminals back into the shadows and doing what he thinks he needs to prove to the city about catching someone or sort of, or sort of beating someone back, which is Batman I grew up with, what he needs to do is inspire brave, bravery and fearlessness in the population. Now, this is the oddest thing because we saw this, that Batman started doing this in Endgame, right? Mm -hmm. uh, everybody got together. They're shining their lights and shit like that. Yeah. And it's fine. I really dug that. Yeah. But to say that Batman realized this five years ago and then immediately went back to cracking skulls and being scary like the Batman we all know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Why not go back to right before Eternal and say that Batman realized this and began doing his inspirational face at that point so it flows in the story? We jump back five years and we have this whole thing because Scott Snyder wants to be topical and uh, start this whole new inspirational Batman, but it doesn't make sense in the goddamn continuity. Yeah. Story over continuity. Shit is always going bad in Gotham, from crooked politicians to mafia to the crazies. And to my knowledge, except for times when creators wanted to strike a chord, it's never been strictly about race. Bad things happen to everyone in Gotham. That's why everyone jokes about why would anybody still live in Gotham City. Yeah. All in all, what I get from this uh, topical what is this, story is... a manifesto? Is, yeah, I'm saying... Holy what I get, moly. What I get from this story <laughs> is don't count on anyone, even your heroes, because in the end, the only person you can count on is yourself, because eventually you'll grow bat wings and fly away. Yeah, bat wings. That's topical. I Actually, I was watching CNN right before this. Kid in Chicago, bat wings. He grew bat wings, Eric, and he, he fell. Topical. I don't want to talk about this You know what's topical though. that I want? I want topical where Batman goes to McDonald's, and he wants one of those breakfast all day. And he wants an egg McMuffin, but, but that, that restaurant's one. only selling uh, freaking biscuits. Yeah, and then he gets mad. That's <laughs> what I want. Or that's what's goes, going on in my world. <laughs> or he goes to to freaking Burger King and tries to pay with views. It doesn't work, Eric. No. It doesn't. That is topical to me. You know what else is topical? Because the hell with this Batman. Because we're going to be talking about it later. Yes. Holy. Uh, Stephen Copper got a hold of me this week, Eric. Holy shit. Stephen Copper. The famous YouTuber? The famous man of internets and YouTubes. Uh, he sent me a message. He's ready for the podcast. <laughs> and that's what he wrote. He's wow. like, hey, Jim, uh, how are you doing? Uh, how does he talk? It's been <laughs> so long. Been, yeah. Hello. Hello, weird science. It's a, a, a action's happening. <laughs> yeah, he's ready for the podcast, Eric. He did not mention money. He's just ready for the podcast. And actually, I would love him to come on and just say, Mr. Shea, I'm ready for my close-up. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll be on. I don't God, know. I hope not. I didn't return the message. Thank so God. I think he wants that 200 American, and he wants it now. 
maybe he's mad because he actually listened to one of the podcasts and he thinks he needs residuals because we've used <laughs> him so much for humor. I don't know. But you know <laughs> Not what? Not recently, though. No, no. We haven't mentioned him in a while. And it was funny because ju- it was just out of the blue. Boom. Yeah. Pops up. I'm Steve Copper. You want to move on? Yeah. You're done? You're done Let's do this fast. Time? We spent a lot of time in that intro. I know. Well, we have news. This is the news. We've got a couple news items we have. Uh, the first news item, Eric, is Batman 66. Who reviews that on the site? I do. You do? Yes. Well, Batman 66 will be crossing over with the man from UNCLE. Which is terrible because I've never watched that. Man from UNCLE is one of those that I don't know a lot of people will have. Uh, I have seen episodes. I am not a fan to the point where I would seek it out. But in December, DC will launch the six-issue Batman 66 meets the man from UNCLE, pitting the two 1960s-era properties against one another. No word on whether it will be the likenesses from the Man from UNCLE TV show from the 60s, which I would which think it, it better would be, be. Yeah. or the new Henry Cavill movie. Now, obviously, they're doing this to kind of get people, you know, the name in their head. Oh, Man from UNCLE. Though, I'm telling you. Did that you, movie already come out? I don't know. I don't, do think, I. I don't think it did. But uh, okay. the thing about it is uh, there's better ways to promote that than Batman 66 because oh, yeah. legitimately, you know, who's reading? People are reading it, but it's not going to make a dent. No. But it, it, it makes sense. It's two sixties. Yeah, thing. like they did with Green Hornet a little while back. Yeah, and Mod Squad's next. Huh? Oh, gee. Mod Squad wasn't 60s. I know, 70s, I believe. They do the Avengers. Uh, they're doing, this... they're doing that already. They already announced that, I believe. Really? Yeah. I think that was news that, you know, in the podcast of ours that you don't listen to. All oh, right, we're going to move along because, yeah, we spent a lot of time with the hate. Uh, there's a new Harley Quinn book announced, Eric. It's a new oh, Harley Quinn crossover book announced, and this is from the DC's official press release. Harley Quinn is kicking butt and taking names. And I'm out. DC Entertainment is excited to announce the sensational debut of a brand new bi-monthly overstuff oversized team-up series. We're calling it Harley's Little Black Book. While in the midst of her fantastic six-issue team-up with Power Girl, huh? don't come to our site if you think to, concludes no, that concludes November 2015, Harley's gearing up to meet and almost certainly annoy the oh, greatest heroes and you. villains of the DC Universe. I, I think it's uh, All-Star Section 8. Yeah. First up, The Incredible Wonder Woman, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. Oh, that, that's interesting. Oh, With art by I Amanda Connor, which I, I actually like that. Yeah, uh, sort of why. Amanda Connor. But then it says, and a bunch of people who owe her favors, which means there's going to be 17 artists on this book. Oh. Hardly's Little Black Book Number 1 hits shelves on December 2nd, 2015. And I'm going to tell you, this is actually a lot of times this news has been this goddamn uh, flash and, and arrow news that yeah. I can't really comment. I can comment on this. I think there's too much Harley. I think it's uh, getting stretched out too thin. And also, I mentioned to you at work today when I saw this news, I really wish. Now, I love Jimmy Palmiani and Matt Connor, though, you know, we have our little differences. Sometimes. But I do like them. I think that they would be better served to get some other uh, creative team involved. Just Definitely. to mix it up. They need to mix it up. How about this? Get Jeff Parker. That guy's a funny guy. Yeah, I like Jeff get Parker. Jeff, get Jeff Parker. Doing get, a hell of a uh, job on Batman 66. Get somebody, get, get somebody really odd. Get like Brian Azzarello. It'd be crazy. Or get Kyle Higgins. Where, yeah. where the hell's he? Uh, they actually mention him later. Uh, and he's going to be one of the guys at the DC um, Batman Day at one of the locations no nobody near us but i'm like man i haven't seen kyle higgins name in a while on anything dc but again i i I like he's walking the streets of chicago looking up seeing seeing nightwing is going across yeah what could have been what could have been i i think that they they could have done something where mix it up 
you don't have to have. So now we, we have Harley Power Girl ending. This starts up. It's going to be two times a month. And you, all, you already have Starfire, and you, which, again, you can tell, oh, that's Starfire, Jim. It's, it's the same kind yeah. of thing. And then you have the Harley book. One and pony. I'm telling you, yeah, it's, it's really starting to, me, it's starting to wear thin. Now these are the best sellers. And again, to me, this is almost like the Batgirl reaction, where all of a sudden the Batgirling of the DCU uh, have Now it's like, okay, we need to get money. What books are selling? Oh, Harley's selling pretty good. So, okay, let's have another two. It's too much. Say, by December, it's gonna be. We gotta quit, quit Harleying the books up. Yeah, it's too much. I, I really do think. And again, like you said, uh, Batmite's gonna end. Bizarro's gonna end. All Star All Star uh, Section Eight. Those are the three six issue minis that do this exact thing. Yep. Each issue, we're gonna go and see another, and it's gonna be the same. And this, then it's gonna be you know Harley showing up with Wonder Woman and being inappropriate. And yeah. it's just. And what's funny. Wonder Woman's in All-Star Section 8 this week. Yeah. So it, it's, it's all the same. It's weird. But uh, next bit of news is Flash news. And Andrew Kreisberg talked Kid Flash and Jay Garrick. Flash executive producer Andrew Kreisberg is dishing on the characters coming to Flash Season 2. I, I don't think so. I think showrunner Varro. Revealing that Wally huh? West might just, yeah, might just put on his Kid Flash costume sooner rather than later. That is what news around. What the fuck? He says, I would liken Wally coming in the way we brought on Colton Hayes onto Arrow, Kreisberg told Entertainment Weekly. Just like with Colton Hayes, I like how, or Haynes, I like how they keep throwing that name. Who's Colton Haynes? He is uh, Arsenal, Roy Harper. Oh, okay. Uh, Just, I only know because it's in a sentence. Just like with Colton Haynes. Uh, who eventually one day put on the Arsenal costume. I wouldn't be surprised if one day Wally West becomes Kid Flash. I wouldn't be surprised, Eric, if. I would like that maybe like a season five. That's also a very generic statement. Yeah. Uh, Then he also dropped some details about the other super speedster joining the cast this season, Jay Garrick, the Flash of Earth 2. There's a little condensation. Flash of two worlds. Woo! (laughs) Kreiser said Jay's relationship to Barry. Jay is a little bit more world-weary, and he's seen a lot. He's been the Flash for a while, so he's a little further along in his career. He's seen a lot of darkness. And it's jaded him a little bit. He thinks Barry can be a bit naive about the way the world works. Uh, one of Barry's greatest gifts. He's a curmudgeon, gifts, is he? Yeah, he is. One of Barry's greatest gifts, and truly it's one of Grant's greatest gifts, too. And it's not the heart and spirit of a hero, Eric. <laughs> is he's got uh, such an infectious energy and such a purity of heart that Gross. it makes you want to be a better person. As much as Barry learns from Jay about being the Flash, Jay learns just as much about being a good person from Barry. I guess I don't have to watch that episode. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be a couple episodes, Eric. You'll watch it. You yeah, like right. I will. I love, love Flash so goddamn and, much. Yeah. yeah, you're a big deal. Uh, I am a big, big deal. deal. You're a big deal. All right. <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. Uh, I'm with those people on the site. You're an asshole. That's right. I'm just saying, hey, it's clickbait Shay. Oh. All right. Now the next bit is the details on Batman Day. You going to go to Batman Day? No. Neither am I. Batman Day is happening on this, uh, September 26th. I'm going to be getting ready for the podcast. <clears throat> yeah, really. Batman Day is happening on September 26th. Let me take it. I'm, I have a weird tickle in my throat. Really? You're good. <sighs> yeah. You're good. I had to take a sip of drink. I, it really was bothering me. Uh, September 26th, Eric. Mark it on your calendar. At participating comic book stores, bookstores, and libraries. And DC announced what to expect. Here we go. Batman Day's back by <laughs> popular demand. Honoring one of the most iconic superheroes of all time, Cape Crusader Celebration features all things Batman, from comics 
to video games and more, inviting fans everywhere to partake in festivities at thousands of comic book shops, bookstores, schools. Who's going to go to school on a Saturday? What is this, the breakfast club? <laughs> Libraries and other retail partners. School. It's stupid. In honor of Batman Day, fans will receive a free copy of Batman Endgame Special Edition Number 1. Mm, what they do? With an eight-page preview of the upcoming Batman and Robin Eternal. I, Ooh. I want that. Yeah, I know. At their local comic shops. It keeps going with these. They, they don't mention the schools this time. At their you know, local you probably comic will shops, end up going. You can get me a copy. Yeah, libraries, bookstores, prisons, uh, and porn shops. The following retailers will carry free exclusive variant covers for Batman Endgame Special Edition Number 1, allowing fans to create a set. Comic book specialty shops, Barnes & Noble, Best Buy, Books A Million. I don't know that place. FYE, no GameStop, ha- Hastings, Hot Topic. They still have that store. I didn't even know they still had an FYE. I'm going to go get a nose ring and a fucking Endgame variant. Spencer, right. Spencer's? Then I'm going to get fake dog crap. It's been a long time since we went to the mall. Oh, it's been so long. Apple, iTunes, Amazon, Comixology, Google Play, and Nook. I'm going to head off to. I'm heading off to Nook. I have a Nook. Do you? Yeah. You're an idiot. Many of these retailers will also run uh, fun promotional giveaways and special deals on Batman products. Eric, I like to. They they want to make it like oh people love the iconic. People want free shit. Damn right. That's all it is. Remember, I think wasn't there a mask? Like yeah, a, there was uh, four and, different ones. And uh, even like a little cape. Yep. Right? Yeah. I, I'm going to go to Hot Topic here. I'm going to get these big, giant, like leather boots, uh, a nose ring. You're going to look and, like and special edition. That's what I want. <laughs> Give me special edition. <laughs> uh, yes, Eric, you know what? That ends. That ends the ma- uh, mail. Oh, that right. ends the news. And the mail. Know. I am getting so tired. All right, now we're going on with the mail. This I got a section. Oh, do you? Yes. I see out too late. Got nothing in my brain. All right, Eric, and it's time for listener mail. All right. Yeah, everything's picking up. Now you're happy. Got the news out of the way. Everything's sunshine. Freaking, what do you say? RC colon pinatas. Damn straight. Right? I just drank a five-hour energy, and you know what that does. It really... Makes you dizzy and you can't feel your feet? That is what it does, Eric. So that means fun times ahead. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The listener... you bang your head on the table again? I might. That was beforehand. My freaking computer went all crazy, and I went underneath the thing to try to fix things and bang my head and hurt myself. All right. Listener mail. If you want to be involved in listener mail, Eric, do you want to be involved? You want to Sometime. send a listener mail? Uh, you can email. That's the only part I can be involved. You won't give me the goddamn password that to the email. That is right. That's because I like to keep control of everything. I'm a control freak. Uh, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and we read everything. We put everything on there, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Here we go. The first one is a new, uh, new writer. A new, right. Not a new listener. Seems to have listened to the podcast before, but it's a... A long-time listener, first-time caller, Eric. Nice. Yes. Paul says, hey, guys, great podcast. I listen to it at work every week. I think I'm the only one glad to see the five-plus-hour podcast. And uh, you're right, Paul, because me and Eric <laughs> right here, the three of us talking right now, yeah, you are the only yeah. one. I don't know. It seemed to be very popular, Eric. Seriously, everybody Seriously, was clamoring how Christ. great it was. I'm like, yeah. God damn, you fuckers. I don't know, uh, because this one might be a long one, too. We really didn't mention it. We usually say ahead of time, like, boy, it's going to be a long one. Strap in. Yeah, I think this is going to be a long one. 
Uh, then he continues. Eric said the challenge is off, and he is talking, of course, of the eight triple challenge. Of course. Still love that name. The challenge is off because he is cutting out sugar. And like I said before, Eric, you might cut out sugar, but boy, you still are so sweet. That's you right. guys can make triple black bean burgers for the challenge. You can also use wheat rounds or vegan bread for the buns. Well, I appreciate all that, Paul, but um, that sounds god-awful, and I'm not going to put that thing in my mouth. Well, two things. One time— How many times uh, have I said that in my yes, life, huh? Boy, <laughs> uh, the last time, uh, years and years ago, I decided I was going to become a vegetarian, and right. the first thing I made was a black bean chili. Okay. And I made this chili, Eric, and I, this is when I worked at my other job. And actually had friends. And right. I legitimately had my boss at my job tell me, if I ever eat black bean chili again, I'm fired. And my friend kicked me out of his apartment because, boy, I had the worst gas. And I'm telling you, so you ever have a, when you fart and your ass cheeks ripple because oh, yeah. it's such, I mean, like, That's you know what I'm saying. It's monster. such a force. And this was one of those where as it went, it started out, I'm telling you, this is my impersonation. Like you got one in the chamber? Uh, one in the chamber. It was like this, though. It would go... Like it got, it, it increased. And then it would go like, <laughs> and it would start up again. It sounded like a fucking motorboat. I guess so. A motorboat air. I had the worst gas. So I am, I, since then, and I'm telling you, this might be 15 years ago, I have stayed away from black beans. Something with those black beans. Boy, they get me. Also, I'd like to mention that he talks about you uh, cutting out sugar. Does not mention me eating healthy because I know uh, Paul. May not know me personally, but he's listening to the podcast and knows that there's no way I can eat healthy. I thought you were going to, and then, you know, it became some fucking Burger King stops. Yeah, well, that's because of my son. But, yeah, Yeah, I actually uh, last week after the podcast on Sunday, I had turkey burgers. And I thought, and again, that's not people of, oh, turkey burger, that's not healthy. You're an asshole. Uh, We just had them. We wanted to have them. And I fucking sliced my finger trying to open those goddamn things with this new knife I had. And I swear to God, I should have gotten stitches. And I said, you know what? God, I hear you. No healthy eating for Jim. <laughs> uh, though tonight I was yelling at my one son uh, because he would not eat his vegetables at dinner, and I was pleading with him. I said, listen, your big, fat fucking grandfather that just died a, a bit ago yeah. never ate vegetables in his life. And because of that, I don't like vegetables. I don't, yeah. want, I don't want to pass that and on to And now your big, kid. fat fucking father will not eat vegetables, so I don't want to pass this on to you, uh, son. God damn it. That's the thing. Everybody must think that I'm like 800 pounds. Boy. I love to get that image in their heads. It's like me, freaking four foot two, five. Quiet down, quiet down, round boy, all right? Yeah, yeah. But no, um, the one thing I was talking to Jessica today, because originally when I was going to do the sugar thing. Was Mike there with her? Or did, was I this hate by you herself? So <laughs> no, but <laughs> you piece of shit. Um, originally, like, I think it started two Wednesdays ago. Yeah. And it was just going to be me cutting out my soda pop. Yep. Because I love my diet soda pop. Yep. But, I love the diet. And uh, that's the weird thing is you say diet and people, but it has been kind of proven that uh, even diet soda will, it, it may not gain you weight, but it, it keeps you from losing. Exactly. Weight. I'm saying it had nothing to do with sugar. I was like, I'm going to cut this out, see what happens. And by Thursday, I don't know, I'm insane. Whenever I do something, it's like, all right, go for gusto. Yep. Became all just like all sugar's getting cut out. And I, on the way home from moving my buddy today, I'm with my girlfriend in the car, and I thought to myself, and I said to her out loud, you know what really sucks about quitting soda? I don't have those big, long belches I'd fucking blow at you anymore. Really? Oh, yeah. You're such a nice guy. No wonder yeah. she runs to Mike's arms. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mike blows kisses. You These blow are magnificent burps. belches. It's kind of like that fart that I described earlier. It went like this. I, I, don't, think I, I don't think I've burps in two Wednesdays. Oh, God damn it. That's what it sounded like. 
It's the worst. That's what the podcast always sounds it's like. The worst. Yeah, I had diarrhea all day today. Mother, I did eat Burger King last night with my son Rafe. We went there. Uh, it was a cheat day, huh? Oh, cheat cheat year. It's the cheat year. Your year 2015 is my cheat year. Ah, yes. Paul finishes up. And, yeah, um, I'm not eating any black bean burger. Luckily, I'm not doing the challenge. The challenge would be to eat that and actually say that it tastes good. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. And the, the, then you add the wheat rounds or the vegan bread. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. That that would be a challenge. I'm going through I, enough right now, giving up my entire lifestyle. I don't need to yeah. fucking put that on my plate. Still smoking, though, like a badass. I am smoking more than ever. Yeah. Actually, I noticed that today. We actually worked today, and we were out on break, and boy, you were just digging in. Lighting like seven. You were like that uh, file photo of the guy who smoked like seven oh, cigarettes gosh. at once. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Eric. Take pictures of Guinness. Well, like I said, I shaved this week, and was one guy said uh, at work, you look mad young. So it I'm was like, so funny. You love that. You, yeah, you love that. You're like, man, that guy, this guy said I look mad young. I'm like, oh, that, that's kind of cool. And then I go into the bathroom. The guy's in there like two days later. He goes, hey, Jim, you shaved. Yeah. Man, you look mad young. I'm like, oh, I'm, I got to tell Eric that. This guy, <laughs> you that's ran. His, that's his go-to world. thing. I'm like, yeah, guess what Andy just said? He said I look mad young. You got so upset. I won't take anything he ever says seriously again. Paul finished with, keep up the good job, or great job, fellas. Thanks, nice. Paul. That's cool. Thank you, Paul. I hope Paul keeps writing in. I hope that he wants to comment about my fart sounds, Eric. I All hope right. nobody The does. next one is a... Um, a email from a guy that we uh, thought we weren't, we didn't hear from him for a while. And I yeah. actually, I like hearing from him. And I was afraid that he had bailed on us, like everybody in life does. But it's from Pistol yeah, slash, slash Obsidian Blackbird McKnight. And he says, Hey, Eric, America's Sweetheart Shay and Jim hey. Five Hour Energy Warner. What's that? I said, oh, hey. Hey, hey. It's good to hear that Eric is reducing his sugar intake and Jim is trying to eat better. I'm, it yeah. means that you, yeah, it means that you won't become a news story about two guys that both die of heart attacks in the toilet of Wendy's trying to push twenty-four beef patties out of your colons. It's true. Yeah. It also means you'll hopefully be around for much longer to spread misery and hate to every poor bastard who's a misfortune to listen to this podcast. That sounds right. like Reggie. Yeah, everybody hates us. Uh, seeing as a couple of opinions got you to change the structure of the podcast, getting rid of flash reviews, resulting in a five and a half hour podcast, and almost kill yourself in the process, I thought I would give my two cents. Here they are. I have no problem with flash reviews and appreciate hearing about all the books, even if it's only a few lines of summary. Don't get me wrong. I did enjoy the five-hour marathon episode. There we go. Another fan. Which kept me company while working the night shift at the paper factory. But I don't want you guys to have a stroke and die on mic, regardless of how funny it may be. That'd be great. I'm hey, Eric. Welcome to Weird Out Loud. Like, you're dying there. No one's around. Like, say your whole family's out and you're telling me and call. You know, I was like, Jim, you know I don't believe in telephones. That's right. Remember I told you that one time I was going to do a review and all of a sudden, like, shit started flashing and the one side of my face got numb. <laughs> oh, I had a stroke. Uh, because I like to hear about the week's books, especially those I'm not reading. You both give it to me straight. If a book Oosh. is dog shit, you let people know and don't try to please the creators by only giving good reviews. Hell boy, yeah. Boy, that's, Preach a pistol. Now, you know what? That is topical. Chris is being topical. Keep up the good work, you pieces <laughs> of human you know garbage. Love Chris, a.k.a. Pistol, a.k.a. Obsidian Blackbird McKnight. And what's funny about that, uh, I like Pistol. Yeah. You like Obsidian Blackbird McKnight. So if we saw I actually, street, I never thought I was going to be able to remember that name, and, and then I just kept saying it to myself actually, over and over say, again. Just to tell Chris is funny, is you actually say that uh, like once a week at least. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. You yell it at me. Hey, I, Obsidian Blackbird McKnight. Hey, Obsidian Blackbird McKnight. Shut your fucking mouth, you jerk. Oh. Go back to work. That's what I say. You're on your Take phone that. when I yell at you. That's right. 
P.S. I love Reggie's segments that are always fantastic and thought-provoking. I wish I could say the same for Dan and Ryan. Well, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about Dan. Uh, Ryan, though, and I forgot to mention, I said at the beginning I'd mention everything that we're going to do this week. Uh, one of the things I will mention that uh, we got together with Ryan for his other side this week to talk a little Star Wars. I wanted to keep it a secret. Oh, did you? Well, the secret's yeah. out. It's out of the bag. Spoiler alert, Eric. The Spoilertron 3007 just said that we are going to be with Ryan talking, and uh, we'll see. People will either like it or hate it, like everything, but uh, I think we might have went on a little too long. You get yeah, Ryan, and the, you, I realize that me and you uh, talk a lot of nonsense, Eric. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> even, we do. Even if it's not our, our segment or our podcast, uh, we talk a lot of nonsense. And, we try, and then we get other people talking nonsense. Oh, my God. We get off on a tangent, and everything gets sexual. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Just like everything else in life. Oh, yeah. I hope that uh, they like it. Now we go to Chisanga. Chisanga. Thanks a lot, Chris. And yes, I, thank I, you, Pistol. I, I prefer Pistol. You like Obsidian Blackbird, and I Chisanga says, hey, guys, as you read Earth 2 Society this week, I'm pretty sure you came across something that contradicted plot points from World's End. And you, yes, that was yes. a big thing with you. We'll talk about that a little later. But he says, honestly, while the robot Batman suit being a Batman Beyond suit is debatable, what they use to try to explain why Power Girl and Valzad aren't seeing eye to eye is not, and is not only lazy but poor writing, especially since World's End ended only five months ago. And it's 26 issues, so it's not hard to get a couple of copies to double-check things. I think what he's saying is he, in the Batman Beyond, he thought that that uh, Batman uh, suit was ridiculous. Yeah, I said it too, though. Like In my mind, the, the prototype to the Batman Beyond suit was always the Batwing suit. I, Once that was unveiled by with Luke Fox, yeah. totally. I'm telling you, um, when I read that, uh, the Batman Beyond... I didn't even care what they said was the prototype. I just thought it was cool that they oh, had that suit. Oh, it was very suit. cool. That's all I cared. I really didn't care that if they say it's the prototype, if they say it's a oh, no, version 7.3. I, got, 7. 3. I, I thought I it just was badass. It. I just went off on a tangent about my own beliefs. Yeah, yeah. And then he got up at the world's end, or uh, uh, Earth 2 uh, society, you really had a lot of problems with. Yeah. Not a lot of controversy on that review, though, right? No. Everybody agrees with Eric, Eric Shea, clickbait Shea. Uh, then he goes on, Chisanga goes on, seriously, just because you have the ability to write without continuity doesn't mean you should just uh, make things up as you go. Make sure you have some sound structure of continuity to prevent people from scratching their heads. And I'm going to tell you, Chisanga, did you open up Eric's mind and rip that out of there? Because I hear him all the time. I'm like, hey, story over continuity. No, lazy no, writing. Exa- every other day ever it seems like anymore. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Eric, just shut up. I, I know what you think. I don't need to hear it. Okay? Shut your mouth. And then sure. what's next? Story over continuity. Thomas Wayne appears in Earth 2 Society next issue. Better yeah. not be. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're going to go that crazy. Also, the Robin Moore solicits came out this week on Thursday, and apparently the Court of the Owls is back. But this time they're taking on the Robins, Red Hood, Arsenal, Teen Titans, Dick and Damien, with the Gotham Academy kids also involved. Oof. I did see that myself. I was going to put it in the news, um, but it was a weird thing to try to – report as news you know yeah. what i mean like i don't want to go through solicits i don't want to read the solicits it looks cool but he says uh, so three things to say about that how many robins do you think will die this time remember a few episodes ago that we called or that some robins would die early and that kid see this is a problem when you make over 100 characters he doesn't know the names seriously for their sake alfred should get some uh montage training and the bat family should probably get him into a retirement home as Agreed. he must have clearly become a little unbalanced from joker slicing his hand off and i agree I think that he is a little off. Uh, seems like he's trying to like make up for something that he's never going to be able to make up for. 
you know, yeah, like I, Bruce I don't dying. even know because he is so happy that Bruce is finally being able not to be Batman, but yep. he's putting all these other motherfuckers out on the street does not make sense to well, me. It's like, maybe that's see, his grew, idea of how he's going to let Bruce become just Bruce. Like he's, he's gonna do going this, out but, of his way to make yeah. sure it's over the top protected. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I'm telling you. In my mind, it's like, hey, I watched this kid grow up. I love him. I don't give a fuck about any of you no, little shits. No, Go out there guys, and die. You're, you're, they're cannon fodder. We yeah. send you out. The red die. shirts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would love to see a montage. I would love to see oh, them in the awesome. Batcave montage. Be awesome, yeah. Tony, if they actually had a montage like that for maybe if they had it for like two pages, yeah, I would slowly go through it, just scan over top yeah. of it, and I would have a montage song playing in the background just for my own benefit. Pants off, right? Why would the pants be on? <laughs> really? And I would actually like after that. And in, in the meantime, I would like a point in uh, We Are Robins, which we're talking about. Yes. Um, where Bruce kind of comes and calls Alfred on it. And he's again, he doesn't know the thing, but it led up to that, and he said, I want to stop. And I'd like him to say, listen, uh, you let me stop before this happened. He obviously, Bruce has heard about Batman. I don't yeah. care how the Dionysium has reprogrammed this goddamn brain. He knows about Batman. I don't know. Apparently he doesn't know about Clark Kent Superman. I, it's, again, it's nonsense, but you know what I mean. He's yeah. He knows about this stuff, and I think that when he hears stuff, he might be like, oh, I you know, hear stories about Batman. And to me, when you're telling stories about Batman, they probably would come off to Bruce as even worse. Like, yeah. oh, my God. And then I would love him to go to Alfred and say, listen, uh, this Robin shit that's going on, this doesn't make up for me not wanting to be Batman, and maybe that's the way he becomes Batman again. Honestly, so I see it. Don't get starting, I'm saying I see it as him because in his mind at this point, a lot of these kids yeah. are his kids that he's fucking watching over at the rec center. And that's like, what I'm saying. Every, I, I actually think that's a tie-in that would be a pretty cool way for awesome. him to decide to become Batman again because these kids are dying. Well, in the last issue of Batman 43 – we had freaking uh, Duke Thomas go in and steal that uh, inactive seed from yeah, the rec yeah, center yep. that Jim Gordon gave Bruce Wayne. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but going on with your song, it says it's getting a little tiresome that for the ninth, for the nth time, Gotham is under siege, and he's talking about in the War of Robins when uh, the Court of the Owls step up. Seriously, yeah. Gotham didn't even recover from Batman Eternal before Endgame happened. Before Eternal, it was just recovering from Forever Evil, and before that, it handily recovered from Leviathan. The Joker and Death of the Family, and before that, it's Court of the Owls. And he's yep. right. He's really right. He's on. And even after Robin War ends, it won't be fully recovered from Batman and Robin Eternal and the next Batman DC event next September. It's kind of weird with all this shit on. where the, the society's been broken down. You think Mr. Bloom would have been around all this time? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What are you giving a little hint about your pissed off? No, I'm not doing nothing. I'm just, uh, I'm just reading mail here. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I'm just ranting, uh, really, but. I feel that this is a formula that's been overused too much too quickly, especially on Gotham, man. I wouldn't want to get involved in the insurance business if I lived in Gotham. Uh, well, anybody I don't lives know. in Gotham yeah. anymore. Well, that shit the, happens to everybody all the time. The thing is, and they're saying about that, he says about the too quickly, and I don't even think it's just the, um, the events. I think that, again, we mentioned it before, the whole thing with Batman dying, or Bruce dying, and then coming back, I think that was too Everything seems oh, to yeah. be too quick. Oh, yeah, it's the next quick. issue. And there, there really isn't. Again, maybe... People went gaga about this one issue because it was a standalone and they could just finally breathe a little and, and enjoy something. Uh, maybe. Why can't you enjoy fucking Batman, Robot Batman? I, I like Robot. Me and you both like Robot Batman. Yeah, actually. I want to see where yeah. this story goes. I know it, it's probably, you know, it's a cool thing to say that you don't like it. I actually like it. I Is didn't cool? at first. I, I like it more. I don't know what the cool kids like nowadays. They like Robot Batman, the cool kids. Whatever. I'm a huge Robocop fan. Yeah, you are. It works yeah. for me with Batman. Yeah, but uh, Jim Gordon hates RoboCop. 
It's true. He's an asshole. <laughs> and then he <laughs> he's ends dead with, to me. He ends it. I feel that the court will be underpowered against a lot of people, especially if Gotham Academy is deeply involved because we have seen how terrifying they might be in the Night of Owls and Talon. So what do you think? I think he's joking. I was going to say, yeah. well, we better be joking here. I will here. say, though, it looks like uh, Maps, uh, on a cover at least, has a Robin, like uh, like her blazer for the Gotham Academy. She has the Robin. And how right. crazy would it be if she dies? I'd be they, fucked oh up, man. God. See, that would be real because Maps is my favorite. Okay, Even honestly, I don't I really ha- read Gotham Academy anymore. Joel does it on the yeah. side. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I love the Court of the Owls. Yeah, Again, I, I love the We Are Robin people. I yeah, just don't I do. know them, and they're just going to keep throwing new yeah. ones in there, and their deaths are going to be meaningless. Yeah. Except uh, the one that happened is the one guy that you and I... Shoulder like, pads. Shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. We decided died. this is the one that we like the best. Yeah, we actually, and it's weird because we actually had this discussion, and the week that we freaking decide, you know what, besides Duke Thomas, yeah. uh, the other ones, uh, we like shoulder pads. Yep. And then the motherfucker died. Motherfucker died a hero, Eric. He died a hero. We'll never Damn forget. Right. I will never forget. What's his name? I don't know. Shoulder pads. Shoulder I thought it was pads. like, uh, you know, Kurt, Stan. <laughs> I, I don't remember. It's some fucking name. I, I don't know. He's dead. Why do He's I dead. care? It's like my dad. I don't even know his name, and I share his name. I'm the third, and I don't even know what the fuck that guy's name is. Uh, but, yeah, the only He's thing that, the only thing that I, I, worry, I don't worry about, but it kind of gets me with this, is that um, the... Batman, there's so many opportunities for villains and stuff, and it just they do seem to be recycling things a lot. You had oh, yeah. Court of the Owls were a little bit in Eternal, where they just kind of backed off, though, and, you know, shit like that. Obviously, the Court of the Owls is still where's one of my the, favorite stories Where's the big-ass Scarecrow story? I want some goddamn Scarecrows. One of my favorite yeah, villains I haven't seen I'm, shit. I'm telling you, I, I remember when they had the Dark Knight book. Yeah. And the Dark Knight book seemed to be like a book that, okay, even then, it was part of the New 52, but it seemed to be slightly outside of continuity. It was a book that you thought, like, okay, that's, down the, dirty time. that's the book that we can, you know, have other villains. Like, yeah. you could have Killer Croc shop, or you could have... Bane and, and Mad Hatter. And they had the Mad Hatter forever, it seemed. But still, I think that that's what I would have done. When they had this DCU with this continuity, you know, pushed aside for story. Yeah. I wish they would have just had a, a Tales of the Dark Knight book where you go almost how um, the JLA book is now for you, the Brian Hitch book, though right. it's not as fun as I, I thought at first. No. But I wish that they'd have a book, a Batman book right now when there's the opportunity. Where like Legends get, of the Dark Knight? Like that. You, that's what I'm saying. You get that, but in the, a main book, not a digital book. Right. You get this book where you have four-issue arcs and it's just like, hey, here is going to be a scarecrow story. Boom. So like, we'll just bring out like a shadow here, of the Bat book. Here's KG Beast. He's gonna go run into that and just throw these a God, fun, I see KG and, Beast again. like a fun title where yes, you can have your topical Batman book and you can have your GCPD book that's uh, Detective Comics right now. But this is Gotham a book. By Midnight for, this is a book for people who don't because Batman they'll never strike the continuity out completely. Uh, and the history and all that, but if well, you, kind you want, of well, kind of, but not. I mean, you're saying like this DCU, everything that went in the New Fifty Two, still on the board, you know, still on the books, and that yeah. was a soft reboot from before. So yeah. I, I'm telling you, I w- I would wish they would have a book where somebody who hasn't been following 
DC Comics or Batman, but loves Batman, especially yeah. they go see Batman v Superman. Oh, my God, I love these guys. I want a Batman book. Hey, which book should I do? Well, we have this topical story about uh, this uh, black kid who gets shot by what? No, no, no. What I want no, is— No, I want to have I a want, good time. Yes, I want a Clayface story, which I'm not a big Clayface yeah, fan, but I want face. that. Or I want a Bane story. I want a story where uh, somehow Batman has to team up with the Penguin to take down fucking, like I said, KGBs. Motherfucker, I want a Scarecrow story. Scarecrow. You can have, I don't even care if you throw Joker's daughter in So Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze, all these. And just have them as, you know, not anything mind-blowing to the point where you have to reinvent the wheel. Just a fun book. If, uh, since this is this uh, Batman number forty four is like you know five years ago and yeah. not actually part of the robot Batman story except for that one panel where Mister Bloom's there. Yeah. Um, if it would have been revolved around Mister Freeze and how he fucked him up when he first did him in uh, Batman Annual. Yeah, yeah, because he messed up. He changed expand his whole, on that a yeah, little he bit. Changed his whole origin and then just fucking left it ruined by. the character. Yeah, Scott Snyder, we're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. he even actually uh, almost apologized for that. So, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't really thinking I was going to get back to it. I haven't. Maybe get he'll, back to it, Maybe he'll finish up getting back to it. No, because you know he's done this. It's going to go back to another goddamn Joker story. Yeah, I know. I know. But, yeah, I, I just – I would love to have this where you have, like I said, the, instead of these event into event into event, have, a, yeah. have an out of continuity book. Like I said in the podcast when I was going ranting and raving about DC and their DCU and all this Batgirling and all that crap, go, go full out. Do, do something where don't – Pussyfoot around this shit. Yeah, man. Go for Gusto. If, like yeah, if you're going to do a story out of continuity, then do it. Don't half-ass it. And they, they always seem to half-ass it. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Chisanga ended with, so what do you think? I think we have already told. And more. Like we always do. Nonsense. Yeah. Next one's from Manship. All right, Manship, Manship. says, only cool people go by their last names. That's because I said, you know, people used to call me Werner. I'm sorry, boy, I used to go by Shay in high boy, school. I was cool. Well, you weren't that cool. Going by your last name uh, can be misleading, however. People assume that with a name like Manship, it, it reminds me of uh, Shipwreck. G.I. <laughs> <from G>. <laughs> Joe. Joe. Uh, like Manship. I should be six foot five, 250 pounds. Hey, like uh, Manship, do me sugar. a favor. For, uh, for this Halloween, go as Shipwreck and shipwreck send us a photo. so good. Man, <laughs> are they disappointed when they meet me, and I'm only five, eight and a half. Don't forget the half inch. Yeah. Pushing maybe 150 pounds on a good day. Like me, Eric. I was going to say, I don't think I've been 150 pounds since yeah. like 6th or 7th grade. I was when I, I uh, told you I graduated high school. I was 135. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I, I, we said, but we both started working out like the same time frame in our life. Yeah. And for the opposite reasons. You were trying to lose weight. I was trying to gain it desperately. Then it hit me. Then when my, I told you, at 30, 30 shit goes yeah. wrong and it went wrong for you, Eric. Oh, my look God. At, look at the freaking... mess you've become. Two weeks after 30, everything went downhill. Yeah, well, you gained the 30 at 30, I think yeah. is what they called it. But, Reggie, how dare you lump me in with the Quakertown comic? Comic? <laughs> it's a Quakertown it's, comet. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm a fast guy. A, a comet. Though I'll, I'll go with Quakertown comic. It reminds me of the old unknown comic. I'm running around Quakertown with a bag over my head. That's just for everybody else's, you know. I was going to say double bag that, baby. And America's sweetheart. It could be worse, I guess. Eric could add crickets during the reading of my email. And I edit the email. I might have to add them in. I still can't believe that Eric busted out the goat at his place of employment. Uh, my wife and I watched Waiting this past weekend and really enjoyed it. For those that don't know, the male waiters in the movie performed the goat. What is the goat? Well, it's when a dude pulls down his pants, tucking his twig and berries between their legs so that it can be seen from the back. There's no way someone would do this in real life, right? Wrong. Hawkman. Now, I got to clear some things up Oh, I up know. Now. I'm, uh, number one, you're going to say that you were more trying to look like a woman. 
Say mine yes. was what I would call the Buffalo Bill. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, because not, I wasn't not, trying to show my twig no, and berries from my no, ass crap. You're not showing any twig and berries, Eric. You want to be a pretty girl. Damn right. Give me what you say. What do you say when you do that? I'm a pretty girl. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty girl. girl. Keep telling yourself. I got my own website. It's where uh, it's, it's just me in a loop and a dress spinning around and around saying that. It's called on. prettygirl.com. Prettygirl.com, huh? Yeah, that's, that's a site I go to. What a to. joke actually, of mine since high school. I have that in my uh, bookmarks. <laughs> prettygirl.com. Yeah, he signed off Hawkmanship. Neither of us had that. We actually didn't do a second round of names. Since I won, we just kind of let, let it go this week. It's weird. Oh, bastard. I got one in mind. I'll tell you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll fucking do this this week. Okay, number five. Number five in our email extravaganza is from D. Wright. All right, D. D. Wright. Wright. And D. Wright supports you, Eric. D. Wright says, what's with all the hate on the website? Seriously. I thought you guys kept the fighting for the podcast. (laughs) Stay strong, Eric. I didn't like Batman either, though I would never have given it a four out of ten because the Snyder Mafia will get you. Oh, my God. Do I ever know now? How dare anyone question America's sweetheart? I mean, you have proven your taste by loving those puppet movies. Oh, wait. Maybe the trolls have a point. You motherfucker. Keep up the good fight, guys. D. Wright. Puppet Master 2 is a piece of fucking uh, cinema master work. Yes, you know? I, 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 don't, I, got I learned this here. week that everybody loves Puppet Master 3 except people who do a podcast about Puppet Master 3. Fuck them, guys. Like, oh, the Puppet Master 3. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. And then spend 40 minutes bad-mouthing it with the name of a podcast that you claim that you have. It's my have. podcast yes, name. that one. All right. We're going to end the uh, email listener mail. With, Thank you, D. Wright. Yeah, D. Wright. That's awesome. So we had two people, two new people writing in so that you can get uh, in between Manship and Reggie, who we always hear from and we love hearing from, right? Yes. All right. Here goes Reggie. I'm going to take a sip like I always do. Uh, I'm actually drinking an energy drink now. I don't know if everybody can hear that I'm talking very fast, Eric. Yes. It's hitting me hard. It really is. <laughs> I don't know why. I actually, because I kind of like the idea of uh, flying loose last week on the podcast. Right. That's why I did it again. I didn't need any sort of caffeine. I just did it for you fans. No, I'm about to for pass For you out. and the fans, Eric. I know. You are tired. It's a long day. Hard. So I hate when you do that. Hard right and long. <sighs> Dear Jim, after listening to your barely there two and a half hour long podcast last week, I found I had ample free time to go outside and enjoy the fresh air. Fresh air of Queens, Eric. Yeah. I caught up with friends, family, balanced my checkbook, and fixed that sagging cabinet hitch in the kitchen that's been bugging me for weeks. Yeah, those are the worst. Yeah, I know. I constructed a scale model of Oa. Tried to recreate Cronus' experiment where I observed the creation of the universe through a high-tech viewmaster. And you know what? I hated it. <laughs> the people listening to this obnoxious turd of a podcast, myself included, don't have a zest for life. Myself included probably have several restraining orders against them that prohibit mingling in most public areas anyway. The only service this podcast provides is keeping you, Eric, and the deplorable monsters that listen to you and Eric unable to strike up <laughs> casual conversations on the bus for at least five hours a week. It's not that we're unable. It's that we shouldn't. Oh, really? If I had to drive in a subway or the bus, uh, I would probably be one of those assholes who doesn't even listen to anything but always keeps earphones so I can oh, put yeah. them in so people don't bother me. And it's not even that I don't like to be bothered. I am like a... a an outside observer, and sometimes I wish that somebody would engage me in conversation. Until they do, then I hate people. I hate <laughs> and then people you're that, awful. But I do see. I like. I'm such an outsider. I'm, I'm a loser. And then the hey, buddy, I like your shirt there. I'm like, get away from me, buddy. Jesus Christ. You're the worst. Never happened, that, that scenario there. But if it did, I'd be upset. This People happened. always complimenting me on my shirts. Yeah, I know. And you know what? What do I do when they start talking to you about your shirts? 
walk away. I walk away. I can't <laughs> even listen to anybody else having a conversation. That notion that recording a five-hour podcast nearly killed you is not a deterrent. Indeed, it is an enticement. I say record until you drop, and that's an order. Glad to hear, however, that you and Eric have decided to eat healthier. <laughs> Once you realize that most of the food you're eating is 90% turpentine, I can't wait for the relaunch of this podcast. It's Jim and Eric's locally sourced organic soy and seaweed podcast for earth mothers and fathers, where we'll learn how to turn our poop into fertilizer. How does, I, you know how you do it? You just shit in the garden. How to store our poop it for future work. fertilizing making, again, then you shit in a bag. And how to eat our own poop in a pinch because it tastes better than kale. And I'd agree. I hate yeah, kale. Yeah, seriously. I hate when, uh, Brussels sprouts are the worst. I, I actually, I grew. I used to hate them growing up. I've grown a taste for oh them now. God, but um, I, I want to promise everybody this will never become about any healthy eating stuff like because I hate when motherfuckers like say they quit smoking it's like or they cut sugar or they, they like oh God. you know what you guys you don't know what you're doing to yeah. your body oh it's the uh, worst I hate that shit. Yeah. Well, you did grow up a Jehovah Witness, though. So that's no, I did not grow up a Jehovah Witness. I heard that you did. Reggie goes on, I hope you'll pull out the old acoustic guitar and lightly strum while Eric does the traditional native trailer park ritual dance that involves lots of whooping and chanting and shooting methamphetamines. Kind oh, of yeah. Like this. Sounds like a good time now. It's like that. <laughs> Let's be real for a second. For you guys, eating healthy means not devouring the cellophane wrapper around your Twinkie. I don't like Twinkies. I worry that if you cut out all the nitrates and hormones present in the food you normally eat, your bodies will shut down and go into stasis until crap macaroni and cheese is introduced intravenously. Start small, Eric. Just cut out one of the half dozen jalapeno-infused Slim Jims you normally consume before lunch. Maybe don't make your sandwiches with donuts instead of bread. I, I love how you said Eric, dude. There was no Eric in this mail. <laughs> you just put me on, threw me under the bus. He's That's talking right. to you. This yep. is the gym section. Yep. That is for you, Eric. I will say that my son the other day. Now it is a running thing in my my family, where me like and my you guys run. Me and, yeah, we run to the fridge uh, and run our mouths. Right. And we were um, we always try if anything spicy. Right. We'll trick the other person in eating. <laughs> well, my son came home the other day, my nine year old. He's like, "Hey, Dad, try that. This is what makes me think of this. Try this Slim Jim." I'm like, what? Why would you? He would never give me a bite of anything. No. And he's like, try this Slim Jim. And again, you've seen my kids. To, yeah. tell, to show you like, how I was and how people... My kids are about the skinniest things you've ever I'm seen. I'm about to call child services. I don't think you're feeding them. And they eat so much. And, but he's like, Dad, uh, try this. I, I don't know. Does it taste right? I'm like, you're setting me up. Like, no, no, no. And oh my God, I bit into it. And I, of course, I take this huge bite. Yeah, of course. I don't even like Slim Jims that much. But I take the, do I. It was the hottest thing ever. I keep, <laughs> oh my God. They, they, it happens all the time. We had the, the Doritos, the yeah. roulette Doritos. They had those Things they, are insane. They sat there. And again, they, they seem to think they're running like a YouTube channel with like these, uh, like contests with each other, but there's no <laughs> channel. They just do it. They have those ghost pepper, um, Burrito things from Taco Bell, and they challenge each other, but they do this. But yeah, he well, set me you, up. And you're I was talking about so that. angry. When we would do, if we were actually going to do the H triple challenge, we would just end up doing it and talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, we would, we're not. We don't think ahead with no. stuff like that because yeah, that would that would be a funny video. Yeah. Yep. We were going to do that. Was one of the original things when we said, "Oh, all these youngins, they like those YouTube channels. We got to get this YouTube channel going." Yeah. And my, my thing that I wanted was Flash. Our business plan. Flash food reviews. Oh fa- yeah. And it was going to be me dressed as Flash, with my son Rafe dressed as Kid Flash, eating food really fast and then giving a review of it. And I thought <laughs> it would be funny, but we never got around to it. 
Uh, Reggie continues, though, I had to laugh when during last week's podcast you said you'd worked so long in the previous week's five-plus-hour shit show that you couldn't even help your kids with their homework. <laughs> the best thing you could do for your children's homework is to stay out of it entirely. Probably true. You're yeah. probably the only parent that gets blamed for doing the kids' work for them when they get a failing grade. If your kids ever take a class in cardboard corrugation, maybe you can speak up. But until they leave, dispens- yeah. until then, leave dispensing the facts to the teachers, and you can handle the cynicism and being a role model for the worst person on earth. Thanks for the podcast. Love, Reggie the Reckless. Now, does, do your kids do that common core math? Uh, I don't know. It changes every year. Okay. I'm sorry. You always see these things on the internet. I remember when uh, yeah. my younger sister and brother were doing the shit. And I'm like, I have no idea how to do simple addition because you have to show the work. And I don't know how to show the work with the, what they're uh, doing. I will tell you that um, because I went to school before Columbine and uh, 9-11. So uh, Well, I'm saying you were in school during Not a 9/11. Uh, Columbine, though. Yeah. And things have changed. I still, this leads into this week, my son Rafe had a project. He had like a timeline thing on a, a poster board. Yeah. And you are not allowed to take that certain, that, that stuff on the bus anymore. Fucking crazy. And I don't know why. That doesn't even make sense to me, but no. you're not allowed. Uh, maybe he'd hide a gun. In that Say, poster you're allowed board. to bring backpacks, right? Yeah, it's weird. What, is he going to slice somebody with the, the freaking cardboard? Eric, uh-huh. I know cardboard. I work at the cardboard <laughs> box factory. You might slice some, but it's so ridiculous. So I actually had to leave work to take his board there. And what made me laugh, first off, made me laugh because he has to do this timeline thing of things that happened during his life. Right. And somehow he managed to put 9-11 in there, though he wasn't born yet. And he told me he did that because he knows that if he puts 9-11, they have to give him a good grade. (laughs) He is your son. So what he did was it was like... Uh, 10 year anniversary it was like an anniversary of 9-11 on there because he's it was like you know Jesus uh, Christ oh it's so funny you made you like, a little kid. 2011 on there it's like 10 year anniversary of the we'll never forget like you are such a crazy and also we're an Eagles family big yeah. Eagles fans filled up the Eagles fans that motherfucker put uh the one-handed catch by Odell Beckham on there, and I got so angry. That's funny as hell. I was so angry. Did you call Ben? No, I didn't, but I got mad at him, and he's like, I didn't know. He just wanted to get it done. Did you hit him? I might have. <laughs> I might have, but yeah. But what I was saying, I'm off topic. What happened was, nowadays, I went to take the board there. In my day, you just walk in and ha- I'm telling you, I told you when I got back, it was like a hostage uh, freaking uh, Negotiation, swap. Yeah. It was like a swap, like a spy swap. I had to go in. I had to sign in. They had to do this. I had to put it in. Oh, my God. I don't know how people deal with it. So You were going a long time. Uh, yeah, because it took a long time just to take a goddamn poster board to a school. I had these, I'm telling you, these kids, they can, they're on their own, Eric. They are on their own. So, Reggie, you get your wish. I'm not helping them anymore. Fuck them. He continues with uh, your bit. Dear Eric, America's sweetheart. Hey. And I'd like to say that this reminds me a little of uh, there once was a man from Nantucket because Reggie, oh. Reggie has written us a poem. Oh, nice. You like poems, right? Oh, I'm not going to do it as dice. I told oh, you you're not going to do it as dice? dice? No, Damn. it's too long for dice. Okay, maybe, you're right, you're right. Maybe I'll slip into dice at some point. But not. There once was a fellow named Eric who loved geek stuff like oil loves a Derek. He had no regrets for his Imaginex sets, though his yeah. girlfriend had problems numeric. Ooh. When Eric played Batman's She'd Hike, to the warm arms and solace of Mike. She'd cry and she'd scream about her boyfriend so mean he wouldn't give her a turn on his trike. Now, Mike was a devious kind. You know Mike at all? No, I've never okay. met him. For Eric's girlfriend, he had great designs. He'd coo and he'd soothe, say, your boyfriend's so rude, I ought to give him a piece of my mind. 
Eric's girlfriend found herself quite conflicted, for her boyfriend was stamped on her shit list. Yet to pull such a stunt and have Mike to confront him might result in her being evicted. It's true. That's true. But Mike felt his duty was crystal, and his demeanor was perfectly blissful. He put a steady hand on her and said, I'll defend your honor, and I'm not even bringing my pistol. Her fears fled as they arrived to the house, and Mike promised to tell off that louse. He kissed her soul's wound. She grinned and she swooned and thought, my <laughs> destiny is to be Mikey's spouse. Oh, good. I'm like, every, when I read that before, I'm thinking you'd be like, good riddance. Seriously, you, Like you pushed the books away. Mike entered the house, Pat and Brave, pointed to Eric and called him I've already man. got her bags packed. <laughs> you're no man, you're a boy. You play with silly toys. Now show her where I got a new brand new bat cave. Boom. Oh, bam. Mike's playing with you. Damn right. Damn right. Love, Reggie the Reckless. So Reggie... That was nice, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie had a poem. Had a lot of thought in that. Yeah, he did. I think that he was just sick of... He, like, bashes me and he likes you, Aaron. Though he talks talks to me all week. He's talking to me about, uh, like, my love of magic over a woman. (laughs) Well, that's true. It is true. Fuck them women. And uh, that's, of course, we get double dose of Reggie. I just want to mention, last week on Reggie's Recklessness, he actually gave us compliments, Aaron. He, he came out of his shell a little. Or, you know, nice. his true self was revealed that he loves us. He loves us, Eric. I don't know what he, he did tell me what he was going to talk about this week, and I always forget. Uh, but he did send it. Professional. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> professional. But, yeah, I like everything Reggie does, and so does, I think it was uh, Pistol, right? Yeah. Pistol enjoys Reggie, so this is for you, Pistol. Take it away, Reggie. Boosh. fellow comic enthusiasts and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Sale. Steven Spielberg, famed film producer of such films as Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, The Goonies, Gremlins and Gremlins 2, The New Batch, the Indiana Jones Trilogy, the Back to the Future Trilogy, the Men in Black series, the Poltergeist series, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, and producer of beloved television cartoons, Tiny Toonerts Adventures, and The Animaniacs, said in an interview with the Associated Press earlier last week, quote, We were around when the Western died, and there will be a time when the superhero movie goes the way of the Western. It doesn't mean there won't be another occasion where the Western comes back and the superhero movie someday returns. Of course, right now the superhero movie is alive and thriving. I'm only saying that these cycles have a finite time in popular culture. There will come a day when the mythological stories are supplanted by some other genre that possibly some young filmmaker is just thinking about discovering for all of us." To which there was a collective response among the observant. No duh. Actually, a few, and I use this term loosely, news outlets did attempt to make something of Spielberg's statement of obviousness. In an interview with Yahoo, DC Entertainment superhero film steward Zack Snyder said, quote, He might not be wrong. I think it puts more pressure on us, the filmmakers, to not just crank out superhero movies for the sake of it, end quote. I think that was Mr. Snyder's gracious way of saying, No fucking kidding, Spielberg. I'm just making hay while the sun shines, asshole. 
To suggest that blockbuster superhero films will not always be in vogue is to say that a particular sports team will not always win every game, or that we will not always use the term on fleek. Surely a Hollywood director who has based much of his career on making genre films, which pay homage to the action serials and historical dramas of his youth, would know well that no streak lasts forever. The guy produced the fourth Indiana Jones movie for crying out loud. Now let us never speak of that evil again. Superhero movies are popular in the theater now, and they have been popular before. When Tim Burton's Batman came out, when Richard Donner's Superman came out, heck, even Wesley Snipes' Blade made some late 90s waves. For almost 40 years, superheroes have enjoyed some cyclical movie fandom, centered mainly around one series of movies but always sporting a bunch of also-rans like Supergirl and Swamp Thing. Not Swamp Thing 2, though. That movie had something important to say. All movie genres have their time, be they horror, or romance, or western, which did have a little resurgence in the mid-90s, although current prevailing mores in society may preclude another splash by that particular genre. Just like skinny jeans go in and out of fashion, how types of music have their renewals at the hands of newer generations, this is the way things work. We are all born into the same mineralized shit into which we will eventually expire and decompose, fortifying it with our own posthumous vitamins. Looking at the genre of superhero films as a whole, we easily see that there have been many more misses than hits. For every Batman starring Jack Nicholson, there are a dozen Superman for The Quest for Pieces, or Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfers, or Pukulitzer Prize winning Catwoman starring Halle Berry. You can tell me how bad the Green Lantern movie was until you're blue in the face. It's still light years ahead of Catwoman. What the hell was the deal with that movie anyway? The character had no resemblance to the comic book version whatsoever. And I get it, it was an adaptation, and I could have been fine with it leaving out her relationship to Batman for obvious licensing reasons. But come on, the character Halle Berry played wasn't even a burglar. Back to my point, there have been more turds than alcohol-infused pieces of fruit in the punch bowl that is the superhero film genre. And yet people have always endeavored to make new ones. And they will continue to make new ones, in every format until the human race expires. Comic books create cinematographers of some, those who really contemplate the language being told in the gutters between comic book panels. Even if comic book publishers close down, if DC and Marvel stop making comic books entirely and focus solely on licensing, the existing comic book stories would still inspire generations of people to port the ready-made four-color storyboards to the big screen, or the smartphone or whatever the hell kids will be watching movies on in the next 10 years. Which, incidentally, doesn't actually work very well. There are things that look or sound okay in comic books that don't quite have the same effect on film. That's why they're called adaptations. I'm looking at you, Zack Snyder's Watchmen. To say that the superhero genre's popularity will ultimately wane is to have said nothing at all. I don't know which movie it will be, or when it will come out, but eventually a superhero movie from any studio currently holding on to licensed properties will tank. And that might cause a cascade of movies to fail, or it might affect one studio's output and not another's, or it might cause every studio to reevaluate their projected slate of superhero movies and put the brakes on production. The reality is that something else will take its place, and it will be so inane and insipid and foreign to my sensibilities that it might as well be Kung Fu Hippopotami ski instructor movies filmed on spy cameras embedded directly into the eye sockets of remote control robot actors 
that are used to motion capture anthropomorphic rhinoceroses. I mean hippopotami. You get the idea. I don't know what prompted Steven Spielberg to say that the popular trend of superhero movies will eventually hit that old dusty trail, and that's probably because I didn't read the actual interview. Instead, I latched on to a few sentences taken completely out of context and presented to me in such a way so as to make me defensive or in mute agreement or to otherwise form an opinion on a statement that is essentially meaningless. People being interviewed will say things. Scandal-seeking gutter snipes will poll for an offended party. And there will always be new Batman movies, and they will always contain his gut-wrenching origin story. For Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Sale, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can reach me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie, or in care of this podcast. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. All right, Eric, and we're going to get to the meat and cheese of the podcast, which is the books. That's what about all I can eat now, veggies. Meat and cheese and veggies. I don't even know about that cheese. (laughs) Yeah, that's dairy, Eric. Stay away. Stay away. Tell me. I don't know. Leave it for me. Just bring it over to my house. I'll eat that cheese. (laughs) Of course, we always talk about the big book of the week, and you always get it, and you do again, and it causes you a lot of shitstorms. So it's not a surprise. It is what, Eric? Hold on. I think after this now, you should get Batman again next month. I don't know. I was actually, it was funny. I was thinking about that. Like, maybe we switched off a little too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, I, um, I ran into a section of Batman Eternal yeah. when I did that that I kind of um, I didn't like as much yeah. as other people, and I believe... That might have been when Scott Snyder bailed on us. Or I, I'm telling you, it, that sounds pretentious. Yeah. That, oh, so I, but I look and I I'll give a thing at one point. Like you gave a nine last week. Yeah. Last, last month. month. Yeah. And I think I did tweet him, and he tweets eight fives. He but not us. I really no. think the guy has looked at Comic Book Roundup and sees you there at the bottom, Eric. And now he probably. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't but, put this on me. But you are always a bottom. I know. He didn't like me. I'm telling you. In my <laughs> reviews for Eternal, there were times yes, where Yes, I, I am always a bot. I, <laughs> I, yes. I mention a lot of times on my reviews that, oh, there's Scott Snyder trying to be the smartest guy in the room. I say it all the time. Yeah, I know. And I think that might have gotten That's me. your opener and closer. But, now, what, and why does the guy not like yeah, us? And the truth hurts, Eric. That's yeah. the problem. Again, I Scott Snyder, Scott Snyder. If I saw him on the street, I may recognize him. I may not. I am not a fanboy. I'm not going to bow to at the altar of Scott Snyder. Though I like this issue a little better. Go for it, Eric. Batman number 44, written by Scott Snyder and Brian Azrael, with art by Jacques and Lee Lowridge. Yes. In, the, in this supposed origin of Mr. Bloom, we see Batman in a post-zero-year world where he's going after a murderer. After going from lead to lead, it all comes down to how the city itself failed the murdered kid, and with nowhere else to turn, he went to Mr. Bloom. After taking a superpower serum, the kid fought a gang, was shot, and then, we fi- and then he finally grew bat wings and flew away until the serum wore off and he fell to his death. The end. Got too close to the sun, Eric. That's Is that happened. what happened? That's what happens to you when you get those wings. Um, yeah, you didn't like this issue, did you? No, I did not. I have a feeling that you didn't like it. Yeah. I like it a little more than you. After having such an awesome cliffhanger last month with Mr. Bloom slender manning it up, and possibly even killing the goddamn penguin. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Here we have nothing that matters to any of it. No. It's funny because people were saying that this is a fill-in issue to Greg Capullo. Okay, so uh, Capullo could get some time to finish other shit. Mm-hmm. 
and others are saying that it fits perfectly into the story. It, it's a torn world for this. You know, people are talking this or that. We have a murder mystery with one panel of Mr. Bloom in it. That's yeah, and it's um, not the fucking story to me. This is gonna be so weird when it's collected into a trade. It, it will. You want me to convince you that it was good? Okay. I, I really can't. But, I was gonna say, uh, what are you gonna do because here? Because you don't like it. But what I'm saying, uh, it's a weird issue to me. It's very out of place in this regular Batman book. Yeah. Uh, this would have been an issue, I think. Um, somebody mentioned that, maybe even on the site, that it would have been a good uh, story in that Batman Black and White. Yeah. This would have even been a good one for, like I said, that Dark Knight book that was canceled way back. I Obviously, to me, this is a issue that is just, it's an issue to show you what, it's a Batman issue. See, I, dis- I disagree with that whole uh, Dark Knight thing. This actually feels like a refurbished Detective Comics yeah, bus story to I, me. Uh, the funny thing that I realized, too, before we even go on it, uh, Lee Lowridge, who does the colors on Catwoman, yeah. this really comes off, even with Jock's art of that when uh, Genevieve Valentine started the Catwoman, right. her deal with that Gary Brown on art, it really came off like that to me. Uh, I like Lee Lowridge's uh, colors, but he definitely has like this distinct... Um, non-colored palette. Because there's not a lot of color going on. No, that's what I'm saying. It's more of a a shadowy thing and whatever. Um, But yeah, I think that this is just an issue to show a turning point in Batman's uh, existence that made him into what he was. I'm saying Uh, bullshit. Well, the problem that I have is I really... uh, It seemed like we were sold a bill of goods. How great would it have been if this was a Mr. Bloom origin that we really saw yeah. mr bloom because then that would fit directly into the ongoing story it would be great he yeah. he like you said the last issue ended with the cliffhanger basically him killing penguin it looks yeah. like how great would it be then to take that break then it would fit right in okay uh, man i can't wait to see what happened to penguin and then you get an awesome origin story from mr bloom that you realize then why he's doing what he's doing and all this stuff why he's a freaking weed monster you get this basically what he is is he's there to uh, give this kid the serum, and I don't. Uh, but I do have issues with this with this comic, which I'm going to tell you. Number one, I told you right away. I told Reggie this too, uh, because sometimes I think things, and I think I'm a moron, and I don't have any right to think them. So I, I ask people. You run it by Reggie first. Yeah, the narration seems off to me, and I'm telling you, in most Batman books, you do not get this omnipotent, like outside the book narrator. You usually get Batman. You usually yeah. get Batman like. I got to find, and I'm going to make my voice say, I'm going to find out who did this. Swear to me. And instead, you get this person who is talking. And again, to me, Batman is above having somebody talk about it. It's weird for me to say, yeah. but he's above that. He's above somebody like, he looked to see what was going on and was confused. Uh, no, I don't it's like that. But Batman. That, that just that got me right away. Here's the second thing that I have a huge problem with, and... I don't see how this can be a 10 out of 10 because as I go through this, this, it, this story, it says a few months after he dealt with the, the Riddler, which is yeah. zero year. It's a few months after that. In this point, he, they show up. There's this kid, correct? He calls uh-huh. Gordon. Gordon and him have too much of a history right now in this book. He's like, oh, I thought you were going to call me out here to show off this, but the bat Your swamp, swamp boat. Boat. That, yeah. that doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. They don't know each other that well. They were against each other almost the whole zero year. He didn't know who this vigilante was. Now, after a couple months, now he did. They went through a lot of shit in yeah. zero year. It's still too much. It seems like they still have too much of a history in this story. And Honestly, I, would like, I would like Gordon to show up and say, like, what the fuck you got now? 
you fuck, motherfucker. Honestly, you know, I like, like the rapport in the book. I, I, I'm telling you, though, to me it's off because they have just said a couple months after. And oh, he I agree. says this as if Batman has called him a hundred times. With well, I'm saying at this oh, point, though, he had his, his list of villains no, going well, that, on. And that doesn't make sense to me either. That was my next part. He has Mr. Freeze crossed out, Killer Croc, Clayface, Poison Ivy, and he has Penguin out there. All these villains all of a sudden came out in these last two months. His big well, villain say, was the Riddler. There was oh, not really anything before that. We had, that say, we had the Red Hood gang. That, yeah, but that was and, – and again, then you go back into a okay time frame when they mention that the uh, Penguin isn't the Penguin yet. He's an affiliate of the Red yeah. Hood gang that is trying to make a name for himself. It does not – Mr. Freeze, Killer – these don't make sense to me coming right after Zero Year. They don't. The oh, Penguin all of a sudden, does, these people, but not the rest Penguin of them. Does. Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, they don't make sense to me in this time frame. People can prove me wrong. Poison Ivy does kind of does make, for the way with the, uh, yeah, the Savage yeah, Land. Po- but again, to have her, like, I've already thought of her, and this is like his rogues gallery, I, I think it's too soon for that. Again, like I said, I think it's too soon with how he's dealing with Gordon. Those two seem right. like this is 10 years of a friendship. I'm saying, they're they're I, not friends I'm saying, at this point. I can't say that the um, the timeline makes sense or if they're going to be this close of like friends at that point, but I like seeing yeah, them I, that I, way. I like that, but it's, and that's it's the way joke. I like to envision it Gordon is, and Batman. But that's the problem is when you're envisioning it, you're envisioning it as a tenure yeah. uh, thing and they're friends. They weren't friends. Uh, again, you can say, but it, it just, to me, it, it threw me off. And that list really threw me off. At this point, I don't think that he'd have that long list of villains at this point that he's talking, and they even said, now, now is mine. He moves through the gallery of those enemies until he lands on the one with the connection to the corner. These villains, I don't, like if, if there is Mr. Freeze or there is Killer Croc, I don't think there's enough time for him to think, okay, this isn't Killer Croc because Killer Croc does this, this, and this, and I did this. It, it doesn't seem right to me. It really doesn't. They shouldn't have had this list in my mind. He should have just thought right away, there's the penguin. The other thing that— It's, uh, it's kind of odd, though, that this Batman has a piece of paper. He's just standing there right he, crossing out like names on a— black book. He pulls exactly. it out, and he's like, okay. Just a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, again For how technical we've seen from Zero Year that this Batman is from the get-go, like with the freaking holographic bats, like how he uh, got the idea to become Batman. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like he would have something more, like a, a dis, like a heads yeah. up display, I mean, like I said, showing him his at list. At this point, this is only months after freaking yeah. dirt bike Batman. Exactly, was going through there, so I don't mind that. But again, it's also um, I, I like the idea that he isn't the greatest detective yet because yeah. he isn't. He's wrong the whole time. Yep. But I don't like the fact that you end up where you find out what happened. It's almost like, to me, one of those crazy horror movies that you watch that all of a sudden out of it has nowhere. A twist. Yeah, out of nowhere you get a twist that. You it got Shyamalan. Yeah, you just throw it out there and you're like, wait, I didn't even see that character and he's the villain now. Yeah. Um, but again, I like the part with the penguin. I like that. But even then, I just, I'm telling Things you, the, off. Frame, like, the, the guy's the penguin. Like, he's not exactly the penguin at this point. Well, but Here. like he's he's got these uh, the umbrella weapons, yep. which I think is more of a guy who's already made a name for well, himself. Well, here's the problem. There's another issue that I have again with the penguin thing because the penguin goes to shock him, and he's already saying that the penguin is too predictable. Yeah, and it doesn't seem he's like grounded that, his costume. It doesn't seem like that. Like already, you know that he's too predictable. You've dealt with him this many times, and it just fell off. And you mentioned this, and I fully agree. You might have even forgot saying this. 
Dick Grayson should have been in this book. Robin Agreed. should have been with him because in the time frame of what's going on, that when, when did, you know, that would have been great. It would have been great for him to have just gotten Robin or Dick Grayson. It just, I don't know. The, the time, the time's very wonky to me. It's, oh, it's really, very, it's really wonky. I, um, the biggest problem I have with it is that Scott Snyder using this whole topical and he wants to uh, change Batman for what he knew Batman as growing up to be more of a uh, inspiration for bravery and standing yeah, up for yourself. Yep. He's just got this idea, and I want to say he's just started employing this during like Eternal and Endgame, mm-hmm. where we had everybody like all inspired, like you know, shining their bat lights in the sky. He's inspiring people, but we take time out for this issue where we go back five years earlier to say this is when he started to do this. I'm like, yeah. no, because the rest of the time he's just cracking skulls and scaring the um, shit out of yeah, people. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. If he would have gone back and like put this in like uh, in between Eternal and Endgame or something like that. That would have been fine. The, it would have made o- sense for the character. The only thing that uh, that I wrap my head around to make it make sense to me, or how I go, and again, I've read other people's reviews, and you know, nobody wants to say anything bad. But what I think that this issue, um, it's Batman realizing that okay, I've been doing this for my own reasons. I've been going for my own revenge, for yeah. my own peace of mind, justice. I'm affecting other people. I have to look out for them. I can't. I can't just be this guy who's Bruce Wayne, millionaire during the day, and then at night, like I said, I'm going to go crack skulls. Uh, I am affecting other people. It's almost like, um, yeah, this is dating way back, but it's almost like when Charles Barkley used to yell that he wasn't a role model. Right. That they'd always say, oh, you're, I'm not, and they had commercials where he'd I'm no role model. He is, and Batman is as well, and I think this is when he realizes that, that I can't just be this, this person who puts fear in my enemies I also have to be an example for the other people and set the example. I don't mind that. Again, I, I kind of like that. Um, the problem I have with the topical thing where everybody's going on, and the, quite frankly, it's because a white cop shoots a black kid yeah. and seems to shoot him uh, because you would think top, in a topical deal that the kid has done nothing wrong. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know that. Well, the kid hasn't done anything wrong. He's that- actually kind of crazed at that point. A little bit. He didn't. Oh, I'm you know saying, he I mean? just walked out of his family's bodega that's yeah. been set on fire. Yeah, uh, but again, it's I don't get enough of a story. This whole world is collapsing well, around I'm him. I'm saying I get that, but the cop, I don't know enough about him except that but the uh, narrator has told me that he's in the gray area, Eric. Yeah, I don't know enough about him to actually make it very uh, uh, poignant or, or really have an effect on me. Right. I'm reading it. It's a comic where the guy, he does shoot. And then it, it makes no sense to me because this guy who is a cop shoots him. Looks like not much. I, I don't get the idea of why he's shown up. He says there's a riot. Right. And he goes there and there's just one kid. And he shoots him and then leaves. Walks but away. But then comes back to look at the body. To, and like the blood trail's gone, like the, I don't know. It's gone. And it, again, to me, it was all uh, pomp and circumstance and a shocking thing to make it topical. Uh, I think it was forced. It, oh, didn't yeah. seem, it didn't seem anything but forced to me. Uh, I just, I did, it didn't, a lot of people in these reviews are claiming this is an emotional thing. Oh, it's so emotional. It's so emotional. Uh, the the best emotional part I think is at the end when the black kids are there and he's like before he scared them away right. now he wants to talk to them and that's not even the emotional part to me it's the emotional part when they're surprised that somebody wants to talk to them and then I'm like you know what I like that 
but yeah, I, I get, you know, what I'm saying, it's just weird, this whole thing. And even, I, I don't know, I, all the else. And there's I, I just, everything seems just thrown in, and I just, I don't know. And the, the whole thing you get, like, I, I'm looking at my notes now to try to say, and again, I don't know, this Peter character, uh, yeah, they, they have his dad dying. To me, that's just a forced thing to make you feel bad for him. Yeah. He's taking over the, the, the corner shop. And there's the gangsters involved, Penguin. He goes to Penguin to get some money, and then it kind of gets all fucked up for him, like it would if you deal with gangsters and, and stuff like that. And then he gets shot. Uh, or, and, or he goes to Bruce Wayne. I, I'm off. He goes to Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't go to Bruce Wayne. He's just yeah. yelling at a press conference. Who's going to talk to him? And then because of that, he seems to think that he's got to become Batman. And I don't mind the idea where... If this was just a kid who you just see, I, I don't get the idea that this kid has been ignored all his life. Is seems to be what they're getting at. You know what I mean? That, no, no, that I, I don't been, get that idea that, either, though. And but that when he like goes to Wayne, Bruce Wayne won't listen, and then he's like, he's got to, he's got to become the Batman. Now he's he sees Batman does it a different way, and he's going to do that. It comes out to me like it's like he's one of the the unwanted. He, but I don't get that. I don't really get anything about this kid. It's not developed enough for me to really care about him. Right. It's like, okay, he's a black kid who gets shot by a white cop. That, there it is. It, it's forced in. I just, I don't know. Everybody's probably going nuts thinking that I'm a racist or something. Or just, it's just in a, in a thing. I don't get enough. And again, you have these, uh, you also learn that Batman reads the paper. A like, lot. Really? Yeah. And you get that. And there, there's a couple good lines and who's involved. But I just... I, it didn't. It didn't do it for me. This I issue, totally, like other I got people, really, I got really bored reading this because it's just um, Batman going to a lead here, then he's going to another lead that takes him to another lead. But the the timeline is out of sync, yeah. and then out of nowhere, like the, you know, the kid grows bat wings and flies away. I'm like, I was so bored reading this. I'm no. like, what yeah. was the point? Well, and I'll like tell everybody's you. saying, like, oh, it's this big emotion. I'm like. I didn't really have any emotion. The biggest emotion no. I had was, God damn it, when is this book going to be over? Well, I'll tell you. And it ends, like you said, he goes to uh, Mr. Bloom. And I'm telling you, I like that part. I like. I would have loved that to be the beginning where they show this kid who he, he, nobody will help him. They don't even have to have this actual story. But and he, he, yeah, it's a black kid in an area where the police stay away. Nobody yeah. cares. And he's gone to the right, like, oh, yeah, did he go to the bank? That people don't give people, our people don't get money from the bank. Oh, okay. And he's desperate, and he wants to make a difference. And he want, he sees Batman. He, I want to be a superhero too. I want to make a difference for my people. The Batman doesn't even deal with us. I'm gonna be. A, I want to be a, a thing. And Mr. Bloom, kind of like a Pied Piper type of thing, kind of convinces him. Hey, buddy. I can make you. I can make you a superhero. Here, take this. And then he takes that, and then he gets the wings, dies, and then the rest is Batman trying, you know, chasing Mister Bloom. Then you yeah. have a Mister Bloom origin, kind like of. That, he, but... He's just following the leads, and then he goes through this alleyway with this, some fucking here, weed what killer. We get here, it's just he's there. There's Mister Bloom. He gave him this guy, and it's again, it just he's I, going I, through this over like this garden like alleyway with weed killer. It seems like he's just fucking like killing all the weeds, like the plants. All right, no one's here. Well, I guess I got to be more of a man about the people. Yeah, well, and again, I I didn't mind, like I said, to me it seemed like it was a pivotal part after Zero Year. The guy's all high on himself. Batman thinks he's cool shit. And he realizes now that, yes, I'm 
I'm making a difference. I'm not. And again, I think it's a big point where he does scare those kids away. And it's like at that point, he is a self-centered son of a bitch who just wants to put fear in everyone because he wants justice. But and then that's he realizes for the rest of Batman. But though. I'm saying, you know, he realizes, well, you know what? I want to be the type of Batman or a type of hero that people, if I die, they're going to sit out there in that goddamn park for fucking five months with the, the flashlights. And I think this is supposed to be the pivotal moment where he realizes it's more about, uh, you know, it's not that just... man did that already, though, with the, the way he did things. Well, he was again, a single man who this. stood up to fight for the every yeah, man but by again, taking coming, on the, all these crazies yeah, well, and the you're gangs. coming out of zero year. And again, he was he put a lot of people in jeopardy doing what he did yeah. and could have gotten a lot of people killed. He wasn't in zero year. He wasn't this like, I'm going to be the bat and I'm going to inspire people. Nobody knew who he was and everybody yeah. hated him. They thought you're fucking up. You're, you're going to fuck us up with these, you know, Riddlers doing all these. Oh, riddles. I get you, though. But the thing is, this is five years ago from here. Here on out, though, after he has this fucking realization, this like this, uh, what the hell would you call it? This um, epiphany. Epiphany. Yeah, thank you. Yes. He goes right back from what we know of Batman. He immediately goes back to being scary and cracking skulls yeah. until Endgame. Yeah, I know. Again, it doesn't people, make sense for the people, goddamn timeline. If you want to talk about, I think that a lot of people uh, were a little gaga that you actually got Bruce Wayne Batman. Though I'm telling you, you don't. This is Batman. There's no. Yeah, it's just Wayne. Batman. Yeah. It's Batman. It's classic and, Batman. But it's, it's not freaking. It's and not it Jim is. Gordon. Robo this is Batman. a call out to an an older version of Batman that people must love. And, yeah, it's, uh, of course again, they do. It's fucking Batman. I, uh, and I think people went gaga because it was Scott Snyder and Jock together, and it's all this again. This is a. Um, we we would hope to think that we're smart enough, and most people have commented that this was a. Um, not a filler issue, but kind of a filler issue, correct? A fill-in issue. A fill-in issue that, uh, you know, Greg Capullo got thing. And I thought that it was something to do with the annual coming up, but neither, of, the, neither of them are on the annual. It's James okay. Kenyon and uh, another artist, I believe. Uh, so this is just, you know, they do this. Occasionally they have they had that Reggie mentioned. They had that uh, Batman 28, yeah, we which had was that, that preview Batman for Eternal. Batman Eternal. They do this occasionally. Um, when was the last time you had like a, a filler or fill-in issue like this? And there's a big press junket where people are interviewing the uh, yeah, Scott Snyder's doing interviews about this, and basically it's it's a it's a one and done that doesn't even get resolved. And I it, it's weird how much hype this issue got. I, I don't understand it. I, and I I blame some of the hype for people thinking this is a bigger issue than it actually is. I just think that because of what it was, and and then it had you know the cop killing. Uh, and again, I don't even get that this cop was Sorry, good, this is bad, or indifferent. This happens all yeah, the time. Yeah, uh, we learned in Detective Comics that there seems to be like three cops that that are on the up and up. And I'm not even putting Bullock in that anymore because I know, that yeah. guy's doing underhanded shit too. Well, Bullock's always been like yeah, in the gray area, like the other again, guy, pretty much. And it works because the police department is. So so corrupt that he's not as corrupt. But yeah. And especially at this point in Batman's career, everybody is corrupt. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, everyone. So, And uh, the thing is, throughout all the history of Batman that I've pretty much ever seen and read about, it's always about how bad Gotham is, how corrupt everyone is, and it's one man against the world. Yeah, like like we're saying, this cop... And again, the cop says that he... Does Batman do anything to, to the cop? No. No. Well, the guy pretty much, yeah, it might not have been the thing that killed him eventually. I think the kid might have bled, bled out if he didn't grow wings, even though he does take the time to go. Well, like, how does he survive these shots? 
It's a super serum, I'm guessing. Yeah, but then it seems like he went to get this. I don't know. He, he, and I'm saying he yeah. got the serum. Uh, he, he got oh, all hyped yeah, up, got and then he, he beat the shit out up. of the four fives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he then uh, he got shot, grew wings, flew away until the serum wore off, and then fell to his death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking. So, no, the timeline's the all timeline, out of sync. Yeah. I actually yeah. had to read it a couple times to make sure yeah. I knew exactly where the timeline went. Yeah, again, it's like it, I'm looking at the thing, and he tells the kid to lie down. And you know what? He doesn't, Eric. He doesn't lie down. He looks crazed. Yeah. And you know what? Anybody in a hoodie means uh, ridiculousness. So you open fire. <laughs> no, it's weird. I'm looking well, at somebody who do that to fucking Doctor Fate. Yeah, really. He shoots the gu- he shoots the kid. He shoots yeah. this pe- and then just runs. Yep. If he thinks he's doing the right thing, you would think that he'd call somebody like the pre- and he doesn't. He runs. Oh, he knows he didn't do the right so thing. So he's but he, that to me he's acting like a racist asshole, not a cop. You know what I mean? Yeah. This isn't a cop who is misunderstanding things. Or well, not even that, though. An but that, that's cop. part of the topicalness of this is where people are always saying how cops are racist and they overstep yeah. their but bounds. again, it's like you have these videos where a cop, they go to a pool party and they start. Yeah, you, you get this big guy with, you know, little big man who thinks he's going to crack some heads because he's a cop. This guy just seems to, I don't, again, it's because this Howler is his last name, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Ned Howler. He's a 10-year veteran, it says, celebrated twice, but a lot of gray, a lot of gray. I don't, that, that's not enough for me to, uh, to know about it and care and know that no. this guy is bad, good. I mean, he shoots the kid, he's bad. Yeah. But then he comes back, and I said, does he feel bad about it? Does he want to make sure that he thinks like, oh, shit, I'm going to be in big trouble. I better get rid of the body. I better you cover my get, trace. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't get that. Then they throw in the guy's dad, and that, that to me, again, it's just to show, you know, these people have families. Now, again, it's just these people, too. I say I sound horrible. But, again, <laughs> that's how this comic – this comic does come off as – and I, it's, I'm not even making a joke. It comes off as too black and white to me. Yeah. And I just – I do like parts of it. Like I said, I like the idea that this kid thinks he's got no other thing to do. He sees this new Batman out of zero year and thinks that what Batman does is goes to the extreme and does whatever and, and is willing to take this crazy uh, thing from this weirdest-looking guy in this alley that's <laughs> overthrown since there. Yeah, face. I mean, really, you think this is going to go well? But he's desperate. He doesn't have any other thing that in his mind in he his thinks mind, he yeah. can do. And he wants to be like Batman again, though. They don't push that enough. I wish that they would have pushed more. It's just his one friend saying, he, he tried with Bruce Wayne, but he didn't listen. So, so then he looked at you, and he thought that you'd do it right. I wish it would have been more of that. I, again, I, I said before, I would have given this a seven. Yeah. Um, because even though a couple panels are confusing, I did yeah. like the art in general. I'm sorry, I, um, I'm sorry. Jacques in my mind is a lot like Jay Lee the way I see it. Well, that's it's I a don't style think their sto- I don't think their style really tells a story very well. They have spectacular panels. Like yes. whenever it's just one shot, if you're looking at one shot, oh, yeah. it always looks amazing. But all together, it does not tell a proper well, story in I was my mind. Say the where it ha- where shit goes wrong with with Jacques, I think, like you're saying, is when there's any sort of uh, heavy motion. Yeah, action. like I'm telling you, you even said to me, you told me that when Batman's beating the crap out of that guy, he's using his cape. Yeah, and uh, 
I didn't even get, I actually, oh, that's what he was talking about because I don't know what's going on. I thought he grabbed some bed sheets at one <laughs> point or it was a pole. And yeah, it, it's weird. But I'm yeah, looking like, it's like I thought at one point, like he sliced him with the cape and I thought there was like a back end, but no, I'm like, no, yeah. that's more cape, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's and, very odd. He just, he pulls a freaking Arkham uh, like City game for whatever yeah. you would do, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, where you just do that freaking cape attack over yeah. and over again. And and I'm telling you, at the point where he's in his store and he fights the the other guy. Yeah. Um. What happens to me with this thing is things are so like you get his his face. He's looking at the guy. Yeah. Then you see the other guy. Then the next panel, mid tackle. And yeah. then the next panel, it's the guy again just looking, this Peter. And then next thing he's dodging a fight. You know what I mean? You don't I know. get and then the next thing, somebody's on their ass. And then the thing and then even the whole thing with the fire. I, you don't even get really you have to really put into it what's going on. Because there's He's like, oh, yeah, that kid was on fire. And then you see like a blowtorch, which I don't know where it came from. He says no. Then he looks. Then everybody's running out of the building. Yeah. And then he's looking at the fire, I guess, because it's in his eye. It get, it, things, yeah. But there are, like you said, there are some panels, though, that are stunning. Yeah, I I'm really telling you, my, so. favorite, my favorite panel in the book is when Batman's on top of the building going over all the evidence in the newspapers he's yeah. read and that yep. becomes the landscape of Gotham. Yeah. Oh, that's newspaper. awesome. That looks that is, amazing. Yeah, that is a great... I even like... I like how they even show that you have this issue where at points it even becomes black and white. Yeah. And then uh, Lee Lowridge and uh, Jock, when they see Mr. Bloom's alley, it's color. Yeah. And to me, it was like this was what he thought was his salvation. All of a sudden, I get this it, yeah. is his. And I really like that. And I like him going up to Mr. Bloom. But again, it's like these panels where he's looking... You see Mr. Bloom, then he's there. It, it, there's not the motion. It's it's two stop go for yeah. me a lot of times. But yeah, there's that one with like you said, where the cityscape with the. It's awesome. It really is. Uh, yeah. Uh, what'd you give it, Eric? I wouldn't even know what you gave it. I gave it a four out of ten. <laughs> a four out of ten. Oh my goodness! When you put that on the site, people are going to be mad. I would have given it a 7 out of 10. I, like I said, it still would have been the lowest by like a point and a half. I don't know. Every time I talk to you, it goes up a little bit apparently. Yeah, I just like I said, I really I really like some of the ideas, though. I think uh, you got scared with the pocket. Like, oh, shit, I said I was going to give this a 6.5. No, no, We're going to go did. up to a 7. I told you a 6.5. And then when and I then read before it. Before that, it was a 6. Yeah, no, but when I read it, actually, and there was some like themes that I liked. I wish they would have been more, uh, you know, developed. Uh, yeah. Again, I think that a lot of times... I, I was reacting too to the fans of the book of Scott Snyder, and mm-hmm. I just like, what are they talking about? And we, but yeah, it, it's what it is. I, I would have given it a seven, probably six, five, seven. Uh, we're going to move on, Eric. We're going to move on to the next book, and that is Action Comics number 44, written by Greg Pak and Aaron Cooter, art by Aaron Cooter, Howard Porter, and Tomeo Moray. Ah, the truth act. Uh, the truth arc ends. I guess Superman continues fighting the shadow monsters that have infected Metropolis. And while it was nice to find out who the next big villain of this book will be, it just ended up showing us that the important truth story was pretty much set up. Not always lost, however, as I'm intrigued with what is going on with Lee, and I did like the art for the most part. I just wanted and expected more. Maybe my disappointment over the whole true story affected my score a bit, but I didn't really like this issue, and after reading it, I pretty much lost faith in any sort of satisfying conclusion of this true story as a whole. And I told you, I re- reread it again tonight, and I did actually like it a little more yeah. than I did. It's just not a lot happens, and I'm telling you, I wanted an end to this true story. And again, I, I am I an idiot? I actually thought that this true story... Uh, 
It, like I even said to you last week, like, uh, hey, the true story of that arc ends. And you're, what? How can it end? It doesn't seem like it's that, you know, you're at an ending. Yeah. And again, I'm guessing now the way they're spelling it out, and the, I, it's, I seem like an idiot thinking this or saying this out loud. I expected this to be a full story and an event instead yeah. of a story arc. And now it seems like a story arc, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, where's the event? I, I just, I don't get it. And uh, basically, the whole issue is Superman fighting the shadow monsters. You Again. find out, yeah, you find out that the mayor is uh, the villain Wrath. And I, it's Which like, I don't like that because we already have a villain for Batman named Wrath. And yeah, well, I want to keep with that. It just kind of just throws out that they're asked the mayor. And I said in my review, and I'll say it again now, to me, that seemed like a very odd thing that you have a mayor who you already know is bad because that, uh, that Italian lady who comes and steps yeah, up. Yeah, at the end of last issue. Uh, like, and she goes to see the mayor, and you get that the mayor is bad. Yeah. And now you get the idea, okay, the bad person that you knew before is a little more bad. I'm like, really? And again, also, the name Wrath and how it goes, even Superman in the book calls it out. That he knows exactly what's... It's like, why can't these villains come up with better names that don't <laughs> really spell out what they're all about? You know what I mean? He even says, he's like, I know what she's about, but I can't help myself. She feed, she's feeding off the anger. And yeah, the, the rage. The, the rage. And he can't help himself. And I think, you know, part of it is that he's being affected. I would love to think that part of it is that he's a bit depowered and something like that he could have kind of fought back. This is just in my mind. Right. But because he can, he's going all out. Uh but, yeah, he fights her until the point where basically she gets enough of his rage and leaves. It's, but in it's the crazy meantime, because, it, I'm telling you, it takes up half the book yeah. and does nothing. That's what I'm saying. This is why I like what goes on in the book, but not enough happens. There's nothing really that happens with Superman. Now you no, have, I'm telling you, everything else is more interesting. Yeah, well, you have Lee, and she's across town with Jimmy. Uh, Rath, uh, what did you say when Rath's eyes go in the sky <laughs> Oh, freaking like Hera from uh, Hercules, the legendary yeah, she's journeys. She's like in the sky and, uh, and you know, and I, I didn't that mind that. Call. You get the idea, but even you pointed out there's a, uh, it's Lee's like, oh my God, or no, it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Yells, Lee, Lee, these people. Those people, did they, did they just wreck that police truck? And, and their eyes. And then these people, yeah, he's yelling about their eyes, which in this panel, nothing's wrong with their now. eyes. There's nothing wrong at all with these people. They're just starting to talk crazy. Yeah, yeah oh, your fault, siding with the The thing is, I don't see where they destroyed this truck either because I, I see the, the police truck just drove away. And they're uh, behind them. And um, they're in front of it, like well, off to I'm the saying. side. Yeah, and then I, like I'm saying, the, uh, the ones in front of down the down the street here, it looks like he just checked his phone and then hit a goddamn telephone actually, pole and then these people are walking up the street. Where look, I get it, look what they did. Where I get it is that these people are walking the street instead of putting on the brakes, the guy tried to turn real quick so he didn't run him over. He, and he had just the truck. left. I'm sorry, he could not have been going that I fast. Know. Well, he flipped the truck. And so there's a, there's a policeman down or an ambulance, an EMT down. So they're like, ah. Oh. And uh, these people then start turning in the shadow monsters. And I, I like it. It's, there's an outbreak going on. It, it, yeah, it looks cool. It, it's like the zombie craze that just started, right? I hate just you so recently, much. the zombie craze. You don't understand um, anything. I, the other thing I don't like, though, is that at one point later, Lee starts trying to plead with the people. Like, I don't want to hurt you. you. Yeah. But right away, she's hitting people with a pole. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I'm looking at it, I'm like, these people have just, like, we don't know legitimately 
what happens to these people when they turn into well, like I'm saying up until this point, like as of last issue, it seems to me that we are given the uh, impression that these people have always been shadow monsters. Yeah, not here. They look no, like they get turned. They just into got it. infected and, and turned again, into it. These shadow monsters don't seem to be gr- growing crazy limbs. They just no. it looks like ink got poured on them. Yeah, and maybe it's the early thing of it, or maybe early that onset shadowness. Yes, maybe wrath is across town. And doesn't have that full effect on him unless she's there. I don't know. But, yeah. she. Just you get the idea. Her, like, like, her fighting Superman is increasing her power. So, her yeah. str- like, her reach for her yep, wrathfulness is affecting yep. more people. And maybe, like I said, maybe because she's across town now, it's not fully there. But they, these people, she is hitting them with this, like, tire iron, it looks like. I don't know. Or a, a pole. And I think it's like it's a collapsible pipe to me. I'm not, a, like, uh, one of those. It seems yeah. too long. But she's she's beating the crap out of him. And I thought right away, Lee, the, these are regular people. You know, you gotta, you know, I know that she's trying to fight her way to help the guy who, who crashed. See, I um, would have, I would have immediately fought off Dante because immediately he's like 30 years younger. Yeah, I said, uh, Dante, who I thought was really cool, has de-aged in this book. Each issue, it seems like he's getting younger and younger. He's that, like a, something's not right with him. Kick yeah, the shit out of him. Yeah, he's a strapping lad now and he's got a Superman shirt. I think he's some kind of alien scum. He might be alien scum. It just, it came off weird. Uh, but then you, you get this whole thing. The whole book seems to be the whole issue of who supports Superman. Uh, do people really think he's an alien scum or who's with him? You get the uh, uh, Petroselli, the uh, overweight Petroselli lady. And she's basically, uh, you know, issue, end of last issue, she wanted Superman to, I mean, she actually preferred that shadow police officer, officer that was yeah. a shadow officer because she knew what he was about. And did, but now she's basically Superman even spells it out. She looks like she's dying. At one point she's reaching out. I think she's oh yeah, reaching, she's dead. I think she's reaching for a hamburger. She's a heavy lady, lady. <laughs> <laughs> but like Susie Sue from Red Hood. And again, it's so funny because yeah, through the whole through the whole thing, Superman just keeps telling us that he knows that what he's doing is causing Wrath to have this. Power. He Knock it off, jerk! And then he just punches her in the face. Like stop it! But then. You get the the big thing in this book, which is the end of the truth arc. It's not Superman; it's Lee, and Lee goes full out shadow monster. Her, she, get, she her becomes injury, like freaking William yeah, from. Her, uh, actually, you know what? She actually pulls prototype. Remember that game, prototype? Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I'm with you. It is prototype. Uh, she, out of her injury on her shoulder, it comes out, and now she is shadow monstering. And in the meantime, a building is on fire. I talk and her about being this. a firefighter. Yeah, and I don't understand. She runs into this building. The building collapses. Immediately collapses. Immediately. And Jimmy's like, did she do that? And then she breaks out an adjacent building down the line, and then everybody from that building comes out because she saved them. And it doesn't make How? sense to How me. How did she save were, them? Were these people all just standing right there? And they, why wouldn't they have run out the front door then? Front doors like, on like, fire. Can't did do that she sucker. go really f- fast though and gather all these people? And it didn't even seem that she just made. Man, a I don't understand shadow monster home. magic. Yeah, I don't know what she was doing. But again, uh, Superman's fighting her, and then it comes out with like the hey uh, Clark, and she fights through it, and it ends up that she kind of, I guess, control the shadow monster. I'm saying that it's because Wrath disappeared. And I don't Raph, know. I'm gonna say it's because like people work together to to do something that's, good. Yeah, that that. Uh, but even her overcoming people, it originally is so weird yeah. to me because nobody else is. Everybody's succumbing to the wrath. Yep. But she gets all shadow monstered up. She saves a bunch of people, and you know what? 
I'm good now. Yeah. What? I, I don't trust you, Shadow I, Monster. I like I like the call out where she's uh, uh, Clark's like, "Hey, we're gonna go to Ray Palmer, John Henry Irons." I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's awesome, see yeah. that." And she's basically, "Nope, I'm okay." Oh, okay. Leave Absolutely not. Hands back as part of his cape that she had that he gave her earlier, and it's all just this whole issue uh, was Trust a setup. Trust me, Clark. I'm good. And it was all a setup to show that people still don't really like him in general. Uh, yeah. Some people do, some people don't, but he's going to leave Metropolis for Lee to protect, and she, he's going to go f- search out Wrath. That's it. There's What ending of the truth? I, I got no ending, Eric. No. I don't know what the ending is. You still have some people hate him. He, his identity's still out, and he's I love the, like, the last paddle with him where he's just, all right, yeah, things have gone bad, but I'm going to walk tall. I, I was going to say, you know? to me it was like, yeah, exactly. Well, you can say that. I'm like, what the hell? Is, I'm walking here. I love it, too, because the way he's drawn here. He knows he's he's strutting yeah, because he's, his, he's got yeah. his fists clenched. Yeah, Who walks strutting. with their fists clenched like this yeah. hard as he is? He's strutting. He's John Travolta in fucking Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Fever, I mean Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he's strutting. He's, he's got two paint here, cans. Yeah. He's got a freaking a pizza stacked on yep. top of each oh, other. He's eating going. Once. And then, uh, then you have this like backup uh, with art by Howard Porter, who this is what I mentioned before earlier. I love he's Howard off the a little bit. I love him. It, it's too much of a, a crazy, jarring deal. Uh, I was confused. At first, even knowing that that was uh, Wrath, and then... Uh, I totally would have labeled this epilogue and said they have later, yeah, but I yeah. just would have put yep. this epilogue. Yeah, and then she goes up into her room. You see three people come out, seem like, uh, I don't know, what would you call them? Elementals? Entities? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't even know, because there's a, there's a goddamn secret room in a fucking sleazy-ass hotel. Yeah, it's a sleazy-ass and hotel. And there's three doors just, in there. Doors and not then, even locked. No, and then just go three in. things come out of uh, these doors. Yep, and then she goes out full wrath mode, and I'm like, oh, that's wrath, huh? Look like Lois Lane from Justice League 3000. Yeah, and, it does uh, not look very it good. It did, and um, she just basically says the world's uh, you know going to get what it deserves, and we're not really sure what's going on. So you know what we need to do? We need to show her some fucking real wrath and get the Spectre down here. Call that's Jim Corrigan right. the Metropolis. Oh, geez, maybe he, that'd be cool if he showed up. Awesome. Where is he? That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I gave this issue a 5 out of 10. I love the art. I'll tell you, until that uh, Howard Porter, and it's only because it's such a, a jarring transition, I was confused. Uh, but Aaron Cooter's art's awesome. Oh, it's, I love, I love it. Moray's colors are great. Uh, the, I think that, in general, this is the best-looking book of the truth story. Uh, not just this issue. I'm saying, actually. But even the last panel, though, is like, I, do not, I do not like Howard Porter's art on the uh, epilogue at all, yeah. except for the last page, yeah. where uh, she's all wrathed up. She looks great. Yeah, that looks great. And again, then I'm like, oh, okay, that's wrath. Oh, now I got it. I'm a dummy. <laughs> what would you have given it? I think I would have given it, like, I'm saying, we just tore the book apart. Because yeah, we did. Like, you know, but I like this issue. Uh, it's probably one of the strong. I don't even. I can't say it's the strongest. It's just that I like to know that we're going somewhere now because yeah, up until now we, it's just been kind of yeah. on hold. Yeah, but that's what's weird that it, it it really slapped me in the face that this whole truth thing was uh, not an event that I thought it was, but a setup. But the but thing I do is, like where it's going. I re- I say I don't review this book, so I just read it getting ready for the podcast, and then I read Batman Superman because mm-hmm. I always do it in order. Yeah. Um. And after reading Batman Superman, though, I had to, I would bump my score up because it goes together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so- the, the last deal, and I, I said to you, I think that that's how all these 
truth when you read Superman somehow. I don't know. Actually, I don't think that's the case. I don't think Superman will end with... Superman's going to end Superman's going to uh, end with the Shadow Monsters on his way to the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. He's going to be on the way to the Fortress of Solitude, and it's going to be that, I think, at the end of... Super- Again, though, you get the idea. Now, we have tried to put this in order, and we say Superman's first, yes. Action Comics second, yes. in, in a timeline. Uh, Batman, Superman third. Uh, but yet it doesn't really all make sense. If you really think about it ending the same way, right. like what's going to happen at what we think Superman Wonder Woman is the last one in, the, in a timeline, a yes. loose timeline. But at this point, he should have been concerned. Like, wouldn't you think when he, uh, the people with uh, the graves, when uh, his relatives, his dead relatives, graves, are, his houses move, that he might have even thought, oh, this must be wrath. She's trying to, you know what I mean? It doesn't end. Then you're going to Yeah, there, it there is, exactly. Panels. At this point, we should have a bit of uh, spoilers in other books because yeah. he's already dealt with it them. Should, it could have really uh, uh, served well to have things that we didn't really understand, like just a panel oh, or agreed. something. And then all of a sudden you're like, Holy shit. And it makes sense at the end. That's what it was. And it would have been so great. It would have been great collected like that, too. Yeah, but again, these these stories are too disjointed when you you match them up. But I do like, again, I like where it ends that we actually get a villain, though, like you said, you're not a big fan of Wrath. No. But it, it seems interesting. Exactly. I, I, I like the, I'm on. saying we're going to somewhere now where it's going to be a big story. Yeah. It's just that we had to wade through a bunch of shit to get to it. And it's funny, too, because it'll happen in the next book. We're talking Batman Superman. It's going to happen where uh, at the end of each one, though, he is definitely leaving the area that he's in yeah. so that they can tie it all together, I guess, into some, you know, some overarching story. But, I, I would give this between a 6 and a 6.5. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I said, I liked it a little more reading it uh, this morning. Because while I was reading, I was just reading it as an issue itself and not more. And again, I, I did a little out of uh, timing where I read Batman yeah, Superman I told you first. not to. Well, I did because nobody had reviewed I, nobody Batman had reviewed Superman, so I wanted to be the first get that review out. And uh, that issue, which we're going to talk about now, angered the hell out of me, Eric. Uh-huh. It's Batman Superman number 24, written by Greg Pak, art by Artie and Saif, Yildere Sinar, Howard Porter, Dean White, Beth Sotelo, and Vicente Sifuentes. And you know what's funny? Besides maybe Beth Sotelo and Dean White, you mm-hmm. have three uh, of my favorite artists right there right. and a colorist that I love too. And it's weird uh, because the, do you think, just before we even start, do you think this book looked great? Yeah. Yeah. And I like, that's what I'm saying. You, if you get these guys who, you know, it is possible to have multiple artists to make a book look good. And I think that they got a great team for this. That's you all. Know what? I, I don't know why I saying, said it, but. Um, right from the get go though, I, I might be a minority. I don't know how anybody else feels about it. Cause I didn't see anybody else talk about it. I love the cover to this book. Uh, let me look. Uh, and you're not talking the variant cover. No, I'm talking about I the actual cover. Yeah, I like that. It's got like, it a, like a 50s monster movie style. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got, and it's got a lot of shit going on. And you know what? It all kind of ties in, except on the cover, uh, Superman's beating the crap out of that uh, like dinosaur monster, and that doesn't... But yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm with you. I like that cover. I like there. it. I don't know. I just want people to look at it and be like, you know what? I want to appreciate this cover, too, because I'm it's badass. It like, I'm going to appreciate it like America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. <laughs> yeah, that's an Aaron Cooter cover. That's awesome. Yeah, I. Do I actually not... wouldn't mind getting a print of that. Oh, really? I do yeah, not yeah. like. I do not like the uh, variant. Uh, green oh, green dear, green. do I? I'm not a big fan, and I will tell you who did that. Uh, that is Dave Bullock. It's a bunch of Bullock. <laughs> All right, let's get on with this, Eric, because I am going to tell you that this is the second book uh, this week to end its truth arc, 
and its second disappointment for me. <laughs> Batman Superman has been the oddest of all of the true stories up until now, and this issue was just ridiculous. We get a bunch of scenes jammed into one another, and I really don't know what the hell Greg Pak was thinking. In the end, it wasn't about Ukar, Aquaman, Batman, or even Superman. It was about the Dawn Command, Wrath, and Vandal Savage. While I liked the ending, and we said that about uh, action comics, I'll yes. tell you now, I love the ending, Eric. I love that Vandal Savage is in, but it's the best part of the book. And what it could mean going forward as the ending of this arc, which I thought was an event, I found it to be piss poor. Ooh. I'm telling you, everything starts off, you get. Uh, I'm, I said in my review, actually, the, the beginning is just Aquaman punching. So I loved it. <laughs> like, oh, this I want to know, though. It's like we start out this book because at the cliffhanger of last issue, we had Aquaman presented yes. like he's the big yeah, like and they're, they're reveal still at the in end. the underground. They're exactly. still underground and subterranean. But it's we jump into this book and it seems to be all about Aquaman is team of Ukar because the Earth, surface like like the Earth dwellers I can't even say it. it's the surface dwellers yeah, surface for both dwellers. Ukar and Aquaman I guess yeah um, yeah they have an issue of they both it makes sense that way that they're yeah. both against the surface dwellers but they're putting the sun out in the water because it's it's gonna blow yeah this artificial sun I'm like who do, how did they know that we're gonna put this out in the water who called Aquaman beforehand I, I'm telling you it's like there was obviously there's a bunch of shit that went on between these issues anyway yeah. but it did throw me off too that all of a sudden they're on an oil uh, rig yeah. and I'm like what what's going on what is this is oil rig and it's all it is is you have to have a reason why uh, Aquaman's mad but and it before, doesn't make sense because before this like you said before they took it to the oil rig there was nothing to do with the ocean, right? At all. And yet they, what did they, they, they thought ahead and thought we better get Aquaman and made a lie that it's affecting the ocean. They just and got, they got lucky. lucky? Yeah, yeah they got I don't lucky know. That, that, that's the thing because really this book shows me that if you want Aquaman involved, you just tell him that the, hey, Aquaman, I hear they're going to poison the fish. Holy shit, let's oh go. Oh my let's God, roll. suit up, dolphins, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. And uh, yeah, it feels weird when it started. Again, I like that. I'm like, oh, because the whole thing going in, I'm like, what are they going to do with Aquaman? How Seriously. are they going to deal? And it opens up, and I, I guess Greg Pak knew this, so he goes, okay, we're going to go a little out of time and just show Aquaman punching the shit out of Superman. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Okay. I love that. And again, like I said in my intro, this is the weirdest of the true stories. And, and this story is off the rails. It's crazy, Eric. And... I wanted to embrace it as that, like, okay, this is the the fun one. This is going to – but yet it, there's times when it's been fun. Uh, there's times – but again, it, shit in this book just gets thrown together. You you have the, the – they're on the oil rig with the sun. And the job of what they're going to do, I, they haven't really thought it out, right? right. Lucius wants to fix it. What is he fixing? I, you fix something, man. Something's out of He's whack, you like, fix it. Okay, does that mean he wants to contain it? Is it? He wants it, to make it stable so yeah. it doesn't blow up so the goddamn he, he's city. Gonna do that. So if he's going to do that, why are you on an oil? I guess you're on an oil rig in case, in case it blows they can't. Up. But yeah. boy, there's some people on that oil rig that shouldn't be on there if that's the case. You're, <laughs> you're going to kill some innocent folks. Uh, but in the meantime, Ukar and his, his Dawn Command, they're all heading in there with the sea serpent. They're there. It's a cool, it's a cool look. So then you see you have to have the dolphins dying. I don't understand it. Topical, fully. Jim. Yeah, it is topical. We're going to go green. But you have that just so Aquaman's pissed. And now Aquaman becomes the biggest dick ever because he is mad. He's like, we're going to get he – get, he goes nuts. Yeah. He sees these fish. He's Aquaman. He's going he's to lay down the smackdown, right? So, yeah. So, <laughs> really. 
But uh, Superman, then, all he does, Eric, is like, hey, don't worry about it. Batman's trying to stop it and puts his hand on Aquaman's shoulder. And I yeah. said, what is this, 3 o'clock high? It's exactly. Buddy, it's totally Buddy Ravel. It's Buddy Ravel. You don't touch him. And he says it. Who dares lay a hand? Who is that? <laughs> Who are you? What a dick. And he punches the, the, the great disguise right off of Clark. And then he's like, hey, it's me. Uh, you know, you're going to listen or I'm going to get rough. And I'm like, what? what's going on here? I don't know what's going on in this book. So then I said, the worst part ever, Aquaman looks at him, and it's a weird panel, too, because I'm telling you, it doesn't look like Aquaman. He goes, Superman, how are you even? They said you lost your powers. And right there, I'm like, Aquaman, you are a dick. You have not <laughs> even tried to get a hold are. of him. He didn't even pick up the phone. Phone works asked, both yep, ways, Arthur. It does work both ways. He should have called Superman. It's, no, everybody's ditched him. The guy loses his powers. You think that's when you need to, you know, you need your friends the most. Well, they weren't and, that close, apparently. They wanted to keep it professional. Well, I'm telling you, legitimately, in the Justice League, I don't see those two as ever really buddy-buddy. But still, they're a league, Eric. They're a team. Never <laughs> calls. So then uh, Ukar gets mad. And, uh, Aquaman comes up with the plan. Okay, I'm going to pretend to beat the shit out of Superman. <laughs> no, what I'm going to do is beat the shit out of Superman and hope he wises up and takes a fall. Yeah, and takes a fall. But in the meantime, this is step one of something that has uh, worried or bothered me about the whole truth arc of all the books is the idea where Superman is depowered but yes. seems to get powers conveniently to the story. Aquaman looks like he could have killed a normal man. You punch a guy, oh, and yeah. the guy goes flying 80 feet in the air. Dead. Dead. But yet he's not. So no, we, like, okay. saying, we have argued about this. Superman still has some of his powers. He's just not 100%. He's, not, he's probably 10% Superman at this point. Yeah. But... <laughs> He really should not be surviving these fucking beatings because even no. he says Arthur is a hundred times stronger than him. Yeah. I don't care if he has ten percent of what he was for his like his uh, invulnerability. This shit is gonna fuck him up. His yeah. face is gonna look like Rocky Dennis by the time yeah. he's over. Yeah. Oh my god, he should get the shit kicked out of him. And you look, and he's he's you know bleeding a little. He's a little bleed. Uh, not much. Might have he's got a heart. He, actually, you know what? Fuck the Rocky Dennis. He should look like Rocky after his fight with Apollo. Yeah. And yeah, Bob's like, he's got the eye of the tiger, though. He keeps coming he back. He does have the eye of the tiger. And, and uh, it's funny when Aquaman's like, you son of a bitch. We're, we're try, you know. He's, and then he, he, I admire the hell out of your spirit. It, they talk like they don't even know each other. Right? <laughs> and he's just like, you know, buddy, it would have been like, go down, Superman. You know, I'm trying to, you know, Okar's going to go after you or whatever. That's the, that's the thing, though. What is his plan? I want to say that when Superman shows up, he's like, okay, look. I know you're Superman. You're always going to do the right thing if you're telling me to stop this reason. Now go down because I have a plan. What's, I think your plan is still going to be to help Ukar here and save yeah. the ocean. Yeah, and the other thing I'm thinking that like that punch that he sends Superman flying, what worse is Ukar going to try to do to Superman? I mean, it's pretty yeah, bad. He's got he's a like, staff. What, in, fuck it. Instead of Ukar killing you, I will because <laughs> I love you. In this fight, though, I do love the fact, because we're talking about the eye of the tiger business, mm -hmm. where Superman will not take a dive. No, he won't. And he, the he head won't. buddy He's gives Superman. him. I'm saying, yeah, though, he... the head buddy gives Arthur. It is yeah. so good because it actually rattles him. Yeah. And again, though, shouldn't, you know. He's not powered. He's supposed to be depowered. He still has even, some super strength. And, well, it's weird, too, because even Aquaman, now Aquaman, of course, we said, has not called him, but actually pretty much says you lost your powers. And obviously that's not fully... Well, it's word on the street. You, know, yeah. you never get anything that's general on yeah, the street. You should have found out. Somebody from the, the Justice League, you would think. And then next he's like... He's been, oh, he's been busy doing Atlantis It'd things. be funny, too. He's like, after this, he's like, oh, but, you know, now that we got... I should get a hold of Bruce. What? He's dead? 
I didn't hear this. What, robot Batman? Batman's there. He doesn't even blink an eye. He's like, that's not, he doesn't even say, like, that's not Batman. I, I, it's ridiculous. But uh, they go, and the whole plan, again, you have, Lucius is trying to fix the sun. Yeah. In the meantime, Ukar's trying to get it. I really don't know how he's going to do this, how it's set up. Like, is he going to just pull it off this oil rig? Yeah, I have no idea. There's not much planning going on. Superman ends up saving him. Um, you said you thought it was because it was when the rocket goes to take off. No, no, it, not that. That's, okay. that's an energy that's just blast a flare. from the sun. Just, yeah. I said it was like a solar flare. Yeah. Superman, get down. And he tries to save him. And you get a little bit of like, you know, when a villain who's not necessarily a villain, Ukar does mean well for his people. You yeah. get a little bit of like, oh, why'd you save me? I save every, but it's not enough for me. You know what I mean? It's it's not fully the whole thing where Ukar's like, "Holy shit, you aren't as bad as I." I don't think. know it's because they moment. had that moment before when before Gordon screwed up the whole thing up. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that he wants to believe Superman, but he's been fucking wrong so many times that yeah. he refuses to. But yeah. after he gets saved, I could see him going for it. Well, in the meantime, then the next ish, the next thing is uh, uh, Gordon presses a button, and yeah. the thing on the oil rig just blasts off. It's now a rocket. Now, did, this, did you this know is what this? I was... No, nobody knew this. No. Where I don't think this, Lucius Fox knew where this. Where is this plan going? And again, at one point, Lucius says, okay, plan B, everybody down below. People aren't down below, Eric. No, I see it, him right there. Oh. This rocket taking off killed everyone everybody, on this oil deck. Everybody. Deck. And then a non-powered Superman or depowered Superman just grabs onto the side of a goddamn rocket yeah, and, man. and blast off? It, it doesn't make sense. I have the tiger. All of a sudden, now he has powers. And then Eye in the, the middle tiger. of it, they're fighting with each other. Batman and Superman are fighting. They're fighting while, get, while Superman keeps getting blasted by solar flares. Yeah, yeah, he keeps getting it. And again, it's so weird. We talked earlier that we really thought that this miniature sun, this, this sun that they uh, made, was yeah. going to be how he would be powered up well, again. Even and Clark he thinks even that. Says it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He says it. And I'm like, okay, maybe. No, it's no. not that. And uh, then all of a sudden, the Dawn Command air spaceship shows up. What, what do underground people have a need where for spaceships? Is spaceship, and to the point where Ukar and the, they know it. They yell. Ukar yells. The Dawn Command has taken the sun. Where, if this was the plan, and I had a spaceship, why did they even get on these sea monsters? Why weren't they on this goddamn ship and just? It's the only thing in? the Aquaman brought to the party, yeah, and they yeah. didn't want to make him feel yeah, bad. Yeah, I guess it's like when want... somebody brings something awful to a party, and you, you just try to eat some of it to yes. some people. <laughs> yeah, he's like John Madden. He doesn't like to fly. Yeah, he, he goes by sea monster. It's again. Then you have, and out of nowhere, I'm like, wait a second now. This is weird. Where did this... I didn't even know that there was going to be a rocket with the sun. Yeah. Why do you have to be on an oil rig? I, it, it, well, it's out in the ocean away crazy. from the city. Yes, and then I understand that. To, to save the people... Like, I don't know, the ocean and the oil, everybody involved, yeah. it's got a rocket. But, but the again, thing is, I, it flies up, and the sun never explodes. No. The no. rocket explodes out of nowhere, yeah. And the Dawn Patrol get away with the freaking sun. And it, yeah, well, it's no seems problem. Like, it's all, yeah, it seems like when they tether on to the thing that is the sun, then the rocket explodes because of that. No idea. And, yeah, and then they have the thing. Yeah, you have an unstable sun, and the rocket that it's on just explodes right under it. <laughs> nothing happens. And all of a sudden, there is no flaring or anything. The thing's fine. It's just in a, in a thing, in a case. And then... The rest of the Dawn come in, like, oh, all right, yeah. Fuck hey, you, Ukar. thanks for that. And, and Scotty beams them the fuck up. 
Yeah. What, what happened? They're no all gone now. They all beam away. Now, <laughs> they're like, what happened? So you have the re- all that's remaining is Ukar and those people that used to be in the quote-unquote Gotham prison that were these normal people that yeah. went underground because nobody accepts them. Uh, they're the still crim- underground? They're still criminals to me, Eric. They should be arrested right now. Uh, then it's so great because then Aquaman steps in and says, Ukar, you know what? you got to start listening and trusting people. <laughs> Who is he going to trust now? <laughs> he had the, the Dawn Command just stole the son that he his needed. His people fucked yeah, him yeah, over. His people that he has led just went and beamed away, and he's going to trust people now? I think he should have just slapped Aquaman. Then, then you know. What did what I call you for? What happens with Aquaman then? Nothing. I don't know. He's <laughs> just gone. just leave? And then you get the whole thing. Gordon- that's, my, that's my favorite part at the end here is where uh, for some reason like this thing explodes and then there's robot Batman and Superman just on two platforms yeah, in the ocean. Yeah, like these platforms and you look up and there's Lucius and Ukar shaking hands yep. with Aquaman standing there. And then but the, you- the thing is because uh, Superman and Batman are on these just two floating platforms yeah. and I imagine though they're they like, look uh, like rocks. They look like two big rocks. I don't know how they're floating, but Gordon gives Superman the business. Stay out of Gotham. But as they're talking, I just imagine he's trying to kick Superman's (laughs) platform away so he can get away from him. Because at the end, he's like moving backwards towards the city. And then I want to say that right after this, he goes half out and starts kicking with his feet to get to the city. (laughs) And then Superman's like going the other way. I don't know what he's doing. But yeah, basically, he, he kicks Superman out of Gotham. Yeah. And I thought that was nonsense. I thought that that was just a way to uh, get him the hell out. And it's funny, too, because later, Superman didn't leave Gotham No, yet. he did not. He goes to see, and I don't know, do you get the idea, because this is a callback to the first issue. Yeah, I really dig it. And do you get the idea that Superman was not really going, maybe, to the, he's like, I have to talk to somebody else, but I like that he goes to this park. To me, I would have liked to have thought that he was just going to go there and sit down and be like, man, I miss my buddy. I miss my friend, you know, I wish that, and he goes there, and there's Bruce there. Sitting on the have, park bench, and just they like have the first an ex- issue. Yeah, and they have an exact opposite deal, where at the point, Batman was the cynical jerk who thought that kids should uh, protect themselves, or deal with themselves, right? Yeah. That you let them fight. If they kill each other, that's the way it goes, that's how you become a man. And this, he is the change guy because obviously the Dionysian. He's a soccer dad. And he's like, hey, everybody, you got to get along. Let's get the do. And it's the same thing where he's like, I'm, uh, you know, Mr. Clark. What what does he say his first name is? John Clark. John Clark. Hey, I'm John Clark. They shake hands. Uh, Though he does say, like, the Bruce Wayne that I used to know. And that kind of felt weird to me. Like I, I don't know. I like face. this, actually, except for the thing. He's like, I'm John Clark. No, I saw you on the news. You're Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. Get the fuck out of here, like, John you know, Clark. And, Why and even again, bother? And again, that's the thing. Yeah, Super, uh, Batman may not be, or uh, Bruce may not be Batman now. He, he's a smart fella. Yeah. You know he, what I mean? He's I'm sure he dumb. watches the news. Yeah, I'm sure that he knows exactly who he is, and it's just kind of weird. I didn't like the art in that. You said that you didn't mind I, it. I like it, actually. I didn't like it. There's a part with the kid with the soccer ball that just seemed way off to me. I just really really like the way Bruce looks sitting on that bench in the first panel. Like a badass. Like a badass. Yeah, he's just – and you know what else, too? He actually, at that very beginning, he looks very relaxed. He looks like he – you know, I get the idea. They're like – he likes the way he is, and I think that that's kind of how Superman or Clark kind of leaves there, where he actually should in his mind – 
think, you know what? This is a better Bruce. Damn because right. before Bruce was so cynical when and, we had the same scene before where he thought everybody like the, the, the fittest survived, you know, the survival of the fittest. And, and you have to be hard to, to win. And now he is a better guy. Uh, but, yeah, he goes off. And then the, the issue ends in Alabama. Hold on, man. Fuck yeah. that noise. Okay. I don't. I like that it's a callback to issue one, but like I said earlier, I do not like Jay Lee's art. He did issue one. Yeah. I can see more of this park from this art. This thing needs to be shut the fuck down and paved over. This is no reason this should be a kid's park. Yeah. It is terrifying. Yeah, yeah it looks weird. Uh, again, though, I think that that was like at the beginning. Yeah. When Bruce is sitting, when uh, when uh, Clark walks away, he looks like an evil like uh, king. Yeah. Right, he's sitting there with the crazy thing Look, in there. Yeah. Bench. There's that bench weird... is evil. Oh, yeah, there's that. There's all this. It looks like it's in the middle of a graveyard. <laughs> right, that's Bruce. That's Bruce for you, my friend. But then it ends. And again, I said to you, it looks like that is Howard Porter's art at the end again. So right. maybe he'll do all the uh, epilogues. Maybe. Uh, the, and I'm telling you, how much I didn't like that last issue with uh, Action Comics. This is uh, incredible. Oh, this yeah. This is awesome. And uh, you get the idea that Alabama is the place where all evil goes to live. <laughs> and you have Wrath again. And I'm, again, I'm like, oh, okay. And I wish I would have read this in the order that we're doing it tonight, action, and then this. Yeah, because like you I have did. Wrath then. And you're like, oh, did you steal the sun? And do you get the idea that she, she's in control, right? Yes. And, but Vandal Savage, that's the big reveal. It's Vandal Savage. Of course I am. I'm, I'm Vandal Savage. Yeah, the, the freaking the, uh, underdwellers have freaking Aquaman coming in, and then Vandal Savage, they got everybody's phone number. So good. And I'm like, holy shit, you know what? Of anything that I bitched about, uh, about Action Comics, and even this issue, which I think is nonsense, uh, the ending's awesome. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, now, this are looks we like calling, a lot of fun. Are we calling story over continuity? Because the last time I remember us seeing Vandal Savage was in the Pandora comic. No, the Pandora comic. That was a great comic, wasn't it? I, it had its moments. Yeah, I know. You liked it. I, I And in fact, that was before the podcast, and I did not read it. I and it got, it got good at the end, but um, it, the last issue wasn't very good, but it, got, it started getting good. But, but anyway... Ever since Forever Evil, when uh, Vandal Savage was playing with Pandora's box. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. No, like, at Forever, he tried to open the box, and it actually affected him. It, it made him, like, um, feel bad for all the terrible yeah. things he's done in his long, long life. And he hated Pandora for that, and he was actually going to take revenge against her. He was just going around killing people, trying to feel like the badass he once was, because this box really fucked his mind up. Yeah, it usually and does, that box. The last thing we saw was Giganta backhanding him into the freaking river. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, out of, as in Baltimore. Okay. So now like, he's was, in Alabama. I'm saying, though, I he don't went know to if the ocean. He went down. Yeah, it's, it's story over continuity. It's, uh, again, a lot of times I think that when these books end, Pandora ended, and it all, it's all up for grabs now. And, now we've got know, you're badass make, Vandal Savage again. You're not going to call back to, uh, like, man, I, I haven't been the same since I got knocked into that river in that book that only 8,000 people read. Well, I don't know. I want to say there is. I'm totally going to be disproven as the story goes on. But Vandal Savage is there because he's working with Wrath because he wants to get his wrathfulness back, his his rage, his negativity, the person he once was. But even there, he seems like already he's like gloating, and a few thousand years of planning always pays off. It's, you know, standard uh, Vandal Savage. Almost called him Randall Savage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, the typical uh, Vandal Savage, which is odd. That we don't get a lot of Vandal Savage, and yet this week we're going to talk about him twice because he's in JLU later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I love Vandal Savage. So do I. I'm a big fan. 
And I'm telling you, just a little sneak peek, I loved him in JLU that we'll talk about later. But, yeah, that's the, that's the end of our first section of books, which I was afraid was going to come off uh, very negative. Maybe it has. Uh, I hope that people don't, you know, we're not kowtowing, well, Eric, I said. I gave it a 4.7 out of 10. I would have given it a 5. Yeah. It's, I, I wanted, in my mind, I was a little more angry. I didn't, uh, 5 seemed to be a little too high for me, though I did like the art. Yeah, um, but especially yet, at the end. Too many things happened that didn't make much sense. Oh, I agree. And a lot of stretches in, in uh, I don't know, sanity. I'm like, why did this happen and this happens? It just seemed to be the means to an end to get to that end. And I, again, I was led to believe personally that this truth story was a big deal. And now I don't think so. No, I not at all. It was just another arc. I, I thought it was an event. When you have four books doing the story. The truth. You would think that it meant more. And again, I really didn't get anything of the truth. I'm telling except you, that all these books for all these months set up. Yeah, yeah, it was that this true story seemed to all be set up. And I, like I said, I even said to you, besides, you know, I can go and look at solicits and whatnot, but usually in these things, you get an idea of how long it's going to be. And I think when it first thing I even said to you that originally before all the solicits came out, they gave you the generic like it's going to be a long time. Uh, Really? Uh, What? You know, I I wanted I wanted it to end where we get more of uh, Superman. Like something, I don't know, maybe he, that when that sun explodes and it ends with him, like all of a sudden his eyes turn, like something where if you're going to have no powers, this is the problem with, I think, with this whole thing anyway, is that his powers have come back and forth in these books so often that there's not one power that you could point out that if it would happen, like say he was so depowered, no powers, and at the right. end of Batman Superman, he, the sun explodes, he's there, uh, Gordon comes over to him like, I told you you were going to mess things up. And Superman turns to him and his eyes are glowing red. Right. And you're like, holy shit, he's got well, his powers back. We already had that, any. though. We had that in Superman Wonder Woman but when I'm, he went to the White that's House. That's what I'm saying. But that's the problem with this arc. That's exactly what I'm saying. You've had it too many times. Yeah. At points, he's getting punched by Aquaman and he's, he's barely getting cut. And then so there's no like big thing to me that will point out, holy shit, he's back. And you don't get that enough. Obviously, you don't get that in the story. And we even said that with Batman Superman, he sh- or not uh, Superman Wonder Woman. He shows up at the White House. He's mad. His eyes are glowing red. And, Which I love uh, to see, but it doesn't make sense yeah, for Superman. Yeah, it was an awesome look. But, yeah, you're like, wait a second. I thought every time he does something in these books, it makes me like, what? what's going on? I, I thought <laughs> he was depowered. Or is he depowered? Is he non-powered? It's such a gray area of what's going on. It's never been spelled out in the books. And they should have went with at least one of these books. Like we said, the last one in his depowerment seems to be Superman Wonder Woman. Right. Have him with no powers. Don't have him eyes glowing. Have him nothing. And that book is dealing with that enough where he's... Well, I'm uh, saying, though, if that's the progression of the story, that is the last one. At yeah. that point, maybe he's, his powers are coming more to, like, to the surface. Yeah, but again, they don't spell it out. And that no, is, not at all. The whole story is him dealing with how... This is all he speculation. And he doesn't... In, in Superman Wonder Woman, he's dealing with the idea that I don't want to be a burden to these other people. I am putting Wonder Woman at risk because I don't have my powers. Like that badass I, angel but, yeah. episode in season one, right? Yeah, yeah, like you said. And... and uh, I want to be Superman. I want to do things Superman way, but I don't have the powers anymore. But go all out. Don't, in that book, no powers. 
And again, you almost have that because you have Wonder Woman flying him around. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking, he's so so upset. I think that now you know how Batman yeah, feels. Yeah, uh, but they they never like everything we said before. I mentioned earlier, they never go full out uh, anymore in DC. They want to have the story where Superman has his identity taken away and no powers, but yet they won't do that. His powers keep coming back because they need to in a story, and yeah. I, I don't like it. Uh, it. It upsets me, and I'm telling you. These uh, these true stories, the first two that ended. Also, why not end it in order? Why we already said Superman, the main Superman book, is the first book in this progression, this uh, timeline. Why not get them know, in are, order? Are they being clever? I mean, like, oh, this is gonna be cool because we're gonna have the last story first, and then, yeah, you know, I, I don't. I just or the think first story, just, last they, minute, they but... didn't think it out. I, I get the idea. A lot of these things have happened where they they don't think things fully through. They got these people are gonna do the story. Okay, go off on your own. And the, uh, the other thing is that at least you get the ending with Wrath, and maybe that is because. Uh, Greg Pak wrote both of these. He did right. action comics, and now who knows what's going to happen. Like I said, it wouldn't make sense to me if she showed up in uh, Superman because she doesn't show up until no, great. the last she should, issue. I'm talking about yeah. like, uh, the shadow monsters. I'm telling yeah. you. The last, oh, yeah, no, the, I think that's how it, if it doesn't end, end with that. With yeah. the sneak peek. It should end up the sneak peek that was action comics sneak peek, but that's how it should end. Yes. It should end with him heading off to the Fortress of Solitude and getting attacked by the shadow monsters. Yes. And that'd be great. Even if he just said at the end, I'm going to go off to, uh, I'm gonna fortress, go off to yeah. the fortress. And then they show I need, like, out. I need to have my body examined yeah. or And they shit. show out in the wild uh, some shadow monsters there. And you're that's like, you oh, need. shit, that's what's going to happen. But, yeah, I don't know. But, well, how yeah. do you think Hoarder's going to be playing into the shadow yeah, monsters? That's what part. I'm saying. Who knows? Hoarder. It's freaking nonsense. Uh, I can't wait. I really do not like that. Superman. No. Uh, and I like, I love Greg Pak's action comics oh, yeah. up until... Like all these forced uh, stories that he's been in, uh, but his beginning of the run was awesome. Action and, Comics uh, has been the strongest of the truth run. Yeah, uh, but yet, and Batman Superman, I think because he's doing two, this was like his goofy one, and we'll right. make it funny and, and crazy, but it ended up getting too crazy. You know what else is crazier? So, me and you talking so much that we have to get involved in Ryan Clark's other side segment. <laughs> we we can't secret. leave things alone. We cannot leave things alone, Eric. Oh, actually, I didn't say that. Uh, I hear that the other side segment from uh, Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark this week uh-huh. is going to have two sexy guest stars. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I'm going to want to check that out. It's a surprise, and they, they're very sexy. Uh, the one seems to uh, talk a lot, and one mentioned something at one point, and there's no reaction. Maybe laugh. Mouth. I can't wait to hear that. Wait till you hear this, guys. When Eric Eric comes up with a poignant point. Oh yeah, just give it all away right now. Come on. <laughs> it so Don't let anybody have any. I fun. just love it. It was so funny. But yeah, we're gonna pass it over to Ryan Clark and his two sexy ass partners. Bunch of jerks. Take it away, Ryan. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another weekly edition of The Other Side. This is actually installment number 30. Big milestone here, so we're going to do it live. Do it milestone? Live. 30? That's right. Milestone. I would say 30 is a milestone. Uh, yeah. Talk to Eric. Everything's a milestone. <laughs> 30 30's good. And the fact that it's 30 and live, yes. I thought I'd do it. Live. Um, and uh, since it's on your guys' podcast and not mine, we're going to make this the other side after dark. After dark. I'm going to swear. I'm going to swear. I don't. 
I don't, I, I, I don't have to ever check the explicit box because I don't ever have to worry about me saying something I'm not going to catch and edit out later. Is your podcast so explicit? Hard. No, not you, at all. You have it non-explicit. No, I, I do not swear. I made a uh, claim to Eric that at the beginning of ours we were going to be non-explicit, and that lasted I, like two seconds. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would never expect you guys to go not explicit. Yeah, so no. Tonight we're going to fucking do it live. Jesus yeah. Christ, Fuck oh my goodness. Dirty. There we go. That's right. What are we? Got uh, what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> this week, I'm going to talk about, and this is a mouthful here. Yes. Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Star Wars Shattered Empire, number one of four. Holy moly! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, written by Greg Rucka, with art by Marco Cicchetto, and colors by Andres Mosa. The main cover is by Phil Noto, but I was able to get my hands on the one in twenty-five hyperspace incentive variant. Is that, that the one does- you wanted? Yes, Did that's oh, so good. And yeah. I and I and I went looking because since I'm doing this, I wanted to get my credits right. Mm-hmm. And there's no, it's not attributed to anyone. Oh, really? Yeah. I so, did. It. Yeah, that's right. America's sweetheart, Eric, Eric Shea, Shea, cover did. artist for Marvel Comics. I'm a talented <laughs> fellow. <laughs> You're a writist. Man, yeah. man of, a man of many talents. Yes. So. uh this is a weird, before you start, because I said to you earlier, this is just going to be your normal segment, and then we're going right. to chime in, but it, right. it is kind of a callback to the second episode of That's the right. podcast the, that never the, went up. The, the episode that, that dare not speak its name. Well, it, it ended, it was on the site, but then we never put it up. I, I don't know why we decided not to put that on I, uh, and iTunes. I, I always kind of wondered, too, because it would make sense to add when you finally did episode three and put yeah. it up on iTunes to load all three at once. Yeah, I actually, I think that uh, after this, maybe we'll put up there. It's three like up a, there? Make it, make three it be is, special. Yes. Yeah, I think we're going to have a special edition. <laughs> I think or, the only thing I it, had issues like with... like save it and take a week off. Later. Yes, I had <laughs> issues. Be, I think we had a little bit of a, a technical difficulties, if I remember, but I don't, I don't really remember. I don't know. We I, always, me and Eric always had a... Um, a bit of a joke for the podcast that we were actually going to start the podcast at episode four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of a callback to Star Wars and yes. um, kind of do that and see if anybody would call us on it and say, where's the others and what we did because we put it at three. I think one person. Asked. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, and I, I did something similar to that for the fourth episode of the brightest daycare podcast. Okay. I titled it Renewed Hope. Nice. Nice. So, uh, tip of the hat. Thank yes. you very much. Um, <laughs> but I'll go ahead and get, in, get into some talking here, and uh, you guys can jump in with your tomfoolery and nonsense whenever you feel like. All right. Now, this book takes place uh, starting out during Luke's time aboard the second Death Star, uh, but is actually shown from the perspective of the rogue pilots fending off Imperial forces waiting for the Death Star shields to drop. And we are treated to a nice uh, collage splash page there first that shows Luke and Vader with their sabers locked, along with Han and Chewie, and who I think we end up finding out to be Kess Dameron, arming themselves for the fight to come. Now, is that a name I should know right off the bat? I, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I had to do a little a little digging. But again, I was doing this, and I'm like, I, I, it all made sense, and it flowed. And when I found out that he was on whatever, the patrol team, yeah, and the that Pathfinder, and yeah, Pathfinder Lieutenant Dameron, mm-hmm. that I, I put two and two together and went back and did some searching. But yeah, at this point, I don't think anybody would go that 
Because like that. Jim and I were talking about this earlier in the week when we were talking about doing this, and I was like, we read the book, mm -hmm. and I was like, are we supposed to know who these characters are? Like, do people are they already in the know coming in the Force Awakens that these like characters are going to mean something? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I no. it was just a very I, odd coming into these characters yeah. out of nowhere. Those first couple pages, I did not know who was who because then on the next page, we're introduced to Shara Bay, mm -hmm. who's a pretty fierce pilot in those early sequences. Oh yeah. Uh, and then she moves to intercept the Imperial shuttle. Uh, at this point, she assumes it's filled with fleeing moths and whatnot, <laughs> uh, you know, leaving the, the vanquished Death Star, which we then find out. But we, as people who have seen Jedi, know that it contains Luke Skywalker and uh, his father's yeah. remains. Did you, did you think it was weird that then the, the uh, stormtroopers started firing on it? The TIE Fighters. The TIE Fighters. Did, that, did it you? was odd. I didn't, I didn't, and it may not have been that they actually really were. Yeah. It could have just been that the shuttle was caught in the crossfire. Yeah. Because all we really know for sure was that the Rebels were going to fire on it. Yeah, yeah. The other thing, that the first page, like you said, you, mm -hmm. have, um, you have Luke and, and Darth fighting. Mm -hmm. Actually, what's weird to me, that... And it's not a, a it's a it's a splash page, but that mm -hmm. part with Luke and, and Darth, I think, is the worst part of the whole. The art of that, I think, is all. No, I agree with you on that. I do not the like the art. The rest of the book looks amazing. Yeah, the the positioning it's so of the weird. characters is is. I don't think Luke is bending in a way that I don't think a normal man can. Well, and, and and they're also like rubbing their elbows. Yeah, the and together. elbows and knees. Mm. It looks and then you guys never it, did that with your fathers. And, no. <laughs> Yeah, let's I, not get into that. Yeah. Maybe with your father, I, don't I miss my daddy. <laughs> I want to rub somebody's elbow? But no, it it again. That's like to me. That is the f the first thing. Obviously, it's the first thing you see, and mm -hmm. it's supposed to like to me. That's like a big. It's huge, mm -hmm. and to have that, it seems like such a like an afterthought. Like it's, yeah, it's so weird. Now, now looking at that, I see what you're saying with that, but I still and what I picked out and really mm -hmm. liked was. The crackle at the base of oh, the lightsaber. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I think that's and, awesome. And the yeah. detail that they put into the emperor on his throne. Yep. He's I thought that. There. He, I like mean, he's that, being cuckolded it, in the back. He's just watching as it all goes he's on. Watching, I, I don't he's know watching what's going this father-son oh, elbow yeah. rub party. He's, he's a weird guy. It's like <laughs> I want you two to rub good. Give it, oh, give it yes. to your desires. Oh, it's the rub worst. his elbow with your elbow. <laughs> now, you're start, now this, this, go, this yeah. is after dark. Holy moly! Now this might be I told it, no, this pulling no punches. Yes, this just might be nitpicking. But when the Imperial sh uh, ship comes out with Luke and Vader on it, did it seem a little too soon from where we just were? The the shields like are down, and then they just come out. Yeah, but I feel like it also kind of has that break. All right. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. As as we go on, you're going to mention it. Mm -hmm. Um. They really do like the time flows in a very fast pace. Yeah, right. all and, of a sudden you're there. And it is chopped up quite yeah. a bit. And they, I, I actually like that. I don't really need to see the Millennium mm -hmm. Falcon in the the second. Yeah, no. I, I don't need that. I know. I kind of like happens. to see it though. Yeah, but, it's <laughs> but like all of a sudden like... you see the Millennium Falcon, then the next thing it's done. And it, yeah, and that's what I like. I like I that did they're too. like. Hey, hey, this is what's coming. Guess yep. what? Fuck you. No, yep. it's not. They're like, no, and you know what? That's not important here. You know what? No, it's yeah. not because this is trying to make you get emotionally invested in Kes Dameron yeah, I was gonna say, and Shara Bay. That right away, if you didn't realize before the first couple pages now, you, you definitely realize, okay, this is not a Han and Lando story. This no, isn't not at all. This is the, like you said. 
whatever the hell their name was. Yeah, oh, yeah, I still don't know off the top of my head. Shara yeah, and Poe. It's just because yeah, I'm yeah. looking at it and I had to type it no, in. Like, and again, it, it's. Uh, we'll talk about at the end about what we thought, but that it actually the first time through it threw me off because mm-hmm. I really I expected a Han and yeah. Luke. I actually thought they'd have the the pyre there burning. The oh, you see the the freaking Yoda and the Anakin ghost, yeah. the ghost, and then Luke's but, like, okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start a Jedi Academy. I'll see you guys, and he'd <laughs> go off, and then Han's like, hey, let's go, Leia, let's go make some babies. Yep, exactly. We didn't get that though. Um, but then after we see the Millennium Falcon for that one panel, mm-hmm. which looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks awesome. Expertly rendered. We see the, the rebel forces on the moon of Endor in celebration. Yep. And that's yep, when yep. Shara, yep. Yeah. And that's when Shara introduces the reader to Kest Dameron, yep. her husband, because they, they make that very well known. Yeah. Un- and- unfortunately for Lando. <laughs> yeah. Lando- which, oh, I love that. And that's, yeah. I mentioned that. Why well, hello there. Right, yeah, right before that, we see Chewie, Han, and Lando, yep. all of them being very accurate versions of yep. themselves in Chewie, Han, and Lando, interacting with Shara, and seeing Lando being extra Oh, my spooky. God. All of a sudden, he's talking to Han, oh, they're talking he's... about the Millennium Falcon, about, oh, it's not that. And mm-hmm. then the minute mm-hmm. he sees her, that, oh, was that smile flying. Like it's, that. Like, it's like he could smell it. Oh, yeah. And then the best, too, I like uh, Chewie. Can I interest Chewie you in a Colt 45? Chewie thinks he's in the back. He thinks he's Henry VIII with that point. Yeah. I'd like to say it's a turkey leg, but who knows what's on no, Endor. No, it's a stormtrooper leg. Yeah, I thought so, too. Or, or a, a Ewok. little ghost Ewok. <laughs> wicked. But, yeah, I, I, and I, I wrote this down that I honestly half expected to see to see him, like, before he asks her, her uh, call sign. Mm-hmm. Right. For him to actually go, well, well, well. <laughs> well, well. Are you from you Tennessee? <laughs> That's what I saw, no matter what it says in the book. Yeah. Do you, do you are, work uh, at Subway? Like, are, uh, are you from Tatooine? Because <laughs> I'd the like only... to be Tatooine dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, that would have been good. And that would have fit just as well. And then all of a sudden, Lobot in the background would be freaking (laughs) slicing. He's a cutter now because he's so upset that Lando Love me, Lando. (laughs) Please, Lando. Never talk to me that way. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You only like me when everybody goes to bed. That's what we need more of, Lobot. Yeah. Speaking of going to bed, the scene with Han and Lando gets followed up with a little, little sexy time. Yeah. Which was Hot was tail. interesting to see. I mean, that could be you know the Poe Dameron conception moment. Yep. And again, they they mentioned a couple times in the thing about you know oh we're gonna go and find a nice planet mm-hmm. and you know. Well, he said, and I actually mentioned that specifically um, that uh, I really liked that um, they're in the middle of uh, they've found out that the. Past the destruction of the Death Star, the Empire's forces are in shambles. Mm-hmm. And also after the death of Darth Vader and the Emperor, which is a huge blow. Like, oh, yeah. That's major. That there is still, and, and at least on Endor, there's still a faction of Imperial troops dug in on the yeah. far side of the moon. And Han and Shara and uh, Kess yeah. are, are the, the main... Um, 
along with a couple of Ewoks, which is yeah, nice I, that they're included. I don't it's know. Dumb, uh, to me, but... it's ridiculous. They're <laughs> touching all the controls. And, like, how how Why effective they are they them? tactically? I don't in, know. I saw them take out an ATST pretty handily. Yeah. yeah, but are there any are there any whole trees? Two on big logs. All over the moon, man. They're they all set up waiting. They should drums on the stormtroopers' heads at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually... That's one of the things that bothered me a bit was that, and it's such a, a small thing. Why mm. would they? Why would they take them? There's no reason you would. No, there them. isn't. Get over here. The lay of the land, maybe. I don't know, but you no. can't understand them. Yeah, yeah, they they really don't seem to know what they're saying. Uh, so they're they're just furry Jawas here. Yeah, but in the beginning yeah. part here, before the lovemaking, though, I thought every character was on point. But then uh, I want to say is like right after the lovemaking when Shara. Uh, huh? I think you're going to say that when Shara. Well, when they're leaving, though, and uh, the husband calls her babe. Actually, I th- like I said, actually, she says it. She, she says sa- it? Yeah, right. she says, like, what he would say. And she, it, that really bothers me. It was like, where did Star Wars people start calling each other babe? Yeah. Uh, at, at the point, Shara kind of says, like, oh, oh there you go, the guy who's... run together. Yeah, it, what's that? Wasn't it? I thought it was when she's, like... Yeah, Mr. Find a yeah, Nice Planet. That's when it build is. It. She's like, oh, find a nice yeah, Planet. Right to the end. Yeah. 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 Oh, right, yeah. right. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was a little off, too, there. But yeah, that's at the very end when they but, go in. But also, like, as far as for. She's obviously just talking to herself at that yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it makes sense. But yes, the babe. Yeah. At least it wasn't Dude. Bay. Yeah. Ooh. My sister does it all the time. I fucking hate it. Or bra. Ugh. Bra. <laughs> but, uh, but right before that. But right before that, I really loved uh, when they're when they're in the middle of the strike moment. Uh, you know, the the spear tip is headed, and it's a really human moment between Kess and Shara, mm-hmm. where Kess says what he refer- what she referenced to before, yeah. where he's like, "I was thinking we'd find a nice planet and build a house," yep. and she goes, "Heck of a time to tell me." It just kind of <laughs> had that same sort of like early Han and Leia like, yeah. and yeah. what I said, what I've said from the beginning about how. Harrison Ford needs to play Han Solo is to be be gruff and 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 you know kind of a keep his distance tough guy. Mm-hmm. But Just when be he Harrison says Ford. <laughs> but when he says those things and he's kind of being a dick, yeah. yeah, that he has to have that twinkle. Yeah. Because uh, just like in Empire, when she says "I love you," yeah, he doesn't yeah. say he doesn't say "bitch, I know." Yeah. That's says, what Lando would have said. Shut up, baby, I know. Like, Bring me that Colt 45. I know what you mean. Actually, be great. It's, he just goes, ew, gross. Ew. Like, um, you know me and Lobot are a thing, right? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, uh, we're speaking of Han. The, I have a huge, huge problem with one line in this whole comic, and it's not Babe. It's when Han starts talking and calls the Stormtroopers Bucketheads. And the reason I... You've never heard him say that. I've never heard that term in any of the up All of a sudden, this is the term he's going to use for that. It just it seemed very odd to me. It seemed out of place. Uh, I don't know if, if it bothered you at all, but it really, I, I'm telling you, it threw me off. We were talking about that part earlier, and I said to him, "It's like because we see in the book the Pathfinders, like they first say the Bucketheads thing, and then later on Han says it himself." I was like, "You know how it is. You're hanging out with different friends, and you usually That's do. They're right. using That's words." Right. I'm telling yeah. you, but the Han is the type of guy. And all of a sudden, you call a nerf herder a nerf herder yeah, to their face, and you're yeah. like, "Oh shit! I just stepped in it now." <laughs> What's up, a nerf herder? He doesn't like, seem no, you to don't be that, that kind of guy, that. though. That's our word. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't seem to be a kind of guy who picks up slang from other people. 
Though also, I, I think I'd call out. I, 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 it really bothers me too. If I was a soldier in this in the Rebel Alliance, that Lando's a general would would freaking piss me off. <laughs> yeah. What the yeah, hell is that. he a general for? Well, I mean, he does come with a lot of resources. Yes, he being, does. But being still, the leader of Cloud City, yeah, you can buy yeah. your so, way in, buying that's favors. Right. That's right. He just bought his Son stripes. Of a bitch. <laughs> um, oh, yes. But I really liked uh, the final battle scenes after the Buckethead moment. It was badass. I thought I thought that those really um, flowed well. They looked very cinematic, which I liked. Um, more so than the opening space battle, which felt a little clunky. I mentioned that to you, Jim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the opening scenes felt, and it might have just been reading it that first time through, having the pa- the, the pacing feel yeah. kind of chopped. Mm-hmm. That could have been it. And then um, when we get the the reveal on the last page with uh, Kess, Han, and Chewie exiting the conquered rebel base, and Shara's all like, you guys were in there a while. And, and that's when we find out that there's a bigger threat looming, yeah. where Han talks about there was a lot of comms traffic and plans to get through. Yep. And we get the uh, Han classic line, where I actually heard it in the young Harrison Ford voice where he says, it ain't over. He says, it's not over yet. But I imagined it being like, it ain't over yet, sweetheart. <laughs> like, yes. that's what it should have been. If it was that, I would have been like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it was they, a really cool ending. They consulted Harrison Ford. <laughs> yep. And we're just like, he's like, that's how I would have said it. I was talking to Jim about this earlier, though, because I really liked this comic when I got to the end because I don't know if it's just me being dopey, but... After Jedi, I just I guess I imagine everybody's yub nubbing it up, having a good time. That's right. The war is over. There's no more cleanup. It's all good yeah, from here on out. The, the universe has been saved. You're yeah. well. Yeah. Let's let's all go make babies and raise new Jedi's and we'll just. <laughs> now there's still legs. a lot of shit to do, and I'm actually I'm really interested in the rest of the series after at the end of this book. Yeah, I think too. it I think it could be really interesting now, and I do think it it actually. Um, allows for a lot of the sort of connective tissue between Jedi and The Force Awakens to be put together. I I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked that the story felt very natural to kind of pick up in that third act of Return of Jedi. Um, I enjoyed the art for the most part. Like we said, there were a few points here and there. I really Um, dug it. I, I really thought that there was a lot of time and effort put into the likenesses of the characters which I really appreciate. Like that last page. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. Chewie looks a little confused in that last page, doesn't he? (laughs) Well, you know. He's thinking to himself, wasn't the war over? Come on, guys. He's like, why did I I have to put my turkey leg down and pick up my forecaster again? But yeah, uh, I'll tell you, like, well, you you liked it then, Ryan, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Overall, I would, and I I do say it uh, going forward, that, um, you know, uh, that this basically like all of the new Marvel star Wars b- books has a, has an extremely low accessibility hurdle. If you've seen return of the Jedi, then you're primed and ready to go for shattered empire. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen return of the Jedi, then you're obviously a toddler. And I really don't think that this is the <laughs> podcast you would be listening no, to no. or even for when you're an adult. And you ain't got money. Toddler. What you doing at the comic book shop? Yeah, exactly. Right. Go, go home, baby. You're go drunk. home. Sweetheart. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll tell you, I said it before. The only thing that I had an issue with, and I, I picked this up. I, I, what weeks ago, I 
thought, you know what, this would be cool. Have Ryan on. We'll talk about this because the first time you were on live, uh, we did talk about the Star Wars number That's one. Right. And I had no idea what it was about. I really thought that we were going to get a four-part uh, mini that would be something like, um, like I said to Eric, when I went and saw Man of Steel, they, mm. they gave out, um, I think I got issue number one of Superman Unchained, even though yeah. it wasn't, uh, you know, it didn't tie. But I thought that this was going to be a comic that as you go in, they'd even have some of the movie theaters would hand it out. And you'd go, oh, open up. Oh, there's Han. Hey, him and Leia are going and they're going to live on this planet. I really thought it was going to center on them. So when it right. first started, it really did throw me off a bit. And I even said, I went in. Eric didn't read it. I think you actually didn't read it fully till tonight, right? That's right. And I went into work the first time. I'm like, I didn't like it at all. Yeah. And I was like, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I don't even know who these people are. And the, and even like the one point, I, I actually got mad. And we, I'm paging through while we're talking. And there's C-3PO in the one scene on, on Endor. <laughs> and he's just there. And they just go yeah. right by it. And he's I'm like, man, that's what I, I wanted. I wanted those characters. I want those characters right. to get me into Star Wars. Well, the problem is, is that because I don't know much about... Uh, the uh, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I think that I am going to be shocked too. And I, and again, it's not just because I'm a dummy, because I <laughs> am a dummy. Well, but well. I mm-hmm. I have been staying away from a lot of the news because I was yeah, yeah. And what's weird though, I, I mentioned earlier to you when, before we started about going and seeing the original Star Wars in um, mm-hmm. in the theater mm-hmm. when it first came out. And I'm telling you, even then. I didn't go in cold. I had had stickers. Like, there, there was a lot of stuff that came out right before. But I want to go into this with, with as little information as I can get. Yeah. And um, I think that I am going to be shocked in the beginning because I am expecting it's going to be Han shooting people and running around. And, hey, let's, and it's not. There's all these other characters. And I think that's what right. this book is actually setting me up to get that in my thick head that this isn't <laughs> right. Return of the Jedi Part 2. No, yeah, this it, isn't. Yeah. This is going to be the next Star Wars movie. Which needs to be made now, come freaking, on. And uh, freaking Harrison Ford's 110 flying yeah. a biplane around probably right now, crashing. And uh, you know well, what I mean? I, I in my head, we're just going to go, and the, there's young Han again. He's not young anymore. And who knows, you know, they're, obviously they're going to be big parts of the movie, but going forward, it's going to be, a, like you said, about Poe, about these other guys I don't know. Yeah. Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Is that one of them? And, and Ray. <laughs> Ray. Yeah. The girl. I kept saying you, that name you to you earlier in the week, so you remembered me. it. Yeah, you could actually say names to me now, and I'll just agree. Yeah. You're like uh, Whey Protein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy. That guy's pretty cool. But it, ding, again, it's ding, not because Ding I, dong. Yeah, ding oh, dong. Tommy ding dong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, again, it's not because I, I am a huge Star Wars movie fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I can't wait for the movie. Um but I want to go in pretty cold. But this is this actually is a nice way to get me in the the mindset for the movie. Right, I think. because because it's priming you for the movie without giving anything away. They're not like, hey, guess you know you know how Kylo Ren wears a mask and we kind of don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's here's Kylo, Bob, you know, gobbledygook. Yeah, yeah. As a as an eight year old. Yeah, and who even watches his father get his head chopped off yep. and picks up Boba. his helmet with the head still inside. But you know what? That's what's cool about, always has been cool about Star Wars, is that you, you have these stories that you make up. And, you know, I, now I feel like I'm like an eight-year-old again. And I'm like, exactly. I think that Han and Chewie were lovers. And then <laughs> nobody would were. be my friend. Well, and also, like, it also, like, Space my wife brought this up. Hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> or it's hard the and only cold. thing that gets hard. 
Um, but my wife brought up that in the, the Force Awakens trailer, that Chewie still looks very smooth coated. He doesn't look like he ages. Yeah. yeah. So like, what if like when Han first first met up with Chewie, that he's like like a the equivalent of a a thirteen year old Wookiee on the run, and like yeah. technically like. Han is a child abductor. Yeah. Well, I don't know because uh, Chewbacca was in uh, the Revenge of the Sith during the Kashyyyk War, their battle at least. Okay, Eric. Anybody got anything <laughs> yeah. for that? Yeah. But I, I just like, it, like I like itchy. But the fact that nobody through, likes like, itchy. But the fact that through like fifty plus years. Oh yeah. Like that Chewbacca yeah, has barely aged. Like, I think he looks weird. I'm, I'm taking it back to the point where I'm like, what if, like, what if he was a kid, and Han Solo's just like, you're coming with me. You're coming with me, kid. You're, That's what you're Lando fuzzy. does. You're you're fuzzy and warm. You want Let's a turkey go. leg? <laughs> yeah, Lando, geez, Lando just goes around just impregnating the whole universe. He's yep. crazy. You think there'd be more black people in the galaxy yeah. there? Well, and and females. Lando goes, yeah, he would run through every woman in the Star Wars universe in then, a day, and then goes out for a pack of smokes. All right, never to come back, and leaves and leaves a signed eight by ten headshot in oh, a bottle yeah. at Pole Forty Five on the nightstand little, in the like, morning. And the thing, it's him pointing, like winking at him. Oh uh, yes. Please. What I get from all this though is that uh, you're going out on Force <laughs> Friday and buying toys. Here you we better go. not you make see, fun of a yeah. motherfucker buying Imaginex ever that's again. That's right. Eric <laughs> thinks that that's like a win for him that you yep. were out in line to get toys. Well, I but, didn't buy anything for me. Yeah, see, that's what that's the thing though. That <laughs> I, you I have an out. You always me. will have an out. I, you can do whatever I you bought, want with that. Yeah. I bought <laughs> my son the the Chewbacca Nerf bowcaster. Is that cool? It it's really I have this is all being saved. For after the and probably not even this Christmas. No, oh, really. Because he just turned three. Oh, okay. So like, I'm gonna I'm gonna chunk these out over a, a long time. You've already nice. got Christmas taken care of till six years old. Yep. <laughs> I bought I bought the the Star Destroyer Micro Machines playset. Okay. Which looks awesome. That and, sounds awesome. And it's another one that's a for me for for you to my son because yeah. I had a ton of Star Wars Micro Machines. I didn't even know they still made Micro Machines. They just started for the Star Wars ones. I don't know how popular Micro Machines actually had been. Oh, really? Huh. But I know Micro Machines was doing, like, the the bigger scale die-cast vehicles for a while. Okay. So I think that's basically what was keeping them alive. Well, they better bring I, that I, dude I, back, the Micro Machines commercial, then. Yeah, oh, it's man. weird. With my kids, it's more, I'm more into, uh, like, with them, the media stuff. Like, I watch TV shows with them, mm. or I'll do that. They don't really, my kids don't get a lot of toys, so I don't get the out with that to buy the yeah. toys. Plus, I'm cheap. Yes, yeah. very. Well, uh, I still haven't. I want to uh, watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. So good. Oh, you said it was good, and it and looks fun. And, and it's I've not done... appropriate. No, not that, at all. That is not a kid's show. And I assumed it, it wasn't. And my kids watch it. Well, you're uh, <laughs> father of the year, so. Yes, I am. I watched I it am. with my 16-year-old brother last week, and I actually kind of grimaced a bit. I'm like, I don't even know if this is age-appropriate for him. Yeah, ugh, that's that's a, a ringing endorsement. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, my kids, we watched all the Bob's Burgers on Netflix. <laughs> they watch uh, Family uh, or uh, American Dad. Mm-hmm. They watch Great a lot show. of, and then they. I Eric had been talking about Rick and Morty, and I said him in my. I I reviewed Rick and Morty number one, and said in that review, when Eric suggests something, I I stay away. 
<laughs> I don't go to it right away, but I finally started watching. Actually, while I was sick, and I just laid there and um, watched an episode on demand and then watched, like, that awful shit between, you know, after the episode on demand's over the and menu. you see the menu mm-hmm. and the stuff. But yeah. I really enjoyed it, and now I've watched every one. Wow. It, it's That's, really uh, good. That was how I got into watching Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just started with – I basically started watching after – Matt Smith was the doctor. That's a good starting but point. I, but I went back to the beginning and started with Eccleston. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I'm going to start at the beginning of Modern Who. Uh, it was when my kid was like a year or so old and was in daycare and would be sick like a day a week. Yeah, so you just stay and, home a while. And he's, and yeah, he's not old enough to go or do anything. So like, yeah. he'd play in the living room and I'd put Doctor Who on Netflix and just let it roll. And, uh, not the season before last, I got all caught up. Nice, and have been able to watch the uh, Peter Capaldi ones now, as you, they come out. You're a married guy, so you don't need to do this. But if you, if the single guys out there, if you really want to, the eleventh <laughs> hour episode, you put that on when you want to bed down the ladies. Works every mm. time. It does. <laughs> That's what Eric tells me every time. <laughs> Hundred percent of the time, it works. Sixty yes. percent. Yes. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Gets but, them uh, all wet. It's weird. Well, you want to give your plugs? Uh, yeah, I can go ahead and do yeah. that. Uh, you can, as always, every week you can catch me here uh, from now on, probably forever, because I'm sure you'll, in in, you'll be you'll be inundated with hate mail. Oh, like, why didn't you get rid of that brightest daycare guy? <laughs> now you're talking. We like live. Like, yeah, we like Rob. Yeah, yeah, fuck it up. We'll do it live. <laughs> Bring it back to the blue before the end. Yes. But um, I, I'm here every week to do the non-DC Comics review. I spotlight one book here on the podcast. I also have written reviews that I do through my website, brightestdaycare.com. Uh, you can reach out to me via Twitter at BDC Comics. I have pages on Facebook, Google+, and Tumblr. Just search Brightest Daycare, two words. And if you want to reach out to me via email and tell me about how strange it is to hear me swear, because I haven't yeah. done it on... I haven't done it to the internet. I've been in, imagining it for a while now. In, yeah, in yeah, like, in like almost six months. <laughs> so for people that actually pay attention when I come on and don't just go you know, rub one out, somewhere else and yes. let the let the tape roll because that's what i do when i hear your voice that's what yeah. i do as well well and uh, uh you can email me directly <laughs> at brightestdaycare at gmail.com and actually speaking of uh delicious honeyed voices oh yes um reggie has uh agreed to come reggie on to reckless that's right yep. the reggie, reggie has agreed to come on to the brightest daycare podcast and do a segment with me and I'm totally going to put on my deep voice the whole nice. time. Doing, I think Reggie? we're going to do, doing, Reggie? Yeah, that's right. We're going to do good. like a half hour of conversation. Just go back and forth, get and, everybody and all sexed gonna up. Be, everybody's going to be like, I don't know where Ryan ends and Reggie yes. begins. And I'm like, that's going to happen when the mics turn off, too. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of us, get really up, close. I'm mm-hmm. going to throw Eric's mom's uh, hat into the ring there or what whatever the you say for, for the a, uh, for a, uh, for a half, uh, half and half. No, for you, for the. Uh, <laughs> The Moms Read Comics, I'm yes. going to nominate her. But I want to say, I was listening, I said to Eric today, when you were talking about what you need to do to qualify, right. to be, uh, when you were talking about maybe if, if they're in the Peoria area, start yeah. to sound like you might be setting up a dating site. <laughs> so yes. Eric, this is your, this is your Ashley Madison. Ryan's going to get uh, some dates here. You know, 
I, I think I'd make a really good stepdad. That's right. <laughs> anybody has anybody gonna has anybody agreed to meet you to, to do this? Yeah, yeah. I put it up on uh, Craigslist Casual Encounters. Yeah, that's what I thought. I have a I, boop. No, of course, no. Can I? <laughs> I, I was actually going to show up with a wig. <laughs> hey, oh my Ryan. God. I got tricked tricked by Jim. (laughs) That would be so good. (laughs) I was going to say, that's how you two met, right? Yeah, man. I used to drink a lot, and I can't see very well. He can't can't see, and, you know, he doesn't care. Once he gets gets going, he he doesn't look back. Or down. Oh, this this might be getting a little Uh, too too behind the scenes Uh, for the an Eric show. Yep, this was cool though. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I like and uh, if if Dan never comes back now and you guys have a a little bit of a gap to fill in your three and a half hour recording schedule. Three and a half. What are we taking it easy? (laughs) I think this one's going to be five hours again. Well, and that's partially. Partially the fault of uh, this segment because my my usual five minute fare is well, now like an hour. We, me and Eric, can't we can't keep ourselves from yapping. No, and, and but again, that's why I like doing doing what I do because me doing it by myself is so the opposite of what you guys do. Yeah, but if it was me and somebody else, it would go off the rails. Be, just because like look us. at this, we, I I have one page. Of written stuff yeah. for this, and we've been going for yep. almost an hour and a half. Yeah, I That's forgot. What I actually forgot to pull up my notes. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have any notes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, but, but yeah, I guess that's that's the deal. Uh, uh, and in fact, I know you don't give scores for uh, your books when you do them. I I'm going to give a score. Where I would probably give this a seven out of ten. I was going to say seven point five. Yeah, I said eight. Eight. Yeah. Jeez. Not not great. No, but it's a start. It's a, it's the first issue. Okay, Ryan, let's just uh, end this. It's going way too long, but we'll end it with how you always sign off. Until next week, I'll see you on the other side. Boosh. All right, Eric, and that was uh, the other side. <laughs> it was like was the it? other side uh, times five. Seriously. It was very long. I did uh, try to edit it down. Uh, I think when we originally did it, what, was it like an hour and 20 minutes? I think it was two hours and 25 minutes. It was a long, long time. So I edited it down. I think some of the edits are going to be a little off. I'm telling you, I had a problem. We we didn't give ourselves a lot of ins and outs with, no. with a way to edit. So I hope people enjoy it. Uh, we sent his freaking segment off the rails. I'll tell yeah, you, we did. Points, it was all I don't our know fault. what was just I, exactly. I don't know what, what what points were actually the other side and was just us bullshitting, <laughs> talking about sexy stuff in the Star Wars universe. Eric, uh, but yeah, we are uh, now. Like I said, we lift the veil a little. It's Sunday. This is another one that's taking us all weekend to record. Well, I had real life problems yesterday. You is had that real life it? problems. Then last night it was the... late. You were yeah. tired. I just yeah. helped a buddy move yesterday up in Easton. Saturday we uh, or Friday we did the other side with Ryan that we, you just heard or people fast forwarded past. I'm not sure, but uh, that was Friday night and that took longer. We thought that was only going to take about 20 minutes. That took yeah. a long time. Then we did the intro, which we redid yesterday. Though I think I stayed with the first one, Eric, again. We always really? do it. And I, yeah, the first one was better. <laughs> so there's some stuff on the cutting room floor. I actually edited a bunch of things together. This is probably already the most edited podcast we've done. Damn. Um, it's we don't also like to edit little, much. No. Turn the mics on, let it roll. Yep, that's what we do. But when we have these days, that's the problem. We could do it on a Saturday night. Well, we used to. That was a yeah. big thing. And it would take four hours, but we'd just go four hours. Record, done. 
little sections to go to the bathroom, stuff like that. And then I just tidy up the end in the beginning, and off we went. Uh, now with these separate days, it really takes a lot more effort. Well, let's see what happens in the deep. future. Yeah, I think we should get back to uh, maybe all one night. All right, we'll all see you this night. next upcoming we'll week. See. We'll see how it goes there. But, yeah, um, the other thing that I'm going to tell you is we have a lot of books left to talk about, and, boy, it's already a long podcast. <laughs> so this is going to be a long one, but we're going to get right People to like it. People like that shit. Yeah, I know. They seem to. Oh, and uh, also a little shout-out. We talked to Ryan, and we mentioned that on that segment that we had had him on for episode two. And that never went up on iTunes. I screwed. I put it up on iTunes last night. All I right. I put up one and two. So we have the full deal. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to that garbage, I don't even know what that first issue. I think the first episode, you talked a lot about that Russian lady that showed <laughs> oh, up at yeah, your apartment. Oh, my God. That was like the major thing we talked about. And then number two was talking to Ryan about the Star Wars number one that came out from Marvel. But they're both up if anybody gets inspired to listen to that. But. Boy, I don't know how good they are. Yeah, seriously. That's I'm telling we had two podcasts that never made it to yeah, air before cast, that yeah, because before they were so bad. Oh, they were so awful. They were what you think that, I mean, people think that we go on and on. This was like basically us getting the books out and reading them verbatim. <laughs> and then, not, oh, it was the worst. We, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, and now, Eric, we still don't. And we're going to go right to it. What's your first book of this part? We got Earth 2 Society number 4 written by Daniel H. Wilson with art by Jorge Jimenez and Alejandro Sanchez. Yes. Those J's always throw me off. Yes, they do. <laughs> now that Terry Sloan is dead, it's time to hunt down his killer, and right away we realize that Dick Grayson Batman is not the world's greatest detective when he accuses Val Zod of the murder because of a hunch. After learning that Val and Kara broke up because of Terry Sloan, to- because Terry Sloan told Kara that Val figured out how to detonate the fire pits on the original Earth 2, we see Val and Batman become friends and decide to work together to find the killer. Um, this book, I'm telling you, it's, it's so goddamn bad. All my optimism that I had for Earth 2 is completely gone. It's out the window? Completely out the window. Yeah. It, is, it has jumped out the window, stabbed itself seven times, and then Ooh. fucking just opened like, and then pulled I, a grenade I, pin. Actually, what happened, I think, that it got shot a couple times, grew wings, flew up above the city, and then and fell, fell and died. And then fell to its death, yeah. Uh, every episode, we have a book that I, I get so angry with. And I, I, I didn't get really angry about Batman, right? It was more about what surrounded it and stuff yeah. like that. I wasn't really angry. And, in yeah. fact, I liked it more than you. Exactly. This should be the book that I'd go nuts on. And I'm not because, you know what? I don't care. I, yeah. I wrote it. My first thing in my notes. I don't know I, if anybody I, does anymore. Yeah, I put, I just don't care about this book with, like, five exclamation points. <laughs> and I can't even get excited about it. Uh, I think there, uh, Daniel H. Wilson is stuck between in a rock and a hard place, Eric. But uh, he's that the one who created well, that no, power he, place. That's what I was just going to say. He, he is legitimately a guy who has painted himself into a corner here. And the book itself is a book where if you had read World's End, which this leads out of. Yes. You're probably, and Convergence. You're furious. Correct? Yes. And Convergence. You're furious because things aren't what they were. Things don't match up. Chisanga wrote in a mail about it. You talked to me all week about it. If you didn't really read World's End... And you don't have a lot of that background. I read the end of World's End. At the one point, I started reading it, but I didn't read the whole thing. I, I didn't read Earth 2 before this, before the podcast. And I just, I just don't care. Uh, I don't really have an emotion at all about it. I'm reading it, and I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going to set up something else. Everything yeah. is nothing goes forward. It's all a lot of, you did this before, you did this, yeah, and I think that's the problem where, like I said, they're coming out of a book that not a lot of people read, World's End, and Convergence, obviously, people did read, but you're, you're stuck between that, 
Uh, do we have to give people a background? Do we have to? And they're doing kind well, of both and even neither. With, even with that, though, because you want to give a little background the world's end. Yeah, oh, yeah. And plus, also, we have the whole shit with Convergence that went down. But the problem is really his plot device that he created for this book where we, we begin the story a year after they've already settled on this yeah. new world. Yeah. And we have to keep going back because we have to learn new things that happen yeah. within this year. Yeah, it's and like it's they, just getting they, annoying. Yeah, and it's like, okay, we're going to do this, but that's what screwed them. Yeah. Is the, the idea of doing it. And yeah, if you're going to go a year ahead, there's ways of, of easing into a story without having to keep going back. So if you're going to go back this many times, why didn't you just start there? I'm saying that we got World's End to go back to, Convergence to go back to, and now this year. Yeah, I, I think that, I don't know. Other books have had this type of story and yeah. yet they just go forward and it organically you learn things and things not just these you know flashbacks and see and even the when this happens in this uh valzad you find out that he caught the quote-unquote fire pits uh, he detonated the fire yeah, pits back in the original earth two power series. girl realizes or finds out that he was involved with creating them right well, he, he detonated these fire pits yeah. because Terry Sloan said this is going to be a way to save all these people yeah. of Earth. So but it he, also killed like hundreds of thousands but he when was it happened. Do, he, he was forced to do it. Yeah, he was a prisoner thought, at that and, point. And he kind of thought that he was had to do it. He was yeah. doing the right thing kind of. The safety. He's a smart guy. The guy who took him in and gave him a place to live said, hey, could you help me out here? We're working on a project. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, and I, I, when, when Power Girl just gets upset and it just – was there emotions? Reacts- Beyond yeah. belief. There was an overreaction, and myself reading it, I didn't care. Well, I'm saying the thing that Terry Sloan tries to throw at you is that Superman, who like Kara sees as her father, mm-hmm. he died in a fire pit. And it's really weird the way it's described here because Valzad like, uh, figured out how to detonate the fire pits that your father died in. But the thing is, that was a dormant fire pit when Superman died. And the reason Superman died is because it was a Desaad's clone labyrinth of laboratory and shit. And Superman sacrificed his life yeah. to save everybody else you know, from these like uh, clones of the Red Avatar. Yeah, and... I, that all makes that sense nonsense. at that point. But <laughs> here they make it seem that Superman died when they detonated the fire pit. When they the detonated it, like he was in the fire pit and that killed him. No. That's what it seems like they're saying. Yeah, it, that's what it comes off as, but it's not like that at all. I, it just, I don't know. Again, that's a story that I didn't even read, but so that wasn't what got me angry. I just got angry just in general that it, I just don't care. I, I don't. And well, at I this just, point, I don't know. Two writers ago, Earth. I, I, I talk about this every time we talk about Earth yeah. Two. Two writers ago, when James Robinson was on Earth Two, was my favorite series yeah. coming out of DC. And now I don't want anything to do with these characters because they're all awful and they just hurt the memory of the characters that they're originally based again, on. Even when Tom Taylor took over, you liked it though. Tom Taylor, a lot of people uh, claim started going was a little, off the rails, and devil. he was a little heavy-handed and stuff yeah. like that. But who knows what he was told had to lead because it was leading up to to this. Yeah. Not this book itself. I still enjoyed Tom Taylor's like run, but then when World's End began, it all went off the rails. Yeah, he he was off it. He left. And yeah, I don't know. I, I like the art. In the yeah, I, I, I dig Jorge Jimenez's art. Yeah, I, again, even like stuff with Flash, I, it just, everything just, it doesn't interest me at all. This you know what's is, funny to me? All right, think of this. I'm sure that uh, women have broken up with you in the past. They've broken up with me. <laughs> all the time. Did we do the rational thing and create a fucking city for a fucking sad sacks and make a Mount Rushmore out of the I goddamn? I know. Did you see that? It's so. St- he's desperate. I'm like, 
are there are there restraining orders on this new earth there too because be. there he's should like, be i would he's doing that as he's crying and <laughs> actually they're there and it's kind of funny that one of either flash or batman should or dick grace and batman should call him out like what the hell is this dude you are a loser <laughs> oh my goodness I think I really liked Val Zod when he was introduced. He's the new Superman. I dig it. It's a cool new yeah, take. I've yeah. never seen him before, except for, you know, the, the Calvin Ellis of Earth-23, the black Superman yeah. and the president. Yep, um, which we loved as well. Exactly. I like the Superman because I don't know him. He's the son of Zod, and it it's just interesting, really, and I want to yeah. see more of him. Here they just destroy the character. Now he's a sad sack and just makes a city. He wants to be left alone. It took a lot of convincing to get him in the fight in the first place. That part was cool, and I don't care about him anymore. Yeah. Uh, but they introduce they have anarchy there. Yeah, well, I guess. They... <laughs> I just, I'm looking at that now. I'm like, and then there's anarchy. I'm like, I, I really don't care. Well, it's during that freaking, uh, we jump back a year yeah. ahead to yep. find out what happened. It's they've all already, over the place. They've already created Neotropolis. And there's a bomb that goes off. And apparently that's a thing. People are like, you know, some, some people are rabble rousers. They want to blow some shit and up. It looks like there's some people that, yeah, they don't get food. There's, yeah. there's uh, you know, not Shit's as much tough. stuff. Yeah, it's a tough time for some because they're just there and there's too And they're many acting people. out. Yeah. They don't like the new regime. They don't like the way things are being done. No, I can understand people. all it's of that. like but... you and that Batman. There's always people who are going to hate for hate's sake. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> but Kara, Kara and Val, they run to the city because... The goddamn binary star system, which I'm, I'm actually going to pause for what I'm talking about here to talk about this goddamn binary star yeah, system. Yeah, you kind of hinted at it before. But yeah, it's, it's such a, a stupid gimmick. I hate it so much because every Superman writer always complains that Superman is too overpowered to really come up with a great story to make him vulnerable. So everybody has an idea, to wait, like a way to make Superman vulnerable so they can tell the story they want to. Yep. This is here and now, Daniel H. Wilson, whenever he wants to, oh, that red sun just came up. Looks like they don't have powers now. It's going to get, get so annoying. You, it's actually the opposite of what I said earlier for the true story with Superman, where uh, conveniently he got his powers back when he needs them. This yeah. is conveniently the sun comes up. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's no like powers. Back, it's like back in the day with the Green Lantern when uh, he'd lose his charge and then he'd have to figure out a way to fight yeah. it without his, yeah. his yeah. power. and. It just feels like such an old style kind of like trope to throw this in there for some reason. I don't know. It's I've never seen a binary star system story, but I know I hate it already. Except Star Wars. But anyway, they uh, had a binary star on Tatooine. Yeah, didn't make. Well, did did one son make <laughs> was, Luke whinier was, than no. usual? Uh, yeah, that's when he wanted to go to Tashi <laughs> get his power converters. I when I'm looking though, the other the oh, basically all that aside, basically the story starts with Batman accusing Valzad of murder. Yeah. And then ends with them still standing there uh, saying, okay, well, maybe time. it wasn't you. And then the, uh, what's it called? The satellite or whatever crashing coming down. Yeah, it's That's the, it. Nothing it's happened. Ter- it's Terry Sloan's old ship was yeah. hacked and it's going to uh, yeah. collapse into Neotropolis. The Overwatch or whatever. But the Overwatch 1. We were but, talking about anarchy, though. I want to get back to that because... Val and Kara are sitting there and like, this tree reminds me of this tree we buried your father under. Yeah, it kind of does. Boom. Yeah. Oh shit, we gotta get back to the city. We better run. We don't have powers. And they run, and there's a giant crater. People are in the streets, like, the, the ship's engines are gone. I'm sitting there. Were these ships' engines just in the middle of a goddamn yeah, no. street? It, again, though, it, it didn't make sense to yeah, me. Nothing. And uh, do, you, do, you, do you see the thing on the Overwatch one at the very end? Uh-huh. Uh huh. The anarchy symbol. No, no, I didn't yeah, see that. It's actually, like, I don't know if it's burned in. Or if it's uh, spray paint, I don't know how spray paint would be there, but yeah, the anarchy symbol is on the uh, 
the Overwatch one. So they're the ones who are doing Okay, I'm saying that. Even with that, though, Anarchy has done nothing because we have to take the entire issue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why they had that that stupid callback and flashback, and now there's this. But again, nothing happens. So Anarchy's been quiet for a year? Yeah, and somehow they've hacked into the Overwatch one to make it crash into their own city. Because that's where it's headed, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's headed Neotropolis. Yes, and then they're just going to die. But yeah. now, friggin', we, I want to get back to the overreaction because okay. we had Kara when Terry Sloan announced that, like, hey, Val, he's the guy that killed your father, essentially. It's not true, but Kara says it is in her mind. Flips out. Yep. Freaking almost kills herself because of it. She fucking leaves the yeah. ship I mean, and has no powers. Yeah, you to talk Earth. about freaking overreaction. She just jumps out of a spaceship. Yeah. And the only reason that they survived is because of Green Lantern, because they said something like so a throwaway stupid. line. So, oh, we, so it felt stupid. like something green. Yeah, something you green piece of me. shit. What? Yeah, something green. Something and then breaks up with Zod by blasting him with fucking heat vision. Yeah, I don't want to see you no more. Yeah, and then he goes and creates his fucking paradise. Yep, creates a Mount Rushmore. Mount Caramore. I, you know, know what? Even on top of all this, we have the whole detonating fire pits nonsense. Yeah. I want to know, since we saw an Earth 2 in the beginning and then mm-hmm. throughout World's uh, Finest, that Desaad was trapped on Earth 0 this entire time and only got back when Kara and Huntress did. Okay. When did he have time to create his fucking uh, clone labyrinth? He's very quick. Jesus He's Christ. He's a quick worker. Unlike you, Eric, he actually goes to work and, and works. Hey, I go to work every day doesn't and work read my ass Batman Night, Doesn't read Nightfall. Hey, I had all my work done. Suck yes, it. you did. Hey, you're paid for eight hours. You do eight hours of work, I heard. That's so what have... I was told growing up. Yes, instead of this hate you spew uh, on the internet. I think that's pretty much all I have yeah, for fucking I, Earth 2, man. I, um, it's garbage. I put, I don't care about this book, and I had, I didn't read World's End, so the continuity stuff isn't my issue. It's that nothing really happens, and it's all a bunch of nonsense. Well, I talked to Jody about this because he's a big Earth 2 fan as well. Yeah. And he he goes with it. He's like, yeah, it kind of it comes off this way, the way it's presented. But like, he finagles it in his own mind to make it um, make sense. There's, I'm telling you, uh, there's going to be the next book we talk. I kind of finagled something. When you really want to be a fan of something, yeah. and you don't want to admit that it's it's off the rails. You you do that. I'm not saying that Jody's you know doing that, but when you really he really wants to like this book, so yeah. he's going to mold it. Into a way that he can accept and go forward like And it. even with that, his finagling, he, yeah. he told me he would give this a 5 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is one of the, we've talked about it. Uh, Chasang asked us last week what books you wouldn't be reading if you weren't reviewing them or whatever. Yeah, I would have dropped this at this Boy, point. I'm I would done. love for this to be a Flash review. I'd never touch this book. You could, Then you could read it because the Flash reviews, we just leave to the, the guy doing that. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't touch this book. Hey, next month it, it probably will be. Yeah, I, it's really heading that way. And we really thought this was going to be one of those big, important books. It's where I wanted it to go, to be yeah. big and important. I wanted to get towards the society that we all yeah, love, the Justice right. Society of America, but with these characters that are um, yeah. it's recreated younger there. and to a present time. Yeah, it's it's a mess. Three out of ten. I would have given a 3.5. I actually thought that I was being mean saying that. Now I realize I didn't know you gave it a three. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I liked it better than you. 3.5. Uh, the next book I liked uh, a little more than you as well. Justice League United, number 13, written by Jeff Parker, art by Paul Pelletier and Jeremy Cox. 
While I was disappointed with how this series started back in June, I think that this issue taps into the fun that I was hoping when I heard the book would feature rotating roster of characters. The team of Vandal Savage, Batgirl, Robot Man, Stargirl, and Steel is pretty cool, but the Twilight zone story of war being fought out of time has me intrigued. Throw in a more concise explanation of the overall story and guest appearances by Sergeant Rock and Enemy Ace, and I can't see why others, reviewers, and somebody on this podcast didn't like this book as much as I did, Eric. Yeah, I, I really liked it. And again... Uh, the finagling, I'll get it right off the bat. They end up in the town of, what was it, Alcourt, uh, France, where they claim as a town of always in, at war. Which yeah. Again, there's a little wonky history going on in this. But in this, before we go into the, uh, the nitty-gritty, um, there's, it's like a, a, the town that, that war f- forgot or remembered. I don't know. All these wars are being fought, and they spell it out. That each, all at once, throughout, all, all, at all once, the wars but ever only, been there yeah, through, at once at time. It's like splinters of time where there's war in this in this city, World War One, World War Two, future war, whatever. All the, all the other wars we don't know because yes, we're not yes. history majors and, and we didn't um, pay attention in what school. What ends up happening is they realize when they go in, the team realizes when they go in that the wars are fighting amongst themselves. They're not they aren't aware of the other wars. Yes. But yet they know when these characters come in, the team, and fight them and hurt them, it, that is off. Like I said, what you said about Jody, that's what I said. I'll deal with it. Although, but That really threw me off, though, because we have did. all these battles taking place. They don't know about the other wars taking place. They can only see the wars taking place at their own time stream. Yeah. And yet, everybody's attacking our heroes. And how I get the wonky thing, like you said, Jody, I say that because they were in the Zeta Beam at the beginning, somehow that places them a little bit out of time. But even uh, with the Zeta Beam, you can't hurt anybody. No, in the I'm Zeta saying beam. once they leave the Zeta Beam and they go into this, because they are material in the world that everybody can see them. I don't know. Well, going there was just a bad plan there. then. In the yeah. beginning. Well, it is actually the whole thing's a bad plan. They have to go in there. They've already said that everyone who's gone in has, has never returned. So yeah. yeah, it's not a very great idea. To, but they have to. They have to go in. Uh, but the issue actually starts with. What could have been a Vandal Savage uh, origin story. Or, and I love that it wasn't. I like what Jeff Parker did. Jeff Parker throws you in this town in 1940. Aracourt, France, 1940. Yeah. And while it is a little weird that Sergeant Rock and, and the American, what is it, the Bravo Company? Uh, the, the, I, want to say, I was about to say easy the Howling Commandos. E- like, no, no, that's not right. It's Easy Company. They're there. They shouldn't really be there in 1940. I, but we you know, I actually it. finagled this in my mind. Okay, you're going to say that they're like a special forces? Just because Ben Affleck went to fight with the British in the Pearl Harbor in that movie? Yeah, one person. Hey, whatever, man. It works like for me the, in my mind. I, did you see the American Indian in the back with the feathers? No. He's part of Easy Company. I like oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I'm sorry. Cool. I, I like Sergeant Rock. I don't have much of a... I imagine this alone freaking Indian standing there crying because no, of war no, going on. Because somebody's littering. No, <laughs> I, I like Sergeant Rock, and you know why I like him? I don't like him because I have any history with him, which I don't. I yeah. like that he's like this uh, cut-and-dry, older... Her- you know what I mean? He, there's yeah. no gray area. He's black or white. You're either with him or you're a Nazi. And I like that. I like that it's this gruff guy. And then to have him find Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage is, he's an immortal. He doesn't yeah. care about what's going on in that particular day. or He's seen year. it coming a hundred times. He's seen it all. And I really like that. I like that they start with that. And Sergeant Rock tells him at the end, basically, if I see you on the battlefield ever, uh, I'm going to fucking kill you. And uh, Vandal Savage actually gives him a toast. And yeah. off they go. Here you and go. Then you get his recruitment. I say recruitment lightly. 
They, I they, love that opening oh, scene yeah. when Animal Man puts the freaking strangle on him with the yep, gorilla with the like gorilla. power going on. So it was good. amazing. Yep, and they force him in the Zeta Beam. And so he's in the Zeta Beam. He, basically, and it's funny too, because they tell him, if you're not with us, you're, you're here. You're, you're never yeah, I'm going to leave you here I mean, in nowhere land. It's so good. But you get the team. The other, other than Mandelstam. JLU is getting harsh. And I, liked, I love how Jeff Parker did what he did. That last issue, you already saw them recruit Barbara Steel, Gordon, Robot Steel, Man, Robot Man. Acro. So you don't have to deal with that. You just have Vandal Savage. And I really like that opening so that you can kind of – it's a very uh, – not a slow burn, but a very subtle open. You know well, what I, I mean? Got a, not... I, I got a problem, though, because in the last issue we saw that um, – was it Alana Strange talking to uh, Steel? I yeah, think I think it was. It was. Yeah. Um, he's getting out of his friggin' yeah, you know, liquid metal bath, liquid so he metal. looked like the current steel. But in this yeah. issue, we have the beginning of the new 52 steel, which I hate that yeah, goddamn yeah. look. Yeah, he's there like that. Maybe he thought he had to dress that way. Tony, I want to, like, if they're going to go with a different look, fuck it. Go with the Reign of Superman look, where he freaking has the original, like, just a steel yep. costume, big ass, and the Superman cape and the hammer. Yeah. I love that look. I hate this look. And uh, they, they explain to the heroes the, that they've gathered our characters, they're, you know, Vandal Savage is here, hero. He's I just hero imagine, oh, fuck, I'm gonna, I gotta go do something? I'm gonna put on my old costume so I'll get my new one messed yeah, up. Yeah, maybe that's it. But they, they give an explanation ah. of the overall story about the breakers and the anomalies, and I really yeah. liked it. I liked it be- just because it was cool. Yeah, the Dark Tower, I got you. Yes, you have the, the planet, it shows all the little freaking breakers, there's a lot of them. And they have to go. They even hint to... Um, Holy shit, is there a lot of them? How long is this story going to go on? I know. That's what I'm on? saying. I, when I looked at that, I, I thought, there's a little... You're getting a little ahead of yourself there, Jeff Parker. <laughs> you're thinking, you know... This story's going to go on for three goddamn yep. years. Oh, yeah. But I like how they hint at convergence. Yeah. Um, like that, which we know this book came from. And then they just go right there. They go to Aracourt, France, and the present. And it is... It, the shit's getting blown out. It has like a dome over it, like we saw before a little. That and they they're told that anybody who's gone in has uh, never returned. You get uh, Robot Man looks in and sees freaking World War Two people, World War One going, and doesn't understand. But they just go in with the let's roll move. I love Robot Man. Yeah. But- I don't like the way Jeff Parker treated him here. Uh, here's the thing. I liked it at first because he steps forward. He saves Batgirl. Yeah, that was amazing. I'm, I am I actually – I shouldn't say Jeff Parker because some of the art I didn't care for either oh, yeah. on Robot Man. Okay. Robot like at some point, he, was a little off. He looks like uh, the thing at some point. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden he looks like, yeah, more of a robot than sometimes he doesn't. When he's getting blown up, he looks like a like the Hulk with a crazy headgear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but no, I thought that looked amazing when he saved Batgirl from yeah. getting hit by a tank explosion. Yep. Love that. And um, again, this is something that we're, we're only the second team in, but it is odd that we had the last time they went in, uh, the last team, and Swamp Thing was taken out right away. And yeah. it almost seems like it's one of those things that, is this a thing where right away one of the guys has to be taken out? I don't that's, understand That's it. one of the keys that you got to turn to freaking hit the tumbler so like everything starts going in the motion the way uh, uh, Adam Strange again, sees it. But again, is this always, if, if word gets out, people aren't going to be too enthusiastic. I guess they don't <laughs> have a choice, but geez, it's like right away you get four or five guys and one of you is going to go down right away. And it's Steel, or not it's Steel, like, it's, it's like Robot Russian Man. It's like Russian Roulette. Yeah. Well, it's Robot Man in a way that actually made me laugh. You said that you were mad because he was a dummy. But Batgirl sees a tripwire and that she's like, oh, we got to let's just step over it. And they're like, no, no, we can't. We have to we have to detonate it. And I thought they were going to say, we'll detonate it 
because we don't want innocent people to to trip it, but it's no, it's in case they on well, their way back people. out. Innocent people, fuck them. I it's a goddamn know. war out there of still time. Still might be some people in the town from just normal people. They're all dead. Who knows? Uh, Nobody's returned, Jim. Did you like the shout out to the metal men? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, but yeah, they say, oh yeah, we got to do this tripwire. Now, there's a lot of ways you could probably get rid of a tripwire. I wouldn't think that one of them that you would think is just to put your foot on it and pull it. Huh. I, I want to step robot... back and throw a big rock on it. Again, I, do you have a lot of a history with Robot Man? Do you know uh, a lot I have a decent man? enough. Is he a overconfident kind of guy? Well, yeah, he's got his, his body's pretty much indestructible, yeah, so he, see, he will. T- it's yeah. just you don't know what's going on. No, but I, that's you, what I, t- I took. He was like, uh, he's kind of thought to himself, this is World War One and World War II. You know what? Mainly. I can go with that. And he's like, ah, nothing's going to hurt me. What, is it going to be a bomb? This bullshit. And it, it's not a bomb. It's something it's a, crazy. It's a goddamn gelatin freaking yeah, robot It's like destroyer. a gelatin robot thing. <laughs> That comes out obviously from the future, and he gets all scrambled up and then depowers. And I was like, okay, that that robot man's this. You know uh, what? I can go with that. For some reason, I just thought I consider him a big dummy. But from what we've seen and what they have seen, it's all been pretty much World War One and Two. I I thought that the most he thought it was a grenade. Okay, yeah, Yeah, that's what I thought, and that's why they set it up that he took a big blast before for Batgirl. Yeah, so that he's like, "Eh, you know, I can go with that. I don't. I no longer dislike it. Okay, well, now I like that. It's still the best part of the issue for me. Robot Man is out. (laughs) He is out. Steel gets him and straps him on his back like C-3PO, <laughs> and it's so funny to me. Though he's huge. He actually towers over Steel's head. looks ridiculous. Uh, uh, I really hope that next issue he repowers up because I want to see more of him. Going into this, I even said I, when I put the preview, he's the guy that I really wanted to see more of. I don't too. know much about him. so I, I hope, though, when, it's, when he like, uh, reboots at first, he just has like his awareness and can't move yet, so it is that, more like oh, C-3PO. It'd be so good, and then he could yell that like Storm Troopers are coming. Exactly. He could even, uh, hey, it, with World War II, he could actually yell that stormtroopers are coming. It'd be really <laughs> cool. Uh, again, another thing that I thought going in was going to be really, really good, and it kind of disappointed me a bit, was I really wanted to see Stargirl and Batgirl's interaction. I thought yeah. it would be really good. It could, they kind of waste that. There's not much of it. I All thought you get be, is call me Star. It'll yeah, save time. Yeah, I thought that it was going to be more of like as these hard— I mean, you, you got Steel, Robot Man, and Vandal Savage especially. Then you got these two teenage girls, and I really yeah. thought that they were going to be goofy. Batgirl like, is in her girls. 20s. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. Two younger girls. I, I thought you. they were going to be goofy, especially with this Batgirl being yeah. the selfie-taking— that sort of thing, I thought it, it could lead to a lot of fun. Really didn't. Um, again, you get the part where the war is affecting their... Everybody can see this team, which was off. But yes. it does lead to another great part where um, Stargirl decides to go into the air. She's going to do some reconnaissance. Check out the thing. She flies up, immediately gets shot, and it's enemy ace. Yeah. Who then grabs her. And Vandal Savage is odd here where he's mad or upset only because of the numbers game. Like, oh, we need all our... I don't know. He seemed to react a little too strongly for what we had seen in his character up until now. Uh, But I liked it. I liked the idea. You have enemy ace there. It was actually a really cool reveal and a surprise. I didn't know about it. Like, I knew going in Sergeant Rock was going to be in. And in fact, in the solicit, it says in the return of... uh, uh, favorite character of DC and I just had assumed that was Sergeant Rock. Now Robot I Man, I assumed. <laughs> yeah, I did, but again, then there's Enemy Ace. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and is. the issue basically ends with Sergeant Rock showing up. Of course he's there because they're stuck there. Um, Out of time. Yeah. yeah, and he bashes freaking Vandal Savage over the head. 
or side of the head with the butt of his rifle, and then basically says, "I told you that if we." I like it each other. because in my mind he does this, mm-hmm. and Vandal Savage just takes it like a G, just turns around, is like he doesn't fall down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get the idea that Sergeant Rock will join up with them as well. Um, yeah, eventually. Um, Do you it, know that the creature commandos are going to be in this as well? Yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah, I, it's, that's what I'm saying. This is why when I, you told me about not this is such a beginning to the story that uh, I think it's going to get really crazy and pretty cool. I don't know. I just hope they just don't throw too much at it once because that was the problem with the, when JLU first came yeah. out. Is they threw so many characters. Fuck, yep. the, the, the second storyline, uh, I think it was, it had the entire JLU – it had the Legion of Superheroes, and really? then uh, like uh, uh, and it looks like the Legion of Superheroes entirely. And we had uh, other characters like Thanagarians come in, and we had Ronians, and it just oh, really? became so over the top crazy. I hope we don't have that here. Um, I know that this story is at least uh, three issues. Yes. I don't know that it's not even longer. I'm actually while you were talking, I was looking it up. In November, it's still okay. It concludes in November. Okay. So it'll be three issue. Warzone concludes with a tremendous team up never before seen in DC history as Justice League joins forces with Sergeant Rock, Enemy Ace, the Creature Commandos, and OMAC. So maybe it is Jesus a lot of <laughs> to destroy a bizarre threat that can plunge our heroes into endless. It's cool life. though, as long as he does it, it well, because I just thought that Jeff Lemire just kept throwing these characters at us and not a lot happened. It just yeah, became yeah. like over the top confusing at times too. Yep. You're dealing with all these characters that, you know, I think he was just like, uh, who was on that book? Neil Edwards, I think. Okay. I think he was just saying, fuck you, Neil. You have to yeah, deal uh, yeah, with all yeah. these characters now. You said that now. to me, actually, when it was going on. You're like, yeah. oh, yep, you're going to have to draw seven new characters. Uh, yeah, seven? We, more like 17. I'm saying each issue, seven more. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at that last panel. Pretty cool. I, I really like the art. I know you said you didn't like Robot Man. I kind of agreed. But as in general, I'm I, telling I really you, like it, the art. It changed up for me because some panels were really strong and then yeah. others weren't. It was like uh, on and off, really. But... For the most part, um, I've actually, from us talking about it, I like the book a little bit more right. than I did before. Well, I like it, and I'm telling you, I'm, I am taking it with a grain of salt because it's a three-parter. Yeah. And, like, the first thing was a two-parter. And I really think that, um, you know, this one sets up this. you got Sergeant Rock. Next, you'll probably get Creature Commandos and OMAC involved, and then you'll have this big finale. I hope that, like you said, that's enough time for all these characters to get involved and, and you get a good story. Yeah, I liked it more than you, Eric. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I'm by far the highest on uh, Comic Book Roundup. I would give this probably a 6.5 to a 7. 6.5. Uh, that's why people hate you. I want to see where people are like, Jesus Christ, Jim gave Justice League United 13 a 9 out of 10. That's because he's trying to be too positive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, positive uh, continues because I really like the next issue. Oh, so do I. We got Red Hood Arsenal number four, written by Scott Liddell with art by Dennis Medry and Blonde. Roy and Jason make their way to Gotham to take on Underbelly again, since he's a thought form of evil. And where does evil lie more than Gotham? Where? Too bad. I I got nowhere. Too bad that there's a new Batman in town who doesn't take kindly to vigilantes or outlaws. So the fight is on, Jim. The fight is on. Uh, the heat the fight, is on. Part of the fight I, I didn't like being on, but uh, yeah, I like this in general. And so, motherfuckers want to talk about how moving Batman Forty Four is. I think that this issue was way more moving than what, like we're dealing with Roy's addiction problems, the ghosts yep. of Jason's past, no. and then in this issue we have a flashback to when Jason realized that crime fighting wasn't all funny games when Batman and him went to take on a slew of their rogues after an Arkham breakout, and Jason is confronted by a freaking uh, 
a guy, a security guard who's been shot the hell up by these crazies. He was shot the hell up. What was oh it like God. there? It was like Ro- the intro to Robocop when <laughs> Peter Weller first got killed. Oh, yeah, it is. It is beyond brutal. Um, you mentioned, I forget what issue. I think you mentioned the, um, was it Batman Superman that you really liked the cover? I really liked the cover here. Yeah, I liked the cover I here as well. I thought it was really cool. Uh, though, uh, like I said, I, I like this issue a lot. I don't like the character art for Red Hood and Arsenal. I still no, don't. Do or I'm, Jason and Roy. I don't well, actually, like. Actually, that's something I want to talk about because. Before when we talk about the series, yeah. every issue up until now has been uh, an on-off with Dennis Medry from the first issue, yep. and then a new artist. I can't remember the name for the second. And, and you back didn't to Dennis like Medry. Dennis Medry, right? I up hated until now. Dennis Medry, but yep. no, up until the last issue, really, um, his art has evolved, and I dig it. But I still don't like the way that Jason Todd is drawn without no. the um, his um, his look is uh, his red hoodness. Yeah, yeah. And I red do not hoodness. His red hoodness. The red I do not like the, the character redesigns of the uh, superhero costumes either. No, I'll, I'll never get you, behind that. Like I just said, I I do not. I hate the character art. Yeah. I love all the rest of the art though. I you like the every, Batman? Yeah. I, I love it too. Every, I liked everything else in that. I'm telling you, there's not anything else besides the two main characters in costume or out that I don't like. I think all the art, every other character looks great to me. Uh, the backgrounds, the sets, everything looks great. Did you I like really that do. little thing for uh, the Nighthawks homage at the diner scene in the yeah, beginning? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like. There's a lot of different things. I I like the Killer Croc here, even though it's oh, yeah. not my favorite Killer Croc this week, but I I do like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, the there's only one thing that uh, drove me not drove me nuts, but made me laugh is when Roy goes and comes back with that motorcycle. Yeah. And it seems already to be almost like a tricked-out uh, Red Hood motorcycle. Hey, that's that's how Roy rolls, baby. Uh, when did he have time to, like, did he pimp his ride, or did it just come like that? Because he basically just I went and then came back. I think he pimped it out himself. It. It's crazy. It, it, the timing didn't make sense, but it looks cool. Again, ev- uh, everything. I like the Batman, like you said. I like uh, Underbelly. I did have a little issue, and it, it's I don't know why. I don't like the way Joker was portrayed here. I, I really I think like it's a callback to the way Joker used to look just, back in the yeah, day. I, I just don't. I don't know. I just didn't. And I, I'm looking through it now. The Jim Gordon with the uh, undersuit, right. awesome. Looks oh, so yeah, it looks good. Great. It looks really good. Uh, God damn, this issue's a loving, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I I really enjoyed it. And you know what? It is. It's fun. And I know. even it's fun even with this being. It's a pretty miserable freaking thing. Jason going back to Gotham. And kind of, you know, reliving a lot of things from his past. Uh, not any of it good, it no. seems. Well, kind of. When he came across that waitress he yeah, used to know in the home. Yeah, but he seems like he's like, oh, I, I really don't want to He doesn't want to deal with this shit because this is a girl that gave him, like, you know, hope when he was a kid it that was he like didn't want. It was like me when want. I got on Facebook. And then all these people started trying to follow our friend me. And there are people that I didn't want to talk to, Eric. If he wanted to talk to her, he would have called her. Just like he doesn't want to talk to anybody. Superman. He wants to put his, keep his past in the past. But she was a like a... Uh, spot yeah, of she hope. was, yeah, she, yeah, and then he starts wondering, like, I could be something else—a grill cook. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't want to be a grill cook. I'm saying, look, what, what's worse, being a grill cook or going around just murdering folks? No, I know, uh, grill cooks worse. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I had fun being a grill cook. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I do also like that. Uh, I like Roy and Jason a lot together. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously, they're they're always been great. They together. get they tend to get annoying after a time because like they it's always like the one liners and the little quips oh, here and there. But here and it's all Roy. Here, here it's a perfect blend for me. Yeah. It actually works really and, well. Uh, what I really like is that like Roy's like, oh, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna get these arrows made. I'm gonna and even J- Jason's like, I know that that's not what he's up to. He's up yeah. to something else. But that that's his deal. Uh, and I I really felt for Roy too because he's talking. He's gonna go and do this. And he goes down. He wants to into, see kill Croc. He goes down, and it's the best part because yeah. Croc helped him through uh, to his sobriety. Yep. And here we he finds Croc in the sewer underneath of an AA meeting, listening in because he can't participate because no, of the way he looks. Croc. And Roy's just there. He's like, "Look, you helped me once. I I kind of need some more help because I have a hole in me that I, like I." Can't mm-hmm. fill no matter, and he, we see this as we've uh, progressed through the series because he keeps spending all this money and building all this new stuff, and he's trying to like. Even Jason knows it's all for the amount of stuff that he's been building and doing. Yep. it's what Roy does, but it's been over the top lately, and we just see how much he's really hurting. And even though Roy and Jason are best friends, they don't let them like each other in on their pain. Well, and that's what I'm saying. That's what this whole issue kind of deals with because Jason has his problems. He's not going to tell them to Roy. No. Roy goes off. Jason knows where he went. He actually, and he's not going to bring point, it up. Yeah, and even at one point, I thought that he knew a little too much where right. he went because he kind of mentions it. But yeah, he's not going to bring it up. That's their friends, and even I think Roy might say at one point, like, "Well, you know, you're my so-called pseudo best friend. You know, yeah. they're they're best friends, but they're not. They're, you know, what I mean? They've not gotten to that level where they open up and tell." them that they like to uh, put their wiener between their legs and, and say, I'm a pretty girl? No, I'm sure they're at that point, but they're not going to talk about their emotional pain. Like, come on, like, we, me and you, we're good friends. I don't think we're really just going to sit down and discuss our emotional pain and you're going to put your hand over my shoulder and tell me that you're there for <laughs> That'd me? That'd be great. I'm like, I have to reach up that high. There, there, little buddy. Oh, in my mind, we're sitting on a curb for some reason. A curb? <laughs> are you smoking like a badass? Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm all upset in my mind in this situation. Of course you are. But, yeah, that's, again, but they've been through so much stuff together that they're, you know, they're friends. They're best friends only because I think they have nobody else. Exactly. And then when he tells Croc this, like, oh, I need somebody to talk to. And Croc's like, you will, you'll figure it out, kid. You'll, you'll know when to find somebody. And that, I like that. Uh, Croc, I love Killer Croc Croc's with the way they're fucking you, doing it. Killer Croc this week is the hero of the week. I know. Uh, because he was in Catwoman that we'll talk to later. I think he's even better in Catwoman. I, he is a good guy who just happens to be Killer Croc. It's the worst. Sometimes Poor he eats guy. people. Besides for that, he's yeah. a good fucking guy. I mean, guy. yeah, if you get past that, the guy's Come on, a great guy. Uh, I'm pro whaler. Now, the least interesting thing of this whole uh, issue to me was Underbelly, but it led to Gotham. I think it's a little wonky, the uh, kind of the uh, detective work or the hunch that Jason yeah. has that leads him. It's just to get him there. Uh, but I'm okay with it. I, like I, I went say, with it. Everybody, we joke about even when uh, in Batman 44... Gotham is the fucking worst place to live. Yeah, it so is. so and if Jason's there's like, something, yeah, if there's something that's said to you that it's like it's in every city where there's death and decay and, and bad people, yeah, of course it started in Gotham. Okay, I'm saying though, um, besides for Gotham though, we are already in what I consider the worst place in our Detroit last issue. So yeah, now that he's not in Detroit, he's gotta be in Gotham. Yeah, he's gotta be here. He's not in Central City. Yeah, he's not in Philadelphia. He's different then. He's not in New York City, Eric. <laughs> or Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. Baltimore. That's the next on Baltimore's the list. Baltimore's next. Uh, yeah, but in that, he tells Jay, uh, Roy, I mean, why he thinks Underbelly is where he is. And you had told, said it earlier in your intro and, and a little bit after that, that it's where it's a flashback to a 
Arkham Breakout where Joker's there with like the the best, Joker, the Catwoman, Mister Freeze, Clayface, Two Face, Penguin. Yeah, it is a who's who of the road. And gallery. again, this is another one where it's a brutal scene. They and again, this guy, this maintenance guy or whatever yeah. he is, boy, he picked the wrong. It, it's so you funny. guys aren't supposed to like, be here yeah, after. I um, I think I'll just let you go. Bam, 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 bam. I think I'd open it and say, I just run. I wouldn't. And then freaking Red Foreman from that '70s show is like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and you get, and then Batman and Robin break in. It's Jason Todd Robin, and it's awesome. I love Jason Todd Robin. Anytime that a book can flash back to Batman with Robin, it's so much fun for me. We don't get enough of that. We don't. We like I said, we wanted it to possibly be in this week's Batman. Yeah, would be great. Scott Snyder's not doing that nonsense. You know why? Because that's fun. I bet he hates Robin, too. I, I think he probably does. But, yeah, you have that, and he's talking. And then, again, you get the thing with, like, there's, there is Jason. He's opening up a bit to Roy. It's a little bit of opening up. He's yeah. like, and then I saw this, and I realized this wasn't fun anymore. This was a game to me. Now I see that a father or a husband's not going home, and it really hit me that, that's, that this, is, this is real. And when I see this scene, it actually makes me think this is the tipping point where Jason started getting a little bit more brutal in his uh, yeah, tactics. I think so, too. I think that beforehand, before this, like you said, it was like, oh, man, I get to tag around with hey, Batman. Hey, a, mil- a billionaire took me in, yeah. trained me, and I get to have all this fun in costumes and gadgets. Yeah. This is uh, all a big game. Holy shit, we're dealing with real life. Yeah, these, these villains that we go after that I thought were funny guys, like a Clayface or a Two-Face or a freaking the Joker, Mr. you know? They're, yeah, the Joker. They're, they're for real. They're not good guys that we're going after them. Now I realize why we're going after them. It's not just, you know, hey, I'm me not and Batman Barbie. playing. Yeah, it's, and I really like that. Uh, then that's interrupted by Batman showing up. And yeah. again, I said to you, the only thing that I kind of didn't like in this issue is that they actually go full out attacking Batman. The Which I say Batman. they totally would. I, I just, I, it seems off to me that they would do something in Gotham. They know that, this isn't and Batman. And here's the thing, though. Before, and they're the outlaws. Okay, they are the outlaws. But before that, we didn't even mention another big scene where Jason pretty much knows that Bruce is dead. And knows that he is. Yeah, we skimmed over that yeah, a bit. Even kinda, Roy says, why the fuck wouldn't you tell me if you knew this? Yeah, and it's a weird thing that's such a weird forced way to get it into the issue because of what's going to happen. But because of this, where Jason's like, you know, he's died a bunch of times, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was like Scott Liddell going, come on now. Come on, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but him saying that, do you think that Bruce would approve of them attacking this robot Batman, even if Bruce didn't like the robot Batman. Do you th- and I know that Jason isn't there for uh, Batman's approval, but at one point he kind of does seem like he's pissed off that he's the Batman... He's a little family, hurt. He is a little hurt, but he's even like, hey, if they want a new Batman, they could have at least called me. He wants their acceptance still, but yet he's going to attack this Batman. And I'm telling you... He like, wants to be in that goddamn painting. I, well, I know. I want him to be in that painting. So do and I. Now I'm t- saying this, and it's this isn't a deal breaker for me. I like the scene. It just when it happened, I just it just kind of rubbed me a little bit, a little itch that I thought I don't know with with all and Batman they're in Gotham and what happened and him reliving this stuff. He's already upset that yeah. people had died. I didn't think that he and he goes in guns a blazing. Yeah. He starts shooting. That's what and, Red Hood does, baby. But again, he has just told a story, just got interrupted in a story that he said, you know what? And real people were dying, and we're he doesn't know that this Batman is. Uh, 
good or bad. And the other thing that is a little off to me, actually, is that he makes fun of Roy because legitimately they have to get Batman being dead out of the way before they meet Robot Batman. So the, the thing, hey, Roy, don't you read the papers because it's in all the news? Well, I think in the news they'd also have this Robot Batman, and he would know what it is and who it is, at least that it works for the GCPD. And he actually, uh, Jason's like, I don't know who this clown is. and I, You yeah. know what I mean? It's very odd to me, but... Like I said, I don't know. I, if I'm walking breaker. down the street, I'm Red Hood. You're Arsenal, right? And this Can big, I, this I'm great big Hood. robot I'm mother. I'm Arsenal. Thanks. Yeah, this great big robot motherfucker comes around. I'm, a, I'm smoking like a badass. I'm not going to take this guy. He would tell me fucking like he's arresting me. But I'm going to shoot he's back. He's a policeman. Yeah, you know, these are outlaws. You should know this, but they. I don't see them shooting policemen. I really don't. I no, see them doing something. I don't, I don't something. care if he's you know a what I see? He's a great big bat robot. Yeah, but he has the police thing, and I'm telling you, Jason has already spelled out that he follows the news, and especially Gotham news, and he would know that this is part of the GCPD's plan. He might not agree with it. He might think it's nonsense, but he's like, maybe Alfred's in there. Well, what happened if Alfred is? Well, I mean, if that is Alfred, and he, you know, maybe his hook hand is in there, it, it could be. Why is he attacking like that? Now I'm getting more mad at it. Now he's convincing <laughs> me that I'm really pissed off. Uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I like the scene, but even he's like, you know what? When I was fighting the real Batman, I, I held off because it was still Bruce, and, yeah. you know, I still loved him, but this is nobody, so I'm letting loose. I really think that what they should have done is have Roy shoot the, uh, possibly even the um, punching glove. The boxing glove arrow. Actually, all they should have done is, again, a smoke screen, done something. And they got, did that. I know, but then gotten the fuck out. Just turn around and run and then be like, what the hell's this? I don't know. I'll have to deal with it later. I'm going to find out because it really pisses me off. Uh, and then they end up running in and there's underbelly and you go on. Uh, but, uh, again, it's obviously uh, going to be that um, – Batman teams up with them to take out Underbelly. They, that would be awesome. It's almost. It's going to be like one of those. Okay, we're, we'll save this fight for later. We got to come. It's like any time when a superhero has to team up with another first they have to fight and then yeah. they become friends and then they take on the friends. big evil. Yeah, that's that's what it'll be. So it's all for that. Again, yeah. this all there is a lot of forced things, and uh, you know what I mean. But I liked it. I really did because it, it was, was fun. fun. It was fun. And like you said, the, it was more. There was more feels in this. I hate saying that. Too, I know. I know you like it. But there was more feels in this than I got in from Batman. Agreed. Batman 44. And I, I know I hate to have this week be the theme of, hey, which is better than Batman? But yeah. I like this issue a lot better than Batman. And, it's and just, nobody's it's a reviewed red, it yet. Yeah, it's a I'm not even done reviewing Arsenal. it yet. I know. That's ridiculous. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about this book. This is uh, one of my favorite books. In general, um, just for us personally, a lot of people have bailed on the DC books in general. Uh, yeah. reviewing there's not down a, this week. yeah there's not a lot of reviews and it seems to be going down each week and that there's definitely books that people have chosen to uh to not review and this is one of them obviously because nobody's reviewed it. it's very odd very i odd gotta say it. though you didn't read red hood and the outlaws prior to this no really, i didn't right? i read the ending yeah uh, basically um, most of your books besides the real big ones uh i didn't read until the podcast i yeah. dealt with my books you dealt with yours we caught up and stuff like that but uh yeah, I read the ending of uh, Red Hood Arsenal, and well, you told it, me about it all week. But well, in this though, we had there's a scene that we're missing just because I'm going to talk about it just because I think it's going to lead into the next story arc. Okay. Um, how the hell is Susie Sue still alive? Okay. That great big fat one. Remember? I in the know morgue? you had told me about her. Yeah. Jason shot her in her big fat fucking head last time we saw her, and it was early on in the Red Hood run uh, and the Outlaws run. And you know, oh, you know what? 
I actually was reading it then. I, if you remember, I started reading when you started reading it as well. Yeah. I got past like the first five or six issues. And you're right. She was, uh, didn't he, I thought at one point he like threw her down an elevator shaft or something. I, I know he I'm shot her to... in the face. Okay, yeah, I remember her, uh, was it something with kids or something was involved? I don't know. It was uh, a while ago. But here it, she's alive and it looks like she's bringing motherfuckers back from the dead. Because yeah. we got Pallet from the first issue who was doing that yeah, whole yeah. hostage exchange. Yep. He's riddled with bullets. He's waking up in the morgue. It's going to take forever to heal all these. And she's like, we're going to take on, we're going to take out Red Hood. And like, um, I just can't think. She's a rascal riding monster, master of death. Yeah. Well, she's maybe. That's though. hilarious. I just want to have a good explanation why she's still alive because Scott, uh, Scott Liddell was writing Red Hood when he killed her off. Yeah, and maybe he just thinks she's a. And you know what? Maybe that's a callback from when Jason was saying earlier, oh, he's dead. Like, that, like he hasn't done that a hundred times before. Yeah, yeah. And there was a couple, uh, there was a little more uh, editor uh, callbacks in this issue than I usually like. Uh, right. That, that, I know you have a problem with those. Yeah, I, I always do. I, I always hate when they, they – to me, like you say, con- story over continuity, I think that's lazy. I hate when they have to like, oh, and this happened then instead of like, again, organically putting it into the issue. Right. They just tell you to go back and read another issue. I don't got that time. I don't got time for that, Eric. Uh, I love this book, though. Yeah, you, what, well, you haven't reviewed it yet. What will you be giving it? Probably, I will be giving it an 8.5 okay. out of 10. I, I started get, reviewing it this morning okay. before the podcast. Yeah. So that will go up, what, Thursday? Shut up. <laughs> I would have given it about an 8. I really liked it, though. An, an 8 to me, this is a strong 8, Eric. Yeah. Not a weak 8. Dennis <sighs> Medry's art is just get, like, I'm starting to really like it, except for the, the costumes of Arsenal I, and I Red said Hood. the same thing. Even, uh, it's funny, too, because I'm looking at it now. I, I love, except I said I didn't really like the Joker. I don't know why... It's the Joker that looks like he thinks he's James Dean that I don't like. That's what it looks to me. That's what Joker used to look yeah, like. Yeah, I just brother. don't like that. But all the others I love. I love yeah. Mr. Freeze. They don't show much of him. I love I, him. And I just don't like that it's the Scott Snyder Mr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish I, it was old style. And I'm telling you, uh, the Batman and Robin, great. It's just a weird thing where I think that I don't know why he... And it's more Arsenal that I don't like the character. It's that mask. Yeah. It's almost like the Green Lantern mask. It looks like movie. Kyle Rayner's original mask in Green Lantern. Yeah, and it looks like that in the, the uh, movie as well. Like, it's just there, plastered yeah. on his face. I don't like that. I actually don't mind the Red Hood mask. It has a lot more lines than, uh, than I would like. I like the old one, and I miss having the big bat symbol on his chest and, the like, the like the pilot jacket, like he's how, like Han Solo or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're going to move on with the scourge of the uh, fandom, Eric, yeah. and that is the Flash Reviews. All right, my first Flash review is for Injustice Year 4, number 19. This week's Injustice may have been a filler issue, but it was the best Harley Quinn we've gotten from Brian Bucciolato yet. While the big mystery is still who Ares is working with behind the scenes, Dark Side. There is no doubt that Harley kicks ass, takes names, and kicks more ass. She takes it on herself to get everybody out of Tartarus, but when Billy Batson gets a hold of a mother box, they possibly end up face-to-face with the new big bad, Dark Side. Who might be Dark Side, Eric? Oh. <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. I don't know how Bucciolato is going to fit such a big threat in this narrative, but I like this issue. I love what he did with Harley and gave the issue an 8.2. Nice. Uh, yeah. My next one is Batman Arkham Knight number 30. If you aren't reading this book, get off your ass and get to it. Peter Tomasi is writing the best Bat book out today, period. This week we get Batman fighting seven Solomon Grundys, while the rest of the Bat family wonder if he's dead. 
It's all part of Calendar Man's plan that also involves Batman having to save 365 people within 24 hours, or else he'll kill a newborn baby that he's kidnapped. Oh, Calendar Man. Sounds like fun, right? Yeah. The issue also shows the Arkham Knight is working with Deathstroke, has a large army ready to attack Gotham, and is crazy insane. Crazy? Crazy? Insane? Insane? Ed Guerrero's art is great. I gave this issue a 9.4 out of 10. Ah, I'm going to continue, Eric. I'm doing a lot of these uh, fun-ended ones. New Suicide Squad number 12. Sean Ryan and Felipe Baronis continue giving fans like me what they want. An awesome team with a topical story of crazy fanatics trying to make a world a better place. One severed head at a time. While Black Man is drinking the Kool-Aid, Deadshot just wants to save Boomer and get the hell out of there. Meanwhile, we learn that everyone, including Amanda Waller, thinks Reverse Flash is useless, and Harley Quinn might not know how to do things in an appropriate way, but she's simply awesome. This issue is all set up for the annual coming out at the end of the month that unfortunately ends the story and probably ushers in the new team. I enjoyed this issue for what it was and gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Ooh. Yeah. Starfire number four. Atlee looks like she's becoming a mainstay in this title after this issue, and I love her inclusion because it gives Corey someone to play superhero with, and Atlee seems to be the brains of the group. Starfire, while still annoying with her nitwittery, comes off a little better here. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. But I still find myself liking all of the supporting characters more than her. Great art all the way through, and this might be my favorite issue of the series, 7.5 out of 10. And honestly, by next month, this will probably be like uh, Leave the Flash reviews and Earth 2 will be put in its place. You think that that's going to be the switch? If, I'm telling you, if the if series uh, maintains what it has this issue, now, it will. Well, the thing is, I really wanted to put New Suicide Squad in, but because it was a filler issue, um, the next time we're going to see New Suicide Squad will be in the annuals that uh-huh. we have at the end of this month, which I think we have five total issues. So, yeah. so it will be in, and I have a feeling that it might make its way into the regular deal just because the new team. Makes and sense. just to talk about it, but it's weird. We talked about it at work. I really find it hard to think of a Suicide Squad without Harley and Deadshot. And it looks like that's where they're going. That's, well, we I, haven't had it since the New 52 started. And it's weird because this was all supposed to start in June, and I don't know what happened. If it was Sean Ryan convincing him, I don't know that he has that much pull. But well, he maybe, likes his team, you're saying. Actually, I think that he liked the team, and I really am in what I think happened is he presented them with the story and said, listen, I really like this team. And this would have all went down, you know, right as Convergence started or before. So right. just give me one more arc with this team. Here's what I have. Uh, can we do this? And they really liked it because I'm telling you, it's been really good. Uh, it's crazy. Black Mana, that guy, he's gone He's gone over the edge. He likes uh, ISIS. I just love the, the fact that Reverse Flash has been useless for oh, so long Oh, it's so funny. Now. He's useless. And in this, uh, he has a... Uh, like an earpiece that is trying to call. He's trying to call uh, Amanda Waller, and right. it's not going through, but he can hear them, and they're just <laughs> bad-mouthing him. They're saying how awful he is, and, hey, who cares? And they basically say, who cares if he's dead? He's useless. He can't fight. He always gets hurt. He's, he's not fast. And this actually inspires him, and he gets up. He's in the desert almost dead. He gets up and just speeds off, and he is one of the team members in this new team coming out. And I think that they're going to up the ante with him. That's I don't know. Cool. To me, it almost seems like it's Sean Ryan. Like, why did you have to give me this guy? He's the worst. <laughs> uh, but, Eric, that is what we like to call the Flash Reviews.
care if we're on the stretch run now. The stretch run, huh? Two more books. The home Two, stretch, you mean? The stretch run. They call it the stretch run as well. It's like a right up to the plate it's home the run? Home stretch, no. Stretch run is a, actually, I would think that when I would hear the stretch run, that's like uh, the end of a baseball season or a season. That's the stretch run of the season. Oh, yeah? Where, yep. Yeah, you can look it up. It's not that up to the plate home run nonsense. <laughs> that means nothing. And then friggin' was it Joel said that, well, I don't want to bring up Joel's girlfriend. Joel's girlfriend was mad at me about that, and I didn't even say it, but that, she broke up with America. Jesus. Putting, I'm putting up everybody's <laughs> dirty laundry. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, screw her, Joel. You'll get over it. Here we go. We're going to go. Hopefully they didn't get back together. Then I'm I that, know. Well, I'm that's that what asshole. You do. That's the worst. When you, you tell somebody they break up or have a fight, and you're like, oh, she's a bitch. That's yeah. a whore. And then they get back together the next day. And, then you're and now worse. you're no longer friends. You have no friends. <laughs> that's why I'm sitting here in a room talking to you on Skype about comic books, Eric. It's <laughs> Sunday afternoon. I have no Stop friends. Stop talking shit. No friends, Eric. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> uh, Catwoman number 44. All right. Uh, written by Genevieve Valentine, art by David Messina and Guatano Carlucci and Lee Lowridge. While I've been a huge fan of Genevieve Valentine's Catwoman, I can understand why some were turned off and stayed away. Anybody here turned off and stayed away by that Genevieve Valentine's run? I've stayed away from Catwoman for a while. I can't say it's because of her, but I didn't come back because of her. Yeah, yeah. However, this issue is the best of both worlds as we kind of tie up the Selena as the crime boss story and restart the Selena's Catwoman one. Valentine does a great job of doing it by giving us a kick-ass killer croc, a new old mission for spoiler, the best black mask we've seen in years, and the story of two families dealing with leadership issues. While Selena gives up control to the Calabrese family of Antonia, Antonia, Ico's actions lead to the death of her father. It's a powerful and emotional ending that only proves that this book is a must-read, even if it doesn't get the hype of some other big books. Yeah, I, again, I've loved every issue of Catwoman pretty much since uh, Genevieve Valentine's taken over. Yeah, you're know, a big booster of that. And I know a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people, and I even said, if you, if you would go back to the, my first issue with her, I didn't know what the hell to make of it. Because right. I'm like, oh my God, I like, I've reviewed Catwoman, I did the, uh, and no senti. So again, every, anything is going to be better. You could, Agreed. Sh- you could shit on a taco and eat it, and it would be better than that freaking shit. Yeah, shit taco, gotcha. Uh, yeah, shit taco, I like that. That's what Gross. I had for lunch. And um, so when it started up and it was this this crime family, it did take me an issue or two to get involved in it, but I really I liked it. I thought it was boring Well, as shit. I liked it because it, it was, you always get this idea, it's always the, not that Catwoman's an anti-hero, it's that Catwoman is a villain that's not so bad. You know what I mean? She's yeah. an anti-villain, I'd say, instead of an anti-hero, because she's never really been a hero She'll do heroic things. You know what I'm saying. But she'll go and, and steal your goddamn yeah, jewels right after the fact. Like, she doesn't kill people. She's a, she's a thief. She's a cat burglar who happens to, you know, fuck Batman occasionally. I don't know. She was part of the JLA for a brief well, that's time. that's what I'm saying. She goes back and forth. And you always get this idea, but there's never really a time where I thought, like, oh, man, that shows that. It's just always assumed. And then, like I yeah, said, I agree. you'll have her save somebody and then steal a jewel. Yeah. And you're like, oh, great. Well, in this, there really was. She went, and the reason why she went and took the, over this Calabrese family, her family, was because she wanted, after Eternal, uh, Batman Eternal, she wanted to change Gotham. She, Gotham is a, a, a piss hole of shit. Always that even been. makes sense. But she thought, this is the best way I can do it. As Catwoman, I can't do it. What I can do is try to get these crime families together, and if I rule them, I can stop this. It's almost like, like you, you would have a movie where, um, 
like New Jack City, Eric. It's like been New a, Jack. It's been a while since I saw it, but it's like one of those where everybody who's come into Gotham has made it worse and worse. She wants to get it back. Yeah, she's not. She's. It's a crime family. She's going to lead, but yeah. instead of dealing drugs and this, That's they're going to go back to protection and stuff. You know what I mean? She wants to make it better that way. And through this story, she's realized that she can't. She can't just do it that way. But also, she's had her one cousin killed. Yeah. Uh, she, she's had to, her hands are dirty. She's not clean. And um, it's, it's been great because that's where, cut and dry. There's Selena there. She has had people killed. She's doing this, but yet she and has. And all I want is Catwoman. I know. And then, but it's gone. And I know that other people did. And I know that Genevieve Valentine uh, obviously heard or, you know, was told. And then they got Ico to come in, and then Ico was going to be Catwoman. She I like in, that idea. And it was really cool because then you have this other Catwoman, and then there's Selena who's trying to do this crime family but also has to worry about Ico, falls in love with her. They become lovers, Eric. Do they? Lovers. And, but again, she's like, you're not Catwoman, and she's got to keep looking. Well, Ico's doing this behind her back, and one of the things was training spoiler. When Stephanie Brown showed up, Which she, I love. she went to, um, to Selena, and Selena's like, no. And Selena's basically like, no. That you're just going to get killed. I don't want to be involved in this. I don't have time. And, Alfred and, had that kind yeah, of conversation. And you're going to get killed. So she shoes her away. She goes right to Ico. And Ico's training her. Uh, and this issue, actually the end of last issue, because really me talking about this, we haven't talked a lot of Catwoman on the podcast, and you no. haven't really read it. So nope. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to spin a yarn for you. I read this, and I was and, very confused. Well, at the end of last <laughs> issue, um, Catwoman was out and about. It was Ico. Black Mask knows Selena is, is Catwoman. He knows her secret. Almost yeah, everybody, knows, everybody knows the secret in this book. Uh, Ward and her cousin Antonio both know. Well, she's been um, arrested so many times as Catwoman. I think everybody pretty know, much knows. You, you know see Catwoman? Oh, that's Selena up there. Yeah. So Selena's there, and it's not. It's Ico. Black Mask comes out because Selena and they're, that's the Black Mask and as, as Selena's arch nemesis. They're yeah, they're going, warring with the Calabrese. They're warring with the trying to get control of Gotham. So he thinks basically I'll just take her out. He goes and shoots Catwoman who falls off a building into an alley. He thinks it's Selena. Boom. Oh, that's fine. He goes off. And it ends with Killer Croc coming out of the sewer and grabbing the body. And I'm telling you, I told you that Ico's dead. And I think Killer, Killer Croc is eating her. I thought he was eating her. I thought he went, took her for a snack. And I thought yeah. it was just like a, a kind of a weird shout out to Killer Croc. I didn't know. I, even, I think I even put in my review or tweeted Jeremy Valentine. Like, How dare you not only kill Ico? Because I love her. I think yeah, she's yeah. a great character. But you're going to have Killer Croc eat her? And, I'm saying, uh, I didn't read the last issue, but you told me all about it. Yeah. And from what, like, uh, when, I, when you told me the Killer Craig grabbed her, I was like, motherfucker's going to eat yeah, her. I thought and it was going to eat her. I totally took this as a way of, like, uh, dealing with the backlash of, like, fa- I don't actually hear a lot of news about what people think of Catwoman. Yeah. But um, I thought this was kind of a way to settle the backlash that she might have gotten for this Echo character if people didn't like her. Not only did she kill her, but now Killer yeah, Craig's going to eat gonna her. her. She's done. You, Selena, it starts off, Selena's going to go down and find Croc. And I'm thinking that you're going to see a pile of bones and a, and a Catwoman suit. But and it even they even play with it because when they get there, uh, Iko's just there. She's yeah. on like a, a old bed in the sewer. It looks like she might be dead. She's not dead. And in fact, it's one of the best scenes of this week. I think is how great Killer Croc is. He's yeah. he's a great guy. And Selenium says, you know, we go back, we did, but boy, he has nursed Aiko to health. He kind of, and he, he's a great guy here. 
Uh, it's so funny. And, and then not Did only that. Ever, I'm saying, do you remember us ever dealing with the uh, the King Croc story arc that was supposed to go down during um, uh, what the hell was it? Um, that That's Batman. That was the Batman Forever was, Evil. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. No, what was that called? Yeah, I can't remember. Where Bane became Batman for a degree? Oh, was that the that was the Arkhamor one? Arkhamor, yes, Arkhamor. thank you. Yeah. During that story arc, it seemed like there was going to lead into this whole Killer Croc was taking all the refugees of Forever yeah, Evil yeah. went well, down to the sewers. And you know what's funny that that kind of was a, a part of Eternal. Okay, he, he did he did take care of people, and a lot of times the Batman even went down into the sewers. And he was taking care of refugees and stuff like did that. Anything, I, did that I believe ever end? they even, and I, in fact, I believe at the beginning that they called him King Croc. Yeah, did that yeah, ever end? I though? don't even remember. Okay, uh, I'd have to look. I, I don't think that it was really like ended. Uh, he just kept helping. Because now it's so like then, Croc's on his own, just helping folk. Well, like and Roy, I said, Ico? I said that even in Eternal, I think Ico. at one point I was uh, very upset because Killer Croc kept helping Batman, and then Batman treated him like shit afterwards. But yeah, here I'm telling Seems you, it's to be freaking Killer Croc's tail. I help people and they treat me yeah. like shit. And you know what's great about this? Because it it almost is with uh, Red Hood as well, where he's he helps Echo. He he basically saves her life. He takes her in, but then he also gives. He's like the uh, the psychologist of Gotham now. He's given <laughs> now he's given Selena advice about you know what you're already in too deep. People are gonna get killed, and you're like oh man, people already have yeah, Croc. Yeah. And and then what happens? The worst part though is, you know, the one thing Croc is, he's great. I, lo- I actually really love Killer Croc. I like so the way I. he looks in this. I like his actions. Uh, but he's not very conspicuous. No. So when he goes a goddamn to goddamn giant reptile goes, monster. He picks up Aiko, and I don't know why he dresses her back up as, as Catwoman. I really don't know. It, does, it makes sense in the story. It does not make much sense in what general. What are you talking about? He goes to get her at the end to take her home. And he dresses her oh, up. Right. He dresses her back up as Catwoman. I think that's just a flub. Well, no, because that's the only way. That's how Black Hand sees that Catwoman yeah, is being. You're, you're correct. A refu- you know, being. I'm helped. looking at it right now. Oh, yeah. I'm like she's she's kind of unconscious. She's yep. just getting up out of the bed. She's like you know just the regular like a a, a shirt and pants. Yeah. Like he, her bandages he on. Gets and then- her dressed up. Maybe she didn't want to leave the clothes there, but it's the worst thing that they could ever do. Oh yeah. Because then there's surveillance camera. Uh, replay and there's black mass looking and basically it's that uh, they're taking him back to the Hasegawa's and this shows black mask in his mind that the uh, Hasegawa is harboring Selena and yeah. they, they're together those they have a pact together these yep. two families and gone against it uh, that's the worst thing that I could have ever black happened. mask in this guy oh, he's awesome oh. and he's been good the whole time uh, just as like just the big bad behind, not even behind the scenes. He's been pretty front and center. But yeah. boy, this issue, he steps it up. And it's the blast, the black mask that I always want to see yeah. because we had that one. I I want to say maybe it was a Batman annual or it might have been a Detective Comics. I don't remember. The but one when they with first the, uh, mind control. Yeah, when they like first that. introduced him, I fucking hated what they did to him. But this brought him back to form, yeah. and this issue really uh, personifies black mask oh, the yeah. way you want him to. Debate. And what's great, I know that you said to me that you like the uh, like the street. Not thug, but the street leader, Black Mask, and he's been more of like yeah. the head of a crime family here. But he's still Black Mask, or he'll get he'll get he his goes hands out and dirty. gets his hands dirty. Yeah, he doesn't right. mind. And um, what I like then is again, you have Aiko going back. 
he sees, he thinks that it's Selena. Then you you cut to uh, spoiler training with um, Aiko, and it, it's not going well. Aiko, to me, do you get the idea that how they wrote it and the art that she's just distracted and really doesn't care? Yeah, she's just sitting there like, eh, keep I, your I, elbow up. Don't yeah, I get the idea. She's moves. just like it's everything. She's always saying like, eh, keep your elbows up. So. Uh, so, uh, Stephanie gets Pisco's, and then Catwoman gives her the mission that she wants her to do. And again, this is such a weird, this is another one of these books this month where it almost seems like a, not a reboot, but all of a sudden, okay, we're going to, everything's changing and, and starting up again and doing something different. This definitely is. And it's called back to Batman Eternal where Stephanie Brown and all this with this Bill Turner was trying to find who Batman and the Bat yeah. family were. Uh, now she's like, here. I, he, she, Selena has more information about it, just says, here, you go do it. I want you to find out. And I have a feeling that it's also, you know, the she wants to know. She's still trying to figure out what happened to Batman. She yeah. thinks that this is what's going to lead to it. I'm just saying, um, though, we talk about in this book how um, the Bill Turner had a safety deposit box. Here, go yeah, take yeah, this and yeah. go get the information. I, I flash to any movie you see where anybody tells you to go pick up something in a safety deposit box yeah. or like at a bus station locker, yeah. it is always a trap. Yeah, Actually, you know what my favorite uh, – Safety deposit box is when my least favorite type of movie when they lose their memory and right. then they have a key and it leads to a safety <laughs> deposit box and it has like a paper Bunch clip, of money. a gun, money, and a, a plane ticket. And like freaking different IDs. Oh, yeah, different IDs, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, that's what's going to happen. I hate that. Shit's going to go bad for spoiler in my mind, though, because yeah, that I, never ends well. Actually, I, I think that you're right. I think that spoiler is going to be in a lot of uh, shit. But then the, the book shifts to where I would assume that you got very confused. And people who would just jump on this and say, oh, I want a Catwoman book. Is, yeah, it's not a the, jumping on this point is by the any part, means. No, and this is the part where it's going to get very confusing because Antonia and Ward show up. Selena has asked them for dinner. They actually show up thinking that she's going to kill them. Because uh, recently, Antonia has gone to Penguin behind Selena's back and talked to Penguin. And Penguin basically said, if you're serious about this, you want to lead the family, go kill Selena, bring me your head. And Antonia didn't do it. That's why she says, like, oh, yeah, you yeah. didn't shoot that thief. And, and Selena knows about it, doesn't they had, care. They had enough dialogue here to, like, catch me up yeah. on what goes down. It just wasn't interesting. Yeah, uh, but again, though, it's a big point because when you get this, she basically drops the bomb that you're, you're the head of the family now. You yeah. do it. Uh, you've, to- you've shown me you can do it. You, you got it the kind of, kind of went behind my back, but you didn't fuck yeah, me over. Yeah. It's all yours. And it Here almost you go. is like, even so, I actually think that that was a plus. You went behind my back because you thought that's what we needed to do. Then when you found out what it took and, and kind of sized it up, you didn't do it. Even though that's, I don't know if you're aware, when she had her cousin killed, that is Antonia's brother. And she yeah, made Antonia do it. You so, told me about yeah, that. So, so I was caught she up has on a that. lot of a reason to be pissed. But no. And it was really good because there it is. You, okay. Now we're getting the Catwoman because now we can just – there's been this back and forth, and I think that what, what is happening, you don't get enough of either. So you're going to still have Antonia, so I, you know, she'll get involved still, but she's Catwoman from now on. To, yeah, to it's going to be great. I can't I really wait to get like, back into the series like yeah, that. And I like it that with reading it all this time, it has been not a setup but a, uh, a slow burn story of how Selena still – Selena is still has built this family. To where right. it is, and now Antonia's ready. And I really like the way they did that. And uh, so they go, and then, of course, the issue ends with Black Mask so going to take good. his revenge. And luckily, Aiko went to go see Selena. Selena wasn't there. She went up to her window. She wasn't there because she was at this dinner. 
And at the meantime, Black Mask has this, and he just busts in. He's in the front. It's so good, oh, too. Oh, I love He's this He's in the panel. front. All, and if you look, all the guys have, like, their paramilitary thing. Yeah. Black Mask just has. He has White a suit, suit, man. He has a suit on. He's badass. And he goes in, and they just go to town. There's Hasegawa's just sitting at yes, his desk. Yes, it's the Black, black Mask that yep. I love. And I'm telling you, the way this is played out is definitely, to me, is so good that if this was a movie, it would be like a classic, like the big scene in The Godfather when all the shit goes down yep. and everybody's getting killed. Or there's also that in Goodfellas. Yep. And after the, the robbery, when everybody's getting killed and they show that, where Selena's just having the dinner, she's getting her family, everything's... You got some operatic and, music playing and, in the oh, over yeah. top of it. And everything's falling into place for Ave Selena. Ave Maria or some yep. shit. Yeah, everything's going well for Selena right now. In this book, this is probably her better, the best time. She's now able to give the family to Antonia. She's going to be Catwoman. She's going to get things done. She knows Aiko's okay. All this stuff, while shit is going bad. Actually, and, I, want to, I want to stop for a second just to say, if anybody has the time or the means or whatever. You want them to make that? I, I want, no, I just want them to sit down and read that sec- last section of the book with Ave Maria playing, like I was yeah. talking about earlier with the montage scene for We Are Robin, how I would do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want them to do that with Ave Maria playing and just go over it slowly and follow it as, and then end it with the blam. Yeah, yeah. And it's Tell great. me how it works. And you know why I really like it too? Because uh, Hasegawa is just at his desk. He's just sitting there. He kind of goes out, sees what's going on, and him and Black, he knows, he tries to fight. He has a sword and a yeah. gun. He's badass, too. Uh, yeah, he ain't fucking taking it laying down. But then the last bit of their deal, it, to me, is the strongest page this week. And I, I just think it's the greatest thing because you have Black Mask, and he's like, you, you betrayed me. You're harboring, you're an ally with Selena Kyle. And Hasekawa was like, no, that's a lie. I'm not that. He's about. like, I watch Catwoman come to your house. Don't play the fool, you know. And then that's when all these things that have happened throughout the, the time. Now, right away, uh, Black Mass has just told Hasegawa that Selena is Catwoman. Yeah. So now he knows. And he's thinking like, huh, Catwoman, huh? And there has been parts during that which you see all the panels. These are panels directly from what has happened in the book. Right. And he realizes that Aiko has been Catwoman. And the only thing he has two options. He can, and he even whispers, he's like, Aiko. Yeah, I know. And, Shut up, dummy. Yeah. And um, he could either say, no, that was my daughter. Uh, she it wasn't Selena. And he wants to protect her and just goes, you know what? Yeah. You, what you saw is right. I'm sorry. He doesn't say that. He's a tough guy. But he's like, yep, you know what you saw. And uh, to protect his daughter. And Black Mask shoots him. And I'm telling you, and then it goes to Aiko showing up, seeing what's happened, and realizing her father. And then it says with the on the thing, play with the cat, get scratched. Yeah. And it's like it's a great message. Aiko can go so many ways now. Like she can, she can really blame. It's her fault. It really is. But she's gonna blame Selena. She, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, she might go after Black Mask alone. Well, I think she's gonna do that as well. Maybe she will. Maybe you're right. Maybe she'll team up. But but Selena's gonna find out. It could be a lot like the one Red Hood first showed up and he went after Batman and Joker. Yeah, it might be because she's, she's another. She's, well, she's hurt right now, but she's pretty kick-ass. I love her as a character, but also she's going to take, have to take control of the family now. Yeah. And that's going to tie up things. And again, she's going to take control. Of, I, I don't, actually, I don't know how it's going to go. Because it could go so many ways. You know what I'm point. saying? Because she's going to take control of the family, but yet the family's big thing was being in, in line or, you know, friends in bed with the Sionis, black yeah. mask and now you, you can't do that right no. i mean unless she never finds out who did it 
I think she just might go. Un- I think she might go underground at that point yeah. and just become Catwoman, yeah, but, or some other version. You know, some new kind well, of character. Like you said, it could be like Red Hood, where she's the kick-ass. I'm going to kill people, Catwoman, and Selena. You know, all of a sudden there'll be an arc with the like Catwoman murderer mm-hmm. or shit like that, and then you know, yeah, maybe that's it. And then Selena will go after them. It was a I'm, really cool ending. Yeah, though. I'm very interested in the book going. I've loved it since it started with uh, Genevieve Valentine, and I love it even more now. I'm telling and I'm you, telling you when it's at the end here, it says next Gotham burns. I'm like yeah. that really gets me interested. Yeah, and I I hope that. People jump in next issue if they if they aren't reading now or go back and read the whole thing so they know. But you could even like you said, it's not the greatest jumping on point. Yeah. But I think that reading this definitely gets you up to speed of what's going to happen next. So you could yeah. jump on here if you really didn't read any other and wanted to you know catch up. But yeah, I really like it. Like you said, it was a little bit of a slow burn story that you found pretty boring. Yes, up until now, but I really liked it. And uh, yeah, I gave it a nine point five out of ten. This is my uh, issue of the week. Um, I don't know. It's really it's going to be hard for me to view this because I haven't really yeah, been yeah. found. But I I would have to go with a seven. Yeah. Uh, the other thing though, I also David Messina. I've mentioned it before. Seven five. That ending was so okay. amazing. David Messina has really changed up his style since he got on the book, and I really like it now. It's no, well, I agree. That yeah. is something that has been really cool because he, he was trying to like uh, play off the old artist yeah, for Gary a little while, Brown. Gary and he Brown eventually go it went into his own. Yep, yes. it was a good transition yeah. throughout the series. It was a good idea. Like if that was what we believe happened, I really give him credit that he's like, I don't want to jump in and just. People love that Gary Brown art. I liked it more after I got used to it. Yeah, but it it did make for a better transition. It's not. It was like Juan Ferrero when he took over Ben Temple Smith's art. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And you, you just kind of ease your way in, and uh, four issues later, you're you're running strong. You're doing your own thing. Ah, yes, the last issue of the night, Eric. It's one of our favorites, though. This issue was a little down to me. Yeah. I have not reviewed it yet. This is my one that I haven't reviewed yet, but it's All Star Section Eight, Number Four, written by Garth Ennis, art by John McRae and John Cleese. While I still had fun, this was the weakest of the All-Star 8 issues so far. All-Star Section 8 issues so far. I hate that name, actually. Yeah. And you know what's also weird? When I go to review it, I never know how to spell it out because sometimes I've done it. I don't think my last issue of All-Star Section 8, my review, ever got picked up by Comic Book Roundup because of the way I spelled it out. I, I don't know. But after Bader convinces Wonder Woman, I have convinces in quotes, to join the team, we find out that the whole team, especially the grappler, you always yell it. I'm waiting for you. Grappla! Are pieces of shit. We also get Bueno Excelente and Guts Wedding, but not much else. It all ends with Wonder Woman coming to her senses, thanks to Bader hitting her in the face again with the big mallet, and leaving the team one member short of eight, as always, Eric. Yeah, I, I thought this was a little down. Uh, you know what's weird? Uh, I know this book is a goofy, fun book. Yeah. But it, even when an issue didn't have a lot story-wise or whatever, it always seemed that when I got done, I, I got a chuckle. Yeah, me And too. also, it, I don't, not that it was going somewhere with the story, but I was intrigued by, like, oh, who are they going to see next? Who are they? I, I was not like that this issue. No, me either. I really didn't get a lot of chuckles. I don't know if it's just the nature of Wonder Woman and then what happens, basically she gets hit in the head and then acts goofy. And she becomes Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's what she is. And she's like, oh, and she's got, it, it didn't, it didn't go. I think that... The, As uh, Six Pack put it, she became fucking retarded. Yeah, fucking retarded. And I'm like, you can't say that. Okay, she's a fucking special. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, to me, um, 
I would have rather have had Wonder Woman not get up, not get hit, and just be somehow they've trapped her somewhere and have that. But yeah, she's Harley Quinn. Yeah. And I do, I did laugh. I'll tell you something. So I laugh when it starts up and <laughs> freaking six pack is dressed up as Wonder Woman. <laughs> so stupid. I'm but, sorry, uh, we had that thing before. Where they tried to get the Green, the Green Lantern, Lantern by dressing yes, up like yep, him. Yeah. So I like the fact that we jump in here where they've already done something yeah, to get Wonder Woman, this, but yeah. we don't need to see it. And it's because they're all dressed as freaking yeah, Amazons. They're all there with the Amazons, and I get you know you get the idea that Wonder Woman's shown up, but basically like stop it. You're making no. a mockery of the Amazons, <laughs> and if you don't, do, I'm going to kill you. Uh, but yeah, Bader. And again, I've said that Bader, when I looked up, it seems like he is, he's the evil genius. I'm getting the idea. The only thing he wants is for them to always be at this bar. Yeah. He, they, he doesn't want them to leave now. And I don't know. He hits Wonder Woman to get her involved. And I don't well, know. Well, that was by accident. Yeah. Well, he, he, why does he have a hammer then? Cause he was putting up a new yeah, Noonan uh, Swayze bar sign. I thought that he picked up the hammer afterwards. Cause he was no, just... because his, his ladder broke and he came down with the yeah, mallet as it broke and hit Wonder that, Woman. So I actually coming still out. think that he did it on purpose. Eric, I see he's got the thing. I think that he was just, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. And that they really center on that Noonan's bar. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking that that meant something. I looked at it. Oh, up. no. I looked at I I tell you, man. I looked at the freaking panels over and over again. I'm thinking, why is he putting a new Noonan's? Is he covering yeah. the sleazy bar part yeah, of it? Yeah, that's what I because thought. Because later we see that it's still the old sign. Yeah. I, I was really, and again, now, the, like you said, it's. I'm, uh, I'm just looking for your theory to come true at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, like I'm trying to I force it in. That's why I'm trying to force it. But he always is kind of on the outskirts of everything. And always watching, and I don't know. It's just weird. Um, I mean, what can you say? Freaking Grappler's a, a sexist. He doesn't like the ladies. He thinks that they should stay home and make pot pot. It was there. that was very odd to the story because at first we have what uh, like six pack going around. Never heard of equal like uh, like gender equality. Yeah, he's never heard of uh, feminism, feminism or anything the like that. Any word. He spends the majority of the issue. It felt like to me. Just trying to figure this out in his head, and it really slow. It didn't do anything for well, the book. Again, that's why to me it was that they have Wonder Woman. They're making her into a goofy, not sexy, but like you said, a Harley Quinn, which is not very feminist. But no. you're taking the biggest feminist character that DC has, and that's the joke. Yeah, and it didn't. It, it didn't. It go didn't well. play. Yeah, it didn't play well for me either. Um, though I Even still, when Bueno shows up, you're thinking some crazy, out-of-control shit is about to go down, and it, nothing happens. No, he, he basically, yeah, he's like drooling. He wants to better down, and then they just have a wedding with guts. Yeah. And again, it's, it's pure Harley Quinn. And um, I don't know. I, I like the art. I thought there was a lot of funny things, like not hilarious though, and maybe it's just we didn't get enough Bueno air because we love Bueno. I know, maybe that is it. I, it, it, it might just, be. It was very tame for this book. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I, I, I do like the fact that Bator is the priest who's marrying Guts yeah. and Bueno and again, together, he and he's goes, freaking given that uh, the, like, yeah. the, what is what is that even called? Yeah. Um, and the devil that deceived them yeah. was cast yeah. into the lake and of, of fire course, and the brimstone. Guy says more of this issue than he's ever, ever said. And that's why I'm saying there's always these times where at first he can't talk, then he does, and you don't get an idea of what the hell's going on. And all he says on. is, I am Bator in different languages. Yeah, and yeah, and then I, I do like the, the funniest part to me was when they're like, you can kiss the bride, and everybody's throwing up. Oh, you yeah. got people throwing up, and they're like, well, oh. Actually, I was very confused at that point, because we have this whole wedding. Bueno puts on the freaking uh, the ring on the guts. Yep. But through this whole thing... We have Bator just yelling, I am Bator, I am yeah. Bator, o- th- panel after panel, over and over again, e- like three times in this one panel. Yep. 
And then he screams, I am Bator. Yep. And I don't know if he, it's his way of saying you may kiss the bride. It just came off very yeah, odd to me. I had I, no uh, idea what was going on. And then yeah. when they finally do it, and I'm like, I didn't even pick up on what was going on because then we have a big uh, page of everybody just vomiting. Yeah, I, I, they actually, like, he yells, I am Bator. And then their uh, Wonder Woman goes, You're married, you big dummy. That means you can kiss her. Yeah. And then uh, freaking Six Pack's like, Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then they just all start up chucking, and then she's like, that's naughty. It, it, I just it found was, it confusing. It's weird. I don't know. It was ve- Like I say, it's very Harley Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all Harley Quinn. It's like having Harley, but also, yeah, it, it was a little off. And then they're like, oh, it's time for the honeymoon. And then basically, Bader has enough, mashes, smashes Wonder Woman's face again. She, well, that's when she starts building a hotel room. Yeah, or yeah. So. Well, it's very odd. I don't even get it. She stuff. tears the bar up yeah. to make a hotel for them in the in the bar to consummate their yeah. marriage. And then that's when everything gets off the rails. Oh, my God. Bueno is crazy enough to do it. Crazy enough to do it. He just banged somebody in the goddamn restroom. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't understand the point at this like of story anymore because she's just making a hotel. It, it just doesn't play well. I don't know well. it's that maybe she's tearing something apart that Bador doesn't want her to do. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, but the big actually the biggest part of the thing she snaps to, uh, she calls six pack Sydney. Yeah, he, he's like, what? Who's that? Who's that? And nobody else seems to have heard her say that. They're like, right. no, she didn't say that. that's his name. That's his yeah, name. And that's to me that he's starting to snap out of it. Yeah, he's starting. You know, we're at issue four. We have two more. He's. I'm sure next issue he's going to hear. Uh, a lot of like voices. And well, they stuff call it like the Verdict Gang like, coming in next, which yeah, I'm I don't discussing know. is Constantine. That's why we said this before. I said to you, it has to be like Constantine, you know, Vertigo characters. Maybe it's not. I, I don't know. It has to be. Though, well, right? I, I looked at the solicit. So it just talks you... about like mysticism and shit like that. Okay, where he sees all so these visions. Is, so yeah. I'm guessing it's just Constantine. Okay, so he's going to show up. Maybe a, like some side players. I think it's still going to end up that at the end, Bader is the one who's kind of gotten them there and uh, making them do this. But yeah. Like I said, the first three issues uh, it was my favorite. Oh my god, it was great. funny book. Uh, this one was off. Maybe it was just because of Wonder Woman. I I really I can't say that it's because it's it's worn out as welcome. Because I went into this like I really was excited to read it. I wanted. To yeah, me too. I, this is one of those that I really in the week that it comes out, we have a lot of huge books, and this one's like, oh, finally, I can sit back and have, have a great time. Yeah. And also, I I'm telling you, I actually like the fact. That it makes me laugh and other people hate it. Yeah, me too. You know too. what I mean? Our man at Batman News, Jay Yaws. It's yeah. like his least favorite book. <laughs> and uh, it makes me laugh that I'm like, okay, he doesn't get it his way. And not even get it. He doesn't like this sort of humor. I yeah, it's not his thing. It's the worst humor ever. It's the lowest of the And low. it is our thing. It is. It's our thing. And it makes me laugh. Uh, yeah, Manship loves it. Manship actually loved this issue. He He's mad at me. He was sending me notes. Really? Uh, yeah. When are you going to review it? The review isn't up. Oh, he's getting mad at me. And I and also, uh, just to mention to you, I forgot to do, Carl Hiller sent us an email. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, this morning. And said that he's still not up to issue 21, but he's gonna he's trying desperately. Episode? Buddy. Episode, yeah. Okay. I would say issue. Uh, he has... Uh, he has life problems, Eric. Real life problems. That happens. Actually, he does. He said that he doesn't have a lot of. We got some long ass podcasts. Yeah, we do. This is another one, Eric. Uh, yes. Uh, what else do you have to say? What do I? I oh, what I'm going to give this? I forgot what I. I think I'm going to give this probably a six, five, or a seven. Yeah, I, like I think I would. I, I like the art as well, but the story did nothing for me. It's it's the same thing we always get though. A character shows up, they play for a little while, and then the character leaves. But this one didn't play as well as the first three. Yeah. And I'd probably give this a six. Okay. 
Yeah. I like the art as well, though. It's just that terrible Mad Magazine, Ren and Stimpy style that we love, though. Yeah. I just couldn't get behind the story. All right. Well, that's the podcast, Eric. It was a long one. Yes, it was. We talked a lot of books. Still had some flash reviews, and it's still going to be probably five hours long. We're going to see. Uh, I don't have. Do you have your uh, list of books that come out next week? I can in a second for yeah, you. Yeah, if you want to do that, because I did not write that out, because I'm telling you, this was such a uh, patchwork podcast to get this together. There's some things I forgot and didn't forget. Or, you ready? You know, yeah, I want to hear it. For next week, we got Bizarro number four. All right. Um, Constantine the Hellblazer number four. Well, you're looking forward to that, right? Did kind we of. Constantine last week, our last issue, we did uh, as a flash review, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I'm telling you, Riley Rossmo's art wasn't on, like he wasn't oh, on the yeah, book for right. artist, and, and I didn't like again, the right? Now he's not on until issue six. He told me. Oh jeez. Uh, then we got Doomed number four. Okay. Doctor Fate number four. Oh god, yeah, it's that week. God, I hate Doctor Fate. Yeah. Green Lantern Lost Army number four. Yikes. This is a tough week for me yeah, already. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you Harley cease. Quinn number twenty. Oh great! <laughs> um, are you allowed to review that one? Uh, yeah, I'm just not allowed to review Harley Power Girl. <laughs> okay, Martian Manhunter number four. That's one of our favorite. And books. I, I can't wait. I, I love Martian Manhunter. I think Manhunter. Uh, so far, what you've mentioned, that's number one on the podcast, and that'll be the first time that would be. What, yeah. Is there a bigger book coming out? What else we got? Well, good. There we got Robin, son of Batman, number four. Okay. And I, I don't know. I've been uh, lukewarm with that book so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it picks up in the same way. Superman, Wonder Woman, number 21. It's a true story, but no. Yeah, Martian Manhunter's still in the lead, Eric. Secret Six, number six. Yep, Martian Manhunter's still in the lead. Wonder Woman, 44. That's the only one, and still, I think that the... I would put Martian Manhunter first. Yeah, I think Martian Manhunter has gotten to the top of the list. I bet and you that's will crazy. Have, I bet you we will have, this will be the first three books. If you agree with me that it will be Martian Manhunter followed by Superman, Wonder Woman followed by Wonder Woman. I agree yeah, wholeheartedly. It'll be the first three, and Martian Manhunter by far going into it. You know, maybe it'll be a stinker. I doubt it because I hope not. So this, good. The series has been amazing so far. Uh, so that, that is head and shoulders above any other book that we've talked about uh, that's coming up next week. But that's I don't know. That's a kind of a down week for me too. I know. But you, at least you have some. So you know, I like Wonder Woman, and I you love like Martian Wonder Woman. Manhunter. That's what I'm saying. You have two that you really like. I have what. What there? I, I kind of oh, like sorry. Bizarro. I, I, Black Canary number four. Oh, Black, that, that'll be my big book. Yeah. And that's weird. But yeah, that might even be third. But be Doomed, you enjoy Doomed. I like it. Uh, I'm saying like big books that people are going to be excited about. I yeah, you, you have that, five next week. I have seven. Yeah, I have a feeling that not a lot of people are going to review Doomed anymore. I think they're going to fall off that. Oh, review. totally. I think uh, Dr. Fate might be one they fall off. No, of. no. That is what book that people yeah. are going to be reviewing and know. loving. No, I Yeah, that's true. Uh, Black Canary, people love, so they'll love that. But yeah, Lost Army, I bet you, has less reviews. Oh, I agree, too, on that. People are falling off. That's like Earth 2. How many Earth 2 Society reviews three. were there? Three reviews. Possibly and four, but I think it was still, still three. It shocks me that nobody reviewed Red Hood yet. I know. That is crazy. i got to get on that. Yeah, you do. Look for that next Saturday. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, yes, and it is Sunday, and it's a big football Sunday today. Though our big game is tomorrow night. We love the Eagles, Eric. Yes, we do. We are Eagles fans. I'm going to give a prediction. The Eagles play Atlanta on Monday Night Football. I'm going to ask you, what do you think the final score is? I have a score in my head. What is your score? Oh, my. Boy, where's the I have to, I'm sorry. I'm, I have to think about this. <laughs> no, I, have, I, have, to, I, I have one. I, just, I didn't you either. Have... I just, boom. I thought right, it was what's your score. thought? 38-21. Yeah, you're Eagles. always high. 38-20. What? I don't do that. 38-21. I don't Eagles know. I, have, I don't know enough offense. about Atlanta's team off the top of my head. All, I'm going to go all out. DeMarco Murray's going to run for 110 yards and two touchdowns. 
We're going to have Nelson Aguilar, their rookie, is going to have a touchdown. And um, I'd say two. You think two, huh? I have my Aguilar is fucking amazing. He is. He's fast. If people don't know, that guy is like lightning. They said uh, Cleveland could have drafted him. I heard it on the radio this morning. And Cleveland has come out and said that was the biggest thing in the last couple of years that they regret. Right, and that includes drafting Johnny Manziel here. <laughs> they, they don't even re- they regret not getting Nelson Aguilar because he's so fast and good. He really is. Uh, hopefully, he can keep his hands on the ball though. That hopefully. first couple games, he in it pre-season, was a little rough. Yeah, he had some drops, but no, I think he's really good. I little really eye. like uh, the Eagles and their defense in the preseason surprised me uh, more than I actually thought that they would. And well. uh, and their uh, special teams are great. So, yeah, they have really good. I think uh, – let's go all out. I think that they're going to make it to the championship game this year and lose to Seattle. I think I Seattle's going back to the Super Bowl and winning. And they will win against – Baltimore, Eric. Really? You're, you have that much faith in the Ravens? I don't know. That's I've, I've heard them listed as uh, potential. You've been talking really to me about it, but I just haven't no, seen I it No, I think yet. they're really good. I, I, like the, I like the Steelers, but I don't think they're – No. Think, I think you can shut them down like uh, happened the other day with uh, the uh, Patriots. And the Patriots, again, that's an easy pick to say. But I, I don't – I think that division has gotten so tough that I think that division is going to beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. And uh, have some problems, but – but I mean, for anyway, for anything that you did not hear us talk about tonight, yes. you can go to our oh, website yeah. and check out a full review. And I was going to mention that. We did not talk about uh, Gotham Academy and Harley Quinn Road Trip. And the reason why I said there, I, I kind of want to make this a policy. I don't really like to talk in length about a book that I did not review, that neither of us did. Yeah. And Reggie did the road trip. What Really, why I don't want to do that is because I would hate to have us come on and Say uh, Reggie gave that Harley Quinn road trip an 8 out of 10. Yeah. And say me and you both hated it so much, and, and both of us think it's a 2. I, I think that that's – it's almost rubbing it in the re- – you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like saying shit out of school to, about Reggie. I don't want to go against them. They reviewed it on the site, so that's their review. I hate to uh, go, and I did not like Harley Quinn road trip. Um, so I was like, you know what? It just seems weird for me to go on and on and nitpick nitpick about something that I didn't even review on the site. So if you want to do that, I should have mentioned it in the flash reviews when I did that, I was going to say that. So I'm glad you remembered, but yeah, we didn't just completely forget about it. The reviews are on the site. Like I said, Joel did Gotham Academy and Reggie did, uh, Harley Quinn road trip. And if you want to see that, you go there and go and see all the reviews because we really, we go, we it what we do here is not read our reviews for verbatim. I can't talk now. We're finishing up, and I can't <laughs> even talk. But yeah, we try to kind of expand. What did I say? It's like the director's cut, or the yeah. uh, not the director's cut. Commentary. What is that that you like? The commentary, the director's commentary. And yeah, I hope that people like the uh, Star Wars thing we did with Ryan. It did get a little long. We had uh, fun though. Yeah, I had fun. I like talking to Ryan, and uh, Ryan a lot of times bad mouths us. <laughs> I like getting him on, and then he's nice to us there. <laughs> and he's a nice guy. But he is a nice guy in general. And, yeah, go check out his podcast at Brightest Daycare. Uh, anything else we can plug? We Not got that any, I can think of. Any sponsors, Eric? No sponsors. Next week's coming up. I don't see any of these books causing as much controversy as this Batman. Nope. Uh, I could say that I hate Doomed. I love Doomed. Nobody cares, Eric. Nobody even looks. Maybe I have to do that. I'll give it a one to get some clickbait. 
Jesus we, we need some freaking views. I got shit to pay for. My kids have uh, school supplies still. We only need views right now because we haven't done anything in two days. Yeah, we haven't. And in fact, I be, between the last time we recorded this, I put up uh, that Batman Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight, yeah. And I'm telling you, it seemed like people were starved for something on the site. That, <laughs> that actually is doing very well, which it does normally. But boy, it really took off from there. But yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to watch some football. And Me as well. I would expect... Uh, I'm going to put up some Wonder Woman 77 reviews by Wednesday. I still have to do All-Star Section 8. And I think I'm going to skip out on my Just for the Help this week because I have some stuff I have to yeah, catch up on I from think... being so down after Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. I Then I'm you've thrown the gauntlet at me because then I guess I have to continue it here. You don't and, have to. It's just yeah, for the hell of it. Yeah, but it's just for the hell of it. Maybe I, I was thinking – I really was thinking of doing something different and putting like a, a TV episode review. Or something like that, where when we originally said it, we did say, this means anything. I could review. Yeah. Reggie wanted me to review, uh, uh, I forget what rap album, album. didn't he? might have been like N.W.A.'s uh, Straight Outta Compton or yeah. something. Or maybe I'll, I'll review a song. <laughs> It'll take me 10 minutes. So that sounds terrible. Yeah, maybe I'll review a movie here. It sounds too long, though. Yeah, it does. I was thinking of uh, like the you need uh, your Goldilocks, something right in the something just right. The things that I really watch now that I would do episodes for, if I would review an episode, it would either be the Rick and Morty pilot, right, or possibly uh, Bob's Burgers that nobody cares about. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll see. I may not even do anything. I'll say just for the hell of it means just the hell of it because you know what else? Eagles are on tomorrow, Eric. It's gonna yes, be they tough. are. It's going to be very tough. And I, I usually I don't get done my just for the hell of it till nine. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that. But I know we're going on and on about nothing. So let's get on with it. And what do we say at the end? We say everybody have a great week and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven, Eric. Oh!